Rob's ready. Go! Trap is spoken. Boston Rob and Amber are going to do it. This is a, a business trip, as I like to say. You, Brad Culpepper. I'm tired of you and the fucking chickens. You can call me the puppet master. They can be my little puppets. It's not like you're making a deal with the devil here. You get to milk your own milk, I guess. Who the hell bought it for me? Chicken. Damn! We got enough rocks here, too. We could build a pretty decent shelter just using rocks. I'm supposed to talk with you. <laughs> Direct from Hobart, it's time for the only Survivor podcast in Australia dedicated to Survivor. Bringing you all the latest interviews, episodes, and opinions from the greatest reality show on the planet. It's Survivor Oz, and here's your host, Ben Waterworth. Welcome back to the Oz Network, where you might be a little bit confused as we haven't played that intro in quite some time. It is a very special episode as we continue our very special lead up into the 40th season of Survivor, 20 years of Survivor, as we come to you today to go back to our roots, our Survivor Oz roots, by bringing you a very special Ozlet reunion episode. If you're a new listener to the show and don't know what we're talking about, back when we were Survivor Oz, we had a bunch of helpers. They were called Ozlets. It's really that simple. And we've brought a bunch of them back today to find out what they're doing with themselves now, what they thought about Survivor Oz, what they think about Survivor now, and everything else in between. I'm sure if you've downloaded this year, seeing that it goes for quite a long time so I'm sure you're going to sit back, relax, and listen to some of your favourites and maybe some of your least favourite Oslets along the way as you catch up with them on a trip down memory lane. Let's not waste any more time and get right into it and hear from a bunch of Oslets that you know you love. It was always exciting to have our next Oslet involved in the show because, of course, me being Tasmanian, it was rare to even find another Survivor fan. We had Noah as our first Tasmanian Oslet, and I thought, well, that's it. We found the two Survivor fans who live in the entire state. But lo and behold, there was another, and we had another Tasmanian Oslet. His name was Paul, and he's with us now. Paul, welcome back to the Oz Network. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, you know, had you involved over on the brink a little bit, but uh, to be actually involved in this side of things, it's been a while. It, it did 34 hours of ranking people uh, and trying to get Corinne, you know, out of the way early really just scar you for, for life and kind of that's why it's taken so long to come back on here? I, I don't think it did. I think that was, when I look back, it's probably one of my favourite memories or most enjoyable moments with Oz. Um, at the time, we were probably it got heated, and uh, we were probably um, at each other's throats a little bit. <laughs> but I look back on it now as you know, fond memory. It's crazy to think because in talking with Noah about it, it's kind of how on earth did we have thirty four hours of our life to dedicate to ranking contestants of an American reality show? Like I, I can't even fathom the fact that that was a possibility because we've all well, I guess some of us have grown up. I'm saying you have, I haven't. Um, and then it's kind of life gets in the way, but it's just, it's crazy. We we wasted 34 hours doing that, Paul, even though it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that was probably at the peak of my Survivor fandom as well. So it was probably a really good time. It was good timing. Um, I'm not sure if it was for you. Maybe it was, but I, I, I reckon we were all pretty well into it. Um, to give up 34 hours. To do and, 
and it's crazy because it is something that I, I constantly mention. I'll, I'll randomly get a message every now and then or someone will tweet me or something about this. And I, I, I don't know if anybody ever contacts you about it. Have you had anybody ever just randomly reach out to you somehow, track you down and be like, hey, great job on the rankings. I agree with you. Corinne should have gone that early. Yeah, I had one person, um, it was ages ago, just say that they kind of agreed with lots of the points I made and was annoyed that other people didn't back me up, but I'm sure everyone got that. Yeah, it was it was definitely um, divisive. I would say if you're on the fa- on uh, the bandwagon of one particular player, you might have been very upset when with some of the opinions we had of them. Was Corinne the one that you remember the most? Was there another one that you do remember perhaps that frustrated you more? Oh, I I think Corinne frustrated me more just because I find it. I think at the time I found it really annoying that there was such a clear thing that she had done wrong in my mind anyway and and other people put different weight into different strategies and whatever but to me it was kind of like that was the number one thing to do wrong when there's an option that gets you through and you refuse to take it because you want the perfect scenario rather than compromising just a little bit and actually guaranteeing you going through. So in my mind it seemed like a clear way to a to getting what you want, but you can't compromise even just that little bit. Um, and I found that really annoying. Others, I mean, oh, I don't know. I can't really think off the top of my head others that I would have put way higher. I think once we got down to the real nitty-gritty of the last 20 or so, I don't think there was any that I was really annoyed with. You might disagree. I think maybe between that period of, say, the top 20 to the top, 60 was really the annoying bit because some players were, I would say, you know, it's getting down to that thing where you're really trying to balance between someone who's won and someone who's a very good player who didn't quite win, but then you're thinking, well, maybe they're a better player than the, some, the person who won. Mm. It's, you know, it gets really, uh, let's say, nuanced, I guess, once you get down to that. That's, yeah, it's, it was just very fascinating, the whole project, and it's, I don't know if you've ever gone back and listened to it again, um, or you ever think that you might, but yeah, I, I sort of did listen to it over again, and it is interesting to see that the comments that you got from people saying like, oh, it's addicting, I couldn't stop listening to it, and you know, I, I definitely found that listening to it, and I was, I was sitting there, so um, yeah, I mean, have you ever gone back and listened to it, or do you think you ever would want to go back and listen to it? I think about a year after we did it, I listened to the first episode and I didn't get through any more, but I might, maybe I will go back and give it a listen. Mm. It's, it's, it's particularly interesting as well now because, I mean, that was what, 10 seasons ago now, wasn't it? Because it was well, just before yeah. the part. So, um, I mean, you and I did sort of a recap of it. We kind of did the, what, seasons 30 to 34, but, um, you know, I don't think it had the same power as that one because there was probably I don't know about you but with me there was definitely a few of those players where I'm kind of like uh, you know I'm not 200% on their games and now there's no way I could do it now because I I just yeah all these seasons have blended in together to me now so I can't even remember which season certain players have played on yeah definitely I think that um, we've got to the, the stage where there's too much too big of a mass of seasons that don't have the character, I mean, they're all shot in the same location pretty much. They're all 
following a pretty similar format with the odd little random novelty here and there. But I think that at least for the first 20 seasons, there was a definite character to each season. And, I mean, the, the 10 after that, you could still kind of keep them separate in your head a little bit. But now, I, yeah, I couldn't do the last 10 seasons. As you said, they've all kind of blended together. Mm-hmm. Were there any other episodes uh, that you remember being a part of uh, that particularly stood out in your memory during the Survivor Oz days? Um, I used to like doing the pre-season predictions that we would do where we'd have that podcast. That was always really, um, really fun, I think, seeing what people... It, it kind of revealed what other Oslets, who they... Let's say the personalities they kind of gravitated towards and hearing what their arguments for, for why they would end up winning was always quite interesting. I think those are the ones we got in the most trouble for as well. <laughs> yeah, particularly <laughs> one. Uh- <laughs> well, yeah, good times, good times. I mean, in articles and kind of top tens and things like that as well. Um, you know, they they were also some uh, pretty fun things to be able to uh, be be a part of. Yeah, definitely. It was always good to kind of have a bit of a read, see what other people thought about the show. I guess. Yeah. Did you ever interact? Did we ever have you on any episodes where you got to interact with any of the players at all? Uh, there was one with I think it was. Tanya from Thailand mm-hmm. might have been one. Um, yeah, we did so many of those sort of random ones that I look, I have a list somewhere of who was on certain episodes, but um, gosh, I, I don't know where I've even I've stored it. But um, yeah, I, I can never remember who was on these episodes. <laughs> I don't even know if I was on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, was, there was a couple, I think. Yeah, I which I guess in itself, I mean, unique moments because... You know, we're talking about this show and here are these players and getting that opportunity to interact with them. As a Survivor fan, kind of as you mentioned, sort of in your peak Survivor fandom mode, I mean, that must be pretty special moments to be able to interact with them. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's always strange to be watching them on TV and thinking, oh, yeah, I just had a conversation with them the other day. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, definitely. Have, so where are you at now with Survivor, Paul? Like, uh, you know, in the five or so years since we've not been around, have you kept up? Do you watch it anymore? Kind of what you, if you do, what's your thoughts on, on where we're at with Survivor right now? Oh, well, I, yeah, I would say I'm probably in the kind of casual fan status now. I mean, I still watch the show. Um, I did, I'd missed the Australian Survivor season three and four, but then I went back and watched them mm-hmm. because someone mentioned to me and said that they were pretty good, so I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And I actually really enjoyed that, um, really enjoyed those seasons. Um, this season that just passed the American Survivor, I would probably say, in, yeah, in my opinion, it's the worst season of Survivor that's ever been yep. for a number of different reasons. Um, but, yeah, it's... I'm still going to watch season 40, for sure. Which, kind of just talking a little bit off air, it sounds like you've kind of avoided everything, though, and sort of aren't really aware of, of who's on there. I mean, is that is that by choice? Do you just kind of want to go into episode one surprise? Is it just something that you just haven't come across? Because I, I find that fascinating because, I mean, it's really been the talk of the Survivor community for the last eight months, whether you're sort of in that casual category or the, the super fan category. Yeah, well, well, as I say, I mean, casual fans, I guess you kind of... You're completely outside of all of the online discussion. Um, so, yeah, I haven't really seen I only saw um, what was shown at the, the last season's reunion. Um, 
that it's yeah it's going to be an all winners season. I don't know exactly which winners are on there. I'm guessing that there's going to be. I'm guess I can I reckon I can guess a few of them, but then again, it's it's always hard to predict because you never know who's gonna who's gonna be available to come back on. So this might be interesting when you ask me my prediction on who's gonna win. I'm probably likely to give you an answer. <laughs> Um, that's someone who's not even on the season. Well, just, I, I actually like. I would be intrigued right now. Then this is actually a fascinating situation that I can ask this question. Give, give me some names. Who do you assume is on this season? Tony. He is. Yes, correct. Tony. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Sandra and Boston Rob. Both are. Yes, correct. Yeah. Amber. Yes, she's back. Oh. Oh, she is. Okay, yeah. Um, I th- I think I heard somewhere that Ethan was going. Might have been Kate, Ethan yes, from Africa. He is. He is back. Yes. Yeah, maybe I saw that on the reunion. Um, I'm going to also say there's going to be quite a few from the past ten seasons. You would be very um, correct. There are only two not from the last ten seasons. Weirdly enough, so basically everyone from. Uh, well, actually, no, three that aren't. So from 30 onwards, there are only three winners that aren't on this season. Oh, well. Hmm. Who out of those? Okay, like, you, again, you're going into this blind. Who would you, who of those three that I said aren't on, which three do you hope are the ones that aren't coming back? Okay. Hope aren't coming back. Yeah, give me your which take on who you would least likely to see come back out of the last 10 winners. Oh. It's a tough one because there are some people who you'd like to see who maybe weren't the best, but maybe you'd like to see them come out and try and prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there are others who were just really enjoyable to watch. People who I wouldn't like to see. Uh, here we go. <laughs> this oh. is entertaining. I like this. <laughs> oh, this tough one. Um. Let's go with... Oh, well, I always... I was never a big fan of Vesepia. Okay. Um, and, well, she's and not, I, I think she's that, not back, so... She's not. But yeah. I, I actually I probably would have been interested in seeing how she went after all these years. It might have been interesting. But I think that was one of the points that we had in the um, the rankings podcast as well, one of the points of contention where I was thinking she wasn't a very good winner, but you guys might have thought differently. Um so there's that. Oh, who are the others? Let's have a think. Um, I don't know. This is really difficult. I haven't actually thought about who are the who are the really bad. It's, it's it is like again. It's also that falls into that unit category because we've all like even just as you were explaining there with Vesepia, it's kind of you know while you might not necessarily think who wins great, I might, and then vice versa for another winner, you might necessarily because yeah, yeah. you, you you I for instance I remember you're a big Natalie Anderson defender, and I was one who didn't necessarily think her win was that fantastic. So there we go. There's yeah. kind of the flip side of that. I can tell you Natalie's coming back, so you, you'll be pleased. Oh, she is. She is. She's on yeah. there. Only one of the Natalies, though. Sadly, Natalie White isn't on the list. But um, I'll yeah. ask you in a minute. I'll get you to give me one in a, in a sec because I think it's going to be interesting. Out of I've given you, you obviously are now aware of some of them. But just just quickly before we get to that, y- yourself, Paul. Um, you know, life still 
treating you well. I know you're still in Tassie. Uh, I think you, you went overseas for a little bit, but you're, you're back in Tassie. But uh, everything is, is going well uh, for you right now and since Survivor Oz ended? Yeah, everything's going good. I went and taught in the UK for a little while. Didn't really have a great time, <laughs> but it was but it was a good experience. Um, so there's that. And, yeah, now I'm just going to be starting a new job at Sorrell High School when school goes back. Great. Shout out to the uh, the kids at Sorrell High School. Um, how would you describe Sorrell to somebody who's never been to Hobart before, Paul? Never been to Hobart. Well, it's kind of in the outer suburbs of Hobart. It's pretty much the, the kids that go there are kind of from a array of rural areas, mm-hmm. I would say. It's, but it is, um, as you drive into there, it's actually quite a scenic kind of route you've got. You have to go over a bunch of different, um, well, they're not bridges, are they? There, what are they called? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so you've got the sea beside there, some really nice views of the mountain, um, and yeah, it's it's quite a nice place. Kind of close to the airport. Um, yeah, it sort of. it's close to the airport. I mean, it's in terms of distance, it is what twenty k's outside of Hobart. Standards, Hobart. it's far away, but I mean, look, if you're listening to us yeah, from you know, Melbourne, highway. Sydney, it's it's yeah. not far. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it depends on how you're used to your geography, basically. But um, yeah, so it's kind of it's also one of those points, isn't it, where you when you're doing like the boundaries of Hobart, some people count Sorrell because it's kind of blending in, sort of with those eastern suburbs. Um, but others kind of are like, no, nah, it doesn't really count; it's its own town. But it depends on who you yeah. talk to, really. I'd say it's definitely on that boundary between suburb and rural area. It's kind of... Yeah. Right It'll there. be a suburb one day. I mean, the way it's kind of expanding. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sprawl will make its way out. It'll catch up. But, all right, Paul, put you on the spot. Um, give me a winner's pick for Winners at War, and uh, I'll let you know uh, with a big ding or a dong. That sounds a bit rude, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whether or not they're on the season or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you've said that there's only three in the early... In the early seasons, um, so that's. Oh, I would have liked someone from the old school to to win again. I reckon it's it's definitely got to be someone who's. If we separate it into say four different, uh, let's say classes of player, where we've got the really shit. Let's say the the winners that were lucky to win, then maybe a step up from that, you've got winners that played reasonably well but weren't standouts, then you've got the players who who were pretty strategically um, solid all the way through, Didn't can't really have a criticism of them, and then there are the players who were just dominated. Mm-hmm. I would say it's going to be someone from that second bracket, someone who didn't really exercise their full potential but still came away anyway, maybe made a few little mistakes. I reckon that player is going to have someone... Or it's not going to have as big of a target on their back, um, and you know they're not going to be perceived as as big of a threat, so they're going to be able to hide. And I do think there is something to players returning; they do come back much better players the second time round if they haven't already put that target on their back. Um, so I, I reckon. Oh, just thinking of it now, I almost feel like did Adam from. I can't even remember. Millennials Gen X. Is it Adam Klein? Is that his name? Yep. Yeah, I almost feel maybe him. 
he's on there. So I'll, I'll let you give yeah. that as an answer. So there you go. All right, Adam. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. All right, two-time winner, Adam Clean. That could be a fun little thing to say in a couple of months. But it's exciting times for Survivor fans and watching that. And, of course, also Australian Survivor. We should always give that a mention that we've got All-Stars coming up as well. So plenty to keep us entertained. And, Paul, pleasure to have you back here, mate. Uh, it's great to reminisce on the Survivor Oz days. And I'm glad this didn't take 34 hours for us to uh, get through. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that would have just been... Painful, but this was good. Our next Oslet comes all the way from the beautiful country of the US of A, the country that's giving us this show that we have been talking about for quite some time. And I'm very excited to catch up with him because it's been quite some time since we've had him on the show. It's Ivan. Ivan, welcome back to well, the Oz Network now, formerly known as Survivor Oz. Right. Thank you, Ben, for having me. It's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. We were just saying off air a few seconds ago that it's been quite some time, I think about four or five years since we had you on. I mean, that's basically almost been what uh, it's the time of the length of time it's been since we've been Survivor Oz. But um, mm-hmm. is it hard yeah. to believe that it's been that long and since you were one of our Ozlets and helping us out as much as you did? Oh, yeah. It was incredible. I... It, love Survivor and I enjoy writing so this was a great opportunity to combine my two passions and it was a great uh, few years with uh, uh, Survivor Oz and you know a lot of things have happened in my life and your life since then and even through all the transitions and things that have been going on we've at least kept in touch which has been really great. Hmm, we have, it has, and it's kind of, you know, we'll have a few messages every now and then, I feel. It's kind of, you, you're into into soccer like I am, so there's a few conversations mm-hmm. going around that, so it's not always about oh, Survivor, yeah. but um, I I do remember kind of, you know, how much you contributed back in the day, and, you know, we've talked a, at length with some of our other guests on this episode about the, the website and the articles and the top tens and all these sort of things like that. Do you have any particular ones that you remember being involved in that kind of stand out uh, higher than some of the others? So my favorites are definitely, uh, I enjoyed the power rankings, and it's something that I still kind of do on the side to this day. It's just really cool to see, you know, how things go from week to week. And even though, like, you know, we've watched 30-plus seasons of Survivor, we think we know what's going to happen. And this past season, I think most people kind of did know what was going to happen, but it was still cool seeing, like, oh, yeah, the Josh boot, Jeremy's number one of the power rankings. Jeremy's probably going to win. And then he gets voted out the next episode. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Yeah. No, and, I definitely uh, remember that. And have you been successful? What's the most successful season you've ever had when it comes to the power rankings? Um, when it comes to power rankings, uh, I tend to remember more of my like failures than successes. <laughs> like this season in particular, someone who I ranked number one on the premiere, she, she was voted out the next episode, so Ouch. that was pretty tough. But um, I do remember also doing the Survivor Cal Wrong like preview and prediction article, and Michelle Fitzgerald was my winner pick, so I was pretty excited I got that one right. So. Wow, jeez! So you've actually had that success? I yeah, that's that's crazy. Is that your only ever winner's pick that has actually gone on to win? Um, Fabio was you picked Fabio. Wow, yeah. I think just uh, watching the previews of all the contestants on Nicaragua, 
uh, he just gave me some sort of vibe. It's like, you know, I feel good about him. I think he'd be good socially, which he was to an extent. And uh, I feel like he would be able to dodge some targets because he wasn't seen as, you know, the most strategic player because of his personality and his hair. And hmm. he did dodge that very big one at Final 7 where Benry was voted out, and then he was able to win out from there. Wow. So two out of 39, that's pretty good. You must be feeling uh, okay then that uh, one of those two is at least coming back. I mean, sadly, we don't see Fabio, but um, (laughs) does that make you a Michelle defender? Does that make you a Michelle fan going into Winners at War? Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of just about everybody. Uh, There's no one that could win this season uh, that I would be like, oh, wow, this is such an awful season, unless, like... It's uh, Chris Underwood happens, and like hmm. someone who was voted out first or second it returns from the edge of extinction and then wins that way. But uh, in terms of individual players, like every one of them is there for a reason. They did something right the first time, and beyond just the gameplay, like they had various different personalities and quirks and moments that is why Survivor has been on this long. For sure, absolutely. Um, and it, it is kind of definitely that way. I think we've all got our favourites and our ones that, you know, down the bottom where we're kind of like, eh, you know, it would have been nicer if somebody else was on besides those. But uh, it is mm-hmm. just, it just makes for really interesting viewing. I mean, the day that we're recording this is the day they release the, the bios and the images. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's just so great to see this now, like, official, because we've had knowledge of this for, you know, a good eight months or so, and now it's kind right. of... Yeah, it's it's just it's it's very exciting. It's really really exciting, and particularly after what we just had in season thirty nine, I think this is the perfect thing we need to kick us back into the excitement zone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, some people think, oh, I don't know how I feel about you know things being brushed aside, but I think general consensus is that thirty nine was pretty tainted, and it's one of those like it's okay to have in the rearview mirror at this point and. It's season 40, you know, they could have done almost any theme and I would be excited for it. They could have done first boots or something, but like all winners this is great. Yeah, absolute dream season to me. Uh, back in the Survivor Oz days, though, like outside of the articles, I mean, you're involved in plenty of episodes as well. Do you have any standout memories from any of the episodes that you were involved in? Um, it wasn't one that I was involved in, but it was one that I was like following and listening to intently. I think the coolest project that survivor oz did and it was something that it was such a mammoth task was the comprehensive player rankings oh yeah that was incredible <laughs> i'm still haunted by them ivan trust me uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> 34 hours it's, it's crazy to think that we had that time did you did you listen to them like as they were going was it something that you kind of waited till they were all put out Oh, not only did I listen as they were going, but uh, I was writing each pick as it, it went down. Wow. And th- that's the reason, like, you know, most people were waiting for the list because, oh, I don't have time to listen to 30 hours. I was waiting for the list so I can compare my list to make sure I didn't mess something up. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we still we got so much feedback in regards to when we just put the list out and nobody actually listened to it then, and they were just like, oh, this is shit. Why would you put this person here and here and here? And it's kind of like, well, if you listen to the episode, you know. But uh, it is it is interesting to sort of reflect on that. I, I re-listened to it not long ago, well, a couple of years ago 
go now, but um, it is kind of addicting when you listen to it. And I was part of it. It's just it's weird to kind of go back and listen and not even remember half the arguments and conversations that we had all those years ago. Right, and you end up in so many different like just listening to in my mind these mental battles that you never think you'd have. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Is Ace Gordon really a better player than Kobe Archer? Or like, yeah. you know, two very unrelated players. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. We're doing that um, throughout in the, in the next week or so. We're doing that with our seasons, a very similar thing. Um, oh. And no doubt you're going to hear me repeating this a lot throughout to many of the Oslots on this episode. But um, it is very exciting because, you know, this was an idea that Nick sort of brought up uh, probably about mm-hmm. eight months ago. And we sort of kept it saying, like, that's actually a pretty good idea. So, yeah, myself, Nick, and Colin are going to be sitting down and Vito's are back. And, uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to put the 39 seasons in some sort of order. And uh, as Nick sort of mentioned earlier in this episode, we're going to have our seasons that we're going to be defending more than others. And others are going to put up a season that one of us is going to love. And we're going to get into fights. It's going to be great. We're going to hate each other by the end of it. And I'm hoping we can do it within 30 hours. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, when you look back at at 39 seasons of Survivor we have so far. Yeah, there are a few duds here and there, but even the bad seasons, like there was a, at least a good player or a good episode or something happened that it's like, oh yeah, this is why I like the show. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's it is it is fascinating because I've I've done my list so and I'm gonna just do my own article of like this is my season order. But um <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be very fascinating because I think we've all got you know, particularly amongst, you know, the Survivor community is very passionate. They express their opinions quite loudly. And, you know, there's generally, I think, the fan list that if you were to poll the majority of fans, you would rank the seasons from 1 to 39 pretty standardly. I think kind of there's that general consensus of what's brilliant, what's middle, what's crap. But I feel we've all got our seasons of the crap bunch that we will defend harder than the others. And, I mean, I think I, I'm pretty well known for my opinions on some of the so-called bad seasons that I actually think are really mm-hmm. good seasons. So, right. um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Thailand, One World, All Stars. Um, yeah. All Stars, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Do you do you do things like that though? Like, do you rank your your seasons and your and your winners? And because I mean, if you're writing down stuff for thirty four hours, it seems to me that you're obviously keen into uh, you know keeping tallies of things. Oh, yeah, I have all sorts of things, not just when it comes to Survivor, but I do tend to, like, you know, list things out sometimes, and it does help me organize my thoughts when I have these conversations with friends. It could be, like, you know, favorite movies, favorite Super Smash Bros. characters, favorite (laughs) soccer players, you know. Mix them all together. um, I want a super list. I want, like, a movie of Super Smash Bros. characters playing soccer. Like, that would be great. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's like your dream movie, basically, um, you know, or set, or TV show, make it into a Survivor season or something like that. You know, that, that, that oh, yeah, work. there's Just, so many different, like, ideas to make Survivor yeah. <laughs> so much fun, yeah. Well, speaking of which, um, the sort of the two-part question I've been posing to all of our Oslets as we catch up with them is... You know, generally, what are your thoughts of Survivor over, I guess, the last five years, ten or so seasons, and also how much longer are you feeling that Survivor is going to be with us? So, I still like Survivor. My enjoyment of Survivor has not changed throughout the eras, but I do notice that there has been a shift, and it started around like season thirty-three, thirty-four. 
you know, may or may not have had to do. I'm not going to make this all about my winner pick, Michelle, but, you know, <laughs> they had a very surprising win, at least in their point of view, that they thought, you know, someone like Aubrey, who's a very hardcore strategist, she should have been awarded the win. And then you have players like David Wright, who came in fourth and missed out on Final Travel Council. So they decided, you know, season 35, we're going to have a fire-making challenge. And then season 38, oh, no, we can't lose Joe Anglin pre-merge or early merge. Let's have Edge of Extinction. And it's one of those things like, you know, it was really obvious when they made a Redemption Island season in 20, season 22 with Robin Russell. Mm-hmm. Now it's getting a bit more obvious that they're worried about who the winner is rather than just let it pan out. Let Tina beat Colby. Let Vesepia beat Nalia, who neither of them were expected to be in that position in Marquesas. Mm, yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It sort of always seems to pop up at the most convenient times, doesn't it? So, um, right. yeah, but I mean, do you, do you feel, though, that uh, we're going to be back in five years' time talking about the 50th season of Survivor? I feel like there's still enough interest, and I think a lot of it depends on how season 40 goes, and especially what role, like, you know, Edge of Extinction has in determining the winner, because we know that, you know, as great as it would be for Edge of Extinction to just end at the merge, they're going to have it, and it's going to be a deciding factor in the endgame in some way. But um, season 40 is going to be a big litmus test to see, you know, how does... How do the long-term fans feel about Survivor? Are there still being new fans coming into the fold? I do feel like this show still has 10 seasons in it. Like, we've seen a lot of players, you know, in the past seasons that, you know, they've been new players, so we know that there's more good players out there, as well as the players that we have seen recently, they would be good on a second or third attempt, perhaps. Like, Mm -hmm. who wouldn't want, you know... She will never win, but there's got to be at least another season of Nora somewhere down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That, yeah, without question, I think that, you know, no matter what your opinion is of season 39, there's, you know, some people in that season who will come back, you know, and I might not be as high up on the last few seasons as as some, but I, you know, there still had some great personalities on some of those seasons that we, you know, we absolutely be seeing again at some point, uh, probably in the not too distant future either, because it's kind of, you know, it's, it's that interesting period we had in the, in the 30s where only three of the seasons had returning players whereas what in the mm-hmm. 20s didn't half of them at least have returning players maybe even more yeah so. there was redemption island south pacific philippines caramon blood versus water yeah, yeah half, half of, of them. them and i mean i guess six of them if you count um heroes vs villains of course being you know in the 10 oh right yeah 20s. that's true so but yeah that's crazy whereas to think that here we are in the 30s and you only had game changes cambodia and um the edge of extinction so it's kind of it's in i always forget edge of extinction even had returning players on it so i'm just like oh that's oh, right yeah. i think I, it's really hard for me to forget that because four of the six heavily edited edited people that season were returning players <laughs> they've got to look after their uh their favorites uh ivan what, what's been happening with you though uh in the last five or so years How, how's life treating you uh in, in ivan land well uh 2017 i graduated college uh last year i graduated uh, grad school so i have my master's now i'm working full-time uh here in san diego where i moved as of june 2019 I'm still involved in the survivor community. I'm a wiki and I mean an admin and a, a continuous editor on the wiki 
And uh, I occasionally tweet on their accounts, do some live tweeting during the shows as the Survivor episodes as they air. And yes, just, you know, my spare time when I'm not spending time with friends and family or working, I just enjoy uh, writing, enjoy playing video games, watching sports, and of course Survivor. Great. Do you think the uh, the US are going to make it back to the World Cup in 2022? What what happened there, Ivan? Like, come on. <laughs> well, you know, there's no excuse if three days before the match you're tweeting pictures. Oh, look at this, you know, waterlogged pitch in Trinidad and Tobago, all cocky and confident, and then you lose to them two to one. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it's a whole systemic thing there. It's not just, you know, one person involved. It's just a lot of things that have to be improved over time. At least your women can do well. At least you, you're the best in the world in the women's. Um, oh yeah, the women's national team is incredible. Yeah. They've achieved so much, and they're incredible athletes and people. One of the one of the best sporting teams in the world. I think they were just nominated for the uh, Laureus Team of the Year. So um, yeah, they. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are. If they're not, well, they should have been. But um, no, they're yeah. definitely one of the most dominant um, international teams in any international sport in the last twenty or so years. Uh, Ivan, I'm going to give you this right now on the spot to close this out. Uh, who's your winners <laughs> pick? For winners at war, my winners pick for winners at war. Uh, I'm going to go with Kim Spradlin. Ah, oh, you make me a happy man. That's why I wanted you on this podcast so you can make me happy and hear that beautiful name being said and just remind me that she's coming back. So, yes, <laughs> all right. Thank I'm you, happy Ivan. She's back too. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank you, you, Ivan. Appreciate your time, mate. And uh, yeah, best of luck with everything moving forward. And it's been a pleasure to have you on this uh, very special episode today. All right, thank you. Hopefully it won't be another five years. Now, next Oslet to reminisce with is best known for saying controversial things such as insert controversial thing here and insert controversial thing here. It is the one, the only, Mr. Julian Gronenberg. Julian, welcome back or welcome to the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. It's good, yeah. Thank you, Ben. I, I take that controversial thing as a badge of honour, to be honest. I, you know... The controversies over the years, um, if anyone is offended, that's that's good. Better to be talking about it than not talking about it. So if I could add a dash of um, a dash of controversy, then um, so be it. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, it's good to be here. You, you never ended up having uh, Survivor contestants um, going off at you on Twitter for things you said. So, And I didn't even say them. It was another Oslet. But um, anyway, that's another story. Um, it's, great to, <laughs> it's great to have you back um, here on the show. Obviously, you, you've made plenty of appearances in our new form here. Uh, you, it's not like you haven't been on here since we've been the Oz Network. But um, memories of, of the Survivor Oz days, Julian, can you give us a brief summary of kind of some of your good, your bad memories of uh, all those long hours you used to spend on these podcast every there's, single um, night there's so many good memories yeah there's so many good memories and i'm quite nostalgic for it because it's i think i started in 2013 or maybe 14 so i was like at the second batch of oslets really the second big intake you could say um but yeah it's it's amazing memories like i remember uh, i remember really being excited for oz caps um and i i think i joined when we were covering blood versus water um so I'm not sure if I was on that one. I know I was on um, the Cagayan and San Juan, San Juan del Sur um, 
Oscap. That was when Julie McGee, noted as for quitters, first made its um, <laughs> appearance. Doesn't make sense, but it's just it's it's a Julian uh, iconic was line. The Morgan, um, <laughs> Yeah, there's some boob-related um, sayings. I don't know why I always... Uh, <laughs> Granny Pash is um, a more recent um, Oz Network addition to random sh- shit that I say. But, um, yeah, look, so many good memories. Like, I, I liked doing the content for a little while. Um, I remember how um, kind of... I guess there were some moments where we all were a little bit, not stressed, but we are like, shit, we've got... We were really good at keeping up with a, a content schedule and... And, you know, we had Auslets that would say they were doing this this article and trying to manage that used to give me the shits at, at points <laughs> because people would be like, oh, haven't finished it. I was like, well, you said it was you doing this article, so I'd have to go and write one in the last minute or someone else would. And um, But but it was amazing. It all it all pulled through. It was a really good team of, of people that did, um, yeah, get the top tens and the, the features out every single week. Um and you know, people were reading them as much as like as much as um, they were derided by certain uh, internet Facebook groups. You know, again, the fact that people were sharing them means that like, oh well, they were getting read. You know, you might not agree with it, and you definitely probably don't agree with a lot of my opinions. But um, that's what I love that Survivor's always been such a discussion, and and Survivor Oz really comprehensively covered covered it. There was events, there was Christmas specials. I, I really um enjoyed my um, appearance getting to be part of that. I think I was basically just listening in the background like a creepster while you were um, talking to special guests, but I was nerding out then. And, um, yeah, I guess I guess there's lots of good memories. I, I really – I thought Joppy was a fun Oslet. I mean, he was only on a couple of episodes, but his accent um, – yeah, there's so many – all the, the worldwide flavour was – was pretty cool as well. So I forgot about yeah, Joppy. That That's I guess a name awesome I haven't heard in a long time. Joppy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had pretty strong opinions. He he loved Chaos Cast, so oh, I did think too. I bonded with him about that. Yeah, yeah. He wow. fucking not just loved her. He fucking loved. <laughs> yeah. See, I I remember you uh, mentioned you mentioned Salman Del Sur. Now that was I think it was the preview episode where that was the infamous technical difficulties. Please stand by. Where I and I, I will still not reveal what you said in that chat box that night because I still feel that that is just to this day too inappropriate to even talk about. But I remember that you <laughs> typed what you typed and basically. I just lost it. I could not stop laughing. Noah was all like, no, 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 you have to edit that out. And, like, it wasn't even said on air. I think you then eventually repeated it. Paul was on the episode, and Paul's like, what's going on here? And then we just put these long-standing, you know, technical difficulties, please stand by. And then we had a, I think, one of our listener question episodes where we got the question sent in, like, what was said? And then I'm like, okay, I will gladly reveal what was said. What was said was, and then I cut it out to technical difficulties, please stand by. So, oh, <laughs> but so you funny. know what the most absurd thing about that is? You'll have to tell me off. You'll have to tell me off air, Ben, because I can't even remember <laughs> now what I said. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know the weird thing is, um, I've never really listened back to an episode of Survivor Oz. No, or never the has. Oz Network, where <laughs> where I'm on it. No, I listen to the rankings all the time and like other random Oz caps now and then, um, but never one that I'm on because I just cringe at like hearing myself on playback. So, um, yeah, you'll have to tell me off air what that was, but I'm sure it was um, pretty silly. 
do you, do you have a uh, particular fond moment uh, on one of those episodes, such as the Christmas ones, or I don't know if you're ever on any of the Oscar episodes where you got to interact with another Survivor contestant at all? So who was on the Christmas episode in? Oh, I I believe was it um. I believe you had Bri- – did you have Brian Heideck on one of them? Because I'm pretty sure I was – Yeah, he would have been on a couple of those at least. Yeah, he was on one of the Oscar yeah, ones a lot at least. Of people- I'm pretty sure Tina- I was on when Tina um, – again, my memory's a bit foggy, but I'm pretty sure Tina called in and I was like – and I think Katie might have been on the phone or Katie was with her. Or It was mm, right that's around right. the time that yeah. – So I was pretty moist for that. But again, <laughs> just – I don't know – just, I liked all the events. There was always something happening. Then the rankings. Um, San Juan del Sur was like a super exciting time because that's when I was probably peak involved. Plus you had, um, I'm pretty sure you did exit interviews on, uh, yeah, you did for that season. We did. Um, and, and there was amazing coverage leading into second chances as well. Um, hot top controversy was around worlds apart, but like the show was like, we were still, you know, like plodding along quite well. Um, and yeah, leading into, you know how they did all their campaign interviews, that was pretty exciting as well. So there's just so much there. Obviously a lot of it, I wasn't, um, a part of it just as a fan of the show as well. Um, that's what made me apply because I was like, when I first discovered you guys, I was just like, what? There's finally something like to listen to. And you guys had already done so much by the time, you know, I found out about Survivor. So I had, you know, like months worth of listening stuff to listen to. I didn't listen to all of it, but, um, yeah, we did some stupid, uh, some of our worst, <laughs> some of probably the bottom of the barrel stuff that we did were the episode commentaries. Oh God. <laughs> We'd we go phoned them in. We just tech. got lazy. I, I, I think after about, uh, yeah. Marquesas, when we did all the ones with John, uh, and actually I would say the first two of Thailand, Tanya joined us for those. Yeah, I remember Amazon. I don't even think we talked about the season. We just said, oh, God, this is boring. So what are you doing today, Julian? <laughs> yeah, we were like, Jenna's on screen. We were like, talking Jenna's on screen. Then we're like, yeah, so how long did Jenna and Ethan, you know, stay together? They were a couple. Like, when did they break up? So we just go on like nothing what was happening in the episode because I guess I didn't have subtitles. So I sort of remembered what was happening by some scenes, but a lot of scenes I was just like, who knows what they're fucking talking about. So let's just talk about what we want to talk about. There was there was some uh, yeah, yeah no, they, I they, would be scared to listen to those again today after all these years. Um, <laughs> speaking of just in general, the Survivor though itself, um, two two prong question here I'm putting to, to all you guys on this episode is first of all, you've you've kept up with the show. What are your kind of your thoughts on how it's all turned out in the last five or so seasons, five or so years, or however long it's been really since you've talked about it full time? And also, do, do you see much of a, a future past season forty for Survivor? I'll be so devo the day that Survivor does end, but it'll there'll be part of me that um, accepts it. I, I guess I guess it's been such an obsession for quite like such a long time now that it'll be weird not having it. But it's got to end. You've got to think that there's uh, there's a time limit on it now. I just feel like the way the shows the 30s have been the worst ten seasons um, that we've had, without doubt. Um, and like, there's been a couple of good seasons in there. I thought 30, I actually look back now. I remember at the time I think worlds apart was pretty bad, but now I think compared to what we had the next, you know, nine seasons, it actually was probably one of the better, slightly better seasons. Um, so 
Yeah, look, 31 was great. 32, I liked Co-Rong. I liked Millennials versus Gen X. Didn't Game Changers was disappointing, but still better than 35, 36, 38, and 39. 37 was okay, but I feel like it was overrated. Um, everyone's like, oh, just because it was a bit better than what the, sh- the shit that we've had. Everyone was like, it's just so amazing, David versus Goliath. But the, the, the general trend of winners, I, I just haven't had a winner for so long that I just think the caliber of winners isn't there anymore. Maybe because the show's editing it so unpredictably now, we can't really see what the winners done all season. It's just um, they come from nowhere. Maybe that's the the way the show's evolved. You can't be too much of a threat, otherwise you get voted out. So they're a bit bland, and then they rely on advantages and idols and all that sort of stuff. So I think the show's lost its way. Obviously, um, I'm super excited about season forty and. That's separate to me because that's a celebration of the whole show, um, everything that we've had. So that's that's exciting. But yeah, look, I, I hope that they. Yeah, what do you think? I guess I will. I, I do didn't agree with sort of, of do my little noise editor to chime in there, but no, I, I think. Um, no, yeah, no, you and no, I have no, to, finish, yeah. You and I obviously talked. A, I mean, people want to hear more of Julian and I thoughts on our retrospective episode, of course, that we aired last week. But look, I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. I think, and the one thing that I'm glad you said, season 37. I'm with you there. I just I don't get the love. I don't get why people talk it up as such a brilliant season. Like the first two episodes were unique and kind of okay. Well, this is a bit different. But then it just it fell into the same old traps of modern Survivor, and it kind of didn't bring anything unique. And I think you summed it up perfectly. The the, the last great winner, or the last winner that you could even say may maybe cracks the top half of winners was Sarah. Um, and, you know, we've had five yeah. pretty bland winners uh, since. Um, and even in the even in the seasons in the 30s, I would say Jeremy and Sarah are the only two that maybe crack the top half of winners. Um, so, and they're both going to be yeah. on season 40. So, <laughs> um, but having said that, we're probably going to get one of these bland five win. So, um, what, yeah, that's between- good. That- Nick and Wendell and Ben, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it is going to be interesting with season forty who wins because I, I do feel like it's going to favour. I mean, I just have to accept, I have to accept whoever wins, and and hopefully we get to see enough and the show's edited enough to make us feel satisfied with the winner because it's been really hard to um feel satisfied with the winners that we've had definitely yeah definitely definitely agree now two quick things before i let you go first one um life in general julian i'm trying to get an update from all our oslets uh what what's what's been what's been happening in julian gronenberg land life is good yeah life is good i'm very i guess i'm I'm 34 now, so I'm getting just had my 34th birthday, so I'm very settled. And um, you could call me a bit of a nester with my house and um, my love owning a house and been decorating. Um, yeah, I've gone through like change of career since I was at um, uh, since I was at uh, Auslet. I was doing copywriting and working for a marketing agency, and now I'm a flight attendant. So it's so random, but it's been a really Really good change. I still do some of my freelance work as well. But, um, yeah, I've been loving the adventures that that's given me, that job. So it's kind of mixes up my week. Like I'm away a fair bit, but when I'm home, I love just being home. So, yeah, love love my dogs and my partner. And it sounds all cosy and nannery. But, um, yeah, no, life 
This is good, Ben. Life is very good. I've talked to you a lot about how much I enjoy seeing your posts of your house and your um, little uh, nest that you've set up between yourself and Tim, and it's great. I love it. I love your house, and I love your dog. So please keep sharing them, and people follow Julian because oh, it's thank great. You. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, it's got it's got um a good feel about this house. So we, we've been little decorating. Walls, you could say, just yeah. I obsessed. We we debate every single thing, but that's part of the fun. It's been a real joy to to be able to have, you know, like not have to worry about. Oh, can I hang a picture here, or can I, you know, if I plant this in the garden, if I have to move in six months, you know what I mean. So I'm getting into gardening as well, which is um, books. I made myself a challenge um, to read at least a book a month, and that might not sound that hard, but. I, I lost my way with reading. I used to love it. Um, so as well as read, um, as well as watching Survivor and listening to a lot of Survivor-related podcasts, I'm also loving reading books, which sounds um, probably pretty boring. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know what I think about it when I learn to read one day. So I'm sure it's probably exciting. So we'll find that out one day. Um, <laughs> well, you're writing. You, you, you're yes. writing so much stuff. So yeah, you've got, <laughs> barely got time to read if you're the one. I don't even read what I write. People to read. <laughs> That's why when, well, whatever I get written and published out there in newspapers, <laughs> yeah. crap. That's why. Um, final thing before I let you go, Julian. Well, it's uh, probably like once you've written it, you don't want to think about it again. You're on to the no, next story. So. Ex- exactly. It's just kind of like, God, yeah, that was my life and I just want it to go away now. Um, final thing before I let you go, uh, I'm trying to get from all of our guests on this special Oslet reunion episode, I want you to give me your winner's pick for Winners at War. I don't want any thought in this. I don't want any explanation. Just give me a winner. Go. Sarah Lucina. No. Oh, oh. I say that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sarah Lucina. Done. Lock it in, Eddie. Perfect. Yeah. Julian, yeah. pleasure. Thank you. I'm sure did. we will hear she, from you. She have to be, um, yes, you definitely will. And thank you for having me again. And I look forward to all the Survivor coverage to come. It was always fun having our next guest on. Uh, he was one of our favorite Oslots based over in the beautiful country of the USA. And I've been told to say his name correctly right now. It is, of course, Mr. Patrick Gustafson. Hello, Patrick. Welcome back. Ben, it is great to be here. I'm glad we um, got the name thing squared away. Uh, you know, for four years' time, some things don't change, but I'm glad to see that that could change. But it's good to be here. It's good to be back talking to you. It's been it's been way too long. It has been four or five years, and um, yeah, no, I haven't changed at all. I still butcher everybody's name. I mean, you could tell me your name was Smith, and I probably still pronounce it <laughs> Smythe or something like that, right? <laughs> no, that's all part of the job, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You think I'd get better, but clearly not. Uh, but um, yeah, it's been a while. But uh, you know, as I said, you you're always one of our favourites to be involved, and kind of it, it never seemed to work out a lot just because time differences and things like that. It was a little bit tricky. But uh, I mean, for when you were involved, I mean, tell tell us through some of your your favourite sort of episodes and articles and things that you were involved in back in the day. Well, you know, just the the biggest thing for me was just. Um was just, you know, getting the chance to be involved. Obviously, you know, it was only for about a year, and, you know, that was just the way circumstances played out. But I had discovered Survivor Rounds about two years before, and it was about less than a year before I actually became an Oslet that I really was like, wow, like, this is something that I really wanted to do. Like, I would listen, I would read, and I was just like, you know, I love the podcast, and I obviously I've loved Survivor for pretty much my whole life. And so, you know, just getting the chance to be a part of it, you know, I remember fondly just applying and, 
you know, getting accepted and everything. And I actually, you know, in the lead up to this, I went back and looked at my application and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know how to write, but, um, <laughs> but you know, so, you know, I just, I just look back upon it finally, just in the sense that like, um, you know, just being able to do it in general. And, you know, um, I remember I got, uh, jumped in it right away and on the, um, on the camp, uh, Cambodia preview. And I, um, I picked the winner. I picked Jeremy and, um, I wasn't spoiled. I was spoiled on certain aspects about that season, but I was not spoiled on the winner. And it was just a complete ass shot in the dark. And I picked Jeremy and I didn't even like Jeremy either from San Juan del Sur at the time. So that was, that was, that was really cool. You know, just, um, be right about something. Cause you know, you can ask any of my friends, whether it's sports or survivor or whatever, I'm never right. I'm never correct. So just, um, so, so that was, um, that, that was fun. And, you know, um, I remember just saying some ridiculously stupid things that kind of just caught on. Like, I, it, it was in that preview episode where I called Wu. I had just watched Nicaragua, and I said that Wu was basically Benry, nah. which was, like, the dumbest <laughs> comparison in the world. Because, like, Benry like, – like, first of all, like, they're both irrelevant. So I guess the comparison – sorry, guys. But I'll, I guess the comparison was um, – was there and I just remember like that that was just one of those things. And the other one that I remember um it was after I think it was after like episode one and it was like the hashtag for the episode. And I just said hashtag v- v- his giant penis because that was after the whole like immunity idol thing in his first episode where he was being a real creep. And then just, and as soon as I that came out of my mouth as soon as that came out of my mouth, I'm just like, what the fuck did I just say? Like, <laughs> I, do I regret it? I have no regrets. Like, you know, that was. Wow. But so, like, you know, but, you know, mostly, you know, I just, it, it just comes down to the thing where I wish I had, like, you know, kind of known about Survivor Oz a little sooner because at first I, you know, I viewed it as just a blog. Like, I would just read it. I didn't really even know it wasn't until the rankings cast that I even really listened to the podcast. So, you know, my, my regret would just be, you know, not knowing about it sooner, not being able to get involved sooner because like, you know, there are just certain things that I wish I could have been around for, but you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I had a great time and I think about it very fondly. I think you might've been in that very last batch from memory of kind of the ones that we got on because, um, yeah, I was. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't have been that long after that then that we kind of would have been that year that we kind of ended, I think. But, um, basically Benry, I remember that kind of took off as its own little thing. Cause we kind of basically <laughs> turned that into its own like reality TV show or something. Didn't we from that point on? <laughs> yeah. And I, it, yes. And it was just, I have, cause I basically just like, I had, I was just rewatching Nicaragua at that time. And, I was basically like Benry was a physical threat, but he actually wasn't like, he actually wasn't good at challenges. And I thought the same thing of Wu and I kind of just needed something to say about about Wu because what the, what was there to say about Wu except who the hell voted for him? Who the hell um, voted for Wu? (laughs) Oh my God. You had fucking Shane Powers on the sitting in the home when Wu was out there. Oh my God. Oh my God. But, um, yeah, so that was, (laughs) 
so much fun. Yeah, just yeah. The, just stupid things. That kind of just sums up my time, sums up my life. Just stupid things. Yeah, that's why you're a perfect fit for our show, though, because that's basically what yeah. happened, right? I mean, we would just say stupid things, Definitely. and um, you know, then we'd get caught out, and well, once we got caught <laughs> out, uh, but that's another story. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy to think back in some of those things and going back and actually listening uh, to the episodes. And yikes! 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 Very yikes! I mean, you talk about the rankings episode. We've talked a lot about that, of course, and I mean, yeah, I've mentioned a few times to on this episode that I went back and listened to it a couple of years ago because a lot of people would message in and say like, oh, it was so addicting listening to it. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? It goes on forever. But it kind of was addicting. Uh, have you listened to it back since the very first time you listened to it all those years ago? Oh, God, I've listened to it prob- at least three times I can remember. Like I listened to it as it came out. And I remember vividly, I believe it was May of 2015, where I listened to it all the way through. And that was the moment where I said, like, I need to be on this. Like, I really want to be a part of this. And, and you know, I can't remember. I know I did it a third time a few years ago where I went and buzzed through it all again. And so I, so how long was that? How many hours was that? 34. 34 30? glorious hours. Yeah, so I've... So I've so I've gone spent over a hundred hours of my life on that ratings. I'm that sorry rank, about that. Rankings cast, but no. <laughs> but that was No, and it was and the thing is is like I don't part of me like was like I would really want to be on that. But at the same time, like I am terrible at ranking things just because like I overthink everything. Mm-hmm. But like um I would have liked to have been in Rossi's place where you just basically get to sit in the background, kind of keep some tabs on stuff and not really have to open your mouth. That That is, that's what I feel like I would have thrived in, but the, the way, but that whole thing was just, that was what drew me in, you know, and what really got me to the place where like, I want to be a part of this. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's still, it still is absolutely amazing to me that, people listen to it um, and then multiple times because, yeah, we went into that and when we realised how long it was going to go for, I think, like, we were like, no one's going to listen to this, but whatever, we're not going to give up on it. And, yeah, uh, that is, as I've said multiple times again on this episode, probably the the one thing I get comments about the most to this day. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it was just epic. Like, nobody has ever, t- like, touched that idea. And I'm actually, you know, I'm really excited that you guys are... Um, Doing the um, seasons. That's mm. obviously a lot easier and, you know, just... Hopefully. In, in terms of numbers and in terms of just, like, I feel like it's a lot easier to rank the seasons than, than players because I, I, we could go into the whole thing about ranking players and stuff, but it's just, it's impossible. Look, it's, I mean, in, in I, I'm not somebody who likes to leave things incomplete. So, like, I mean, I know we went back and sort of did the 30 to 34 players, uh, just Paul and myself. And, yeah, we've discussed doing the 35 to 39 players now, but it's just, uh, it, it, I really just can't differentiate so many of these players in the last few seasons. And players oh, God. Of, I couldn't just, I would just feel it wouldn't be done properly. And then people, people give us enough crap as it is for where people ended up with and our reasons behind it. And I, I don't want to sit down for five hours on a redone and go, Oh, you know, Gabby, she cried a lot. Let's put it here. I don't know why. Cool. Next yeah. player. So yeah, that's the problem there. You know, there's a probably about 
you know, you had the really bad and then the really good, and then there was so much in the middle where it's just like, who the fuck are these people? Mm. I mean, well, look, one day so it could I, be something in the in the future when Survivor ends after seventy seasons. I'm I'm sixty years old and <laughs> oh, I'm retired. Uh, Maybe I can then spend a week of my life doing it. Then that might be interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I, this season one I think will be a, an interesting thing to do for sure. No, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one definitely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I mean, speaking of kind of Survivor itself, um, I don't think you've caught up to or keep up with it as much as you used to. I mean, kind of what's your general take on Survivor nowadays? And do you think that Survivor is going to be around for some time still? Well, it's it's funny because I've never missed an episode of Survivor in terms of that I've watched all the episodes even since since Survivor Oz ended after Co-Rong, but I have found it's a distinct after Co-Rong, my opinions on the show have changed completely. Like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't nuts about Cambodia and Co-Rong, but it was like, okay, like those were okay. But after that, it just really took a sharp downturn in terms of enjoyment. And that said, like, you know, I, you know, I haven't really um, just been as obsessed over it. Like, you know, I used to be <laughs> ridiculously obsessed. Like, you know, my kind of, um, I guess my kind of place in Survivor is that, like, I have the uncanny ability to name every vote that's ever been cast. Like, if you said, like, who finished seventh place in Fiji, I could tell you that it was Alex Andrita and that he was voted out six to six to one, and he voted for Yao Man. But, like, <laughs> after Korong, it's a complete haze. You know, I could do it. Like, it's tough for me to do it. Like, I might not know some, but, you know, that's the thing is just that, like, I... They, like you said, they all sort of blend together, and I hate the whole advantages, you know, like, I miss when Survivor was about the people, and, you know, you had to coexist with other people, and the reasons you got voted off was because people didn't like you, or you messed up in a challenge, or you just, you said something that was wrong, you know, I don't... Obviously, you need to get threats out to win the game, but I hate that it's just like, uh, let me play this idol, let me split these votes, let me use, what else we have, the legacy advantage, vote stealers, idol nullifiers, it's just overkill. It's complete overkill. Yeah. The only season that I've really enjoyed at all since, well, not the only one, the, the, the only season that I like enjoyed, that I liked since Korong was David versus Goliath. That was the only one that I was like, okay, that was good. Like, obviously, it doesn't, it pales in comparison to some of the best prior to season 30, but I'm like, that was good. And Millennials Gen X was okay. Like, you know, I liked some things about it. I didn't like some things about it, but Game Changers, Triple H, Ghost Island, Edge of Extinction, um, Island of the Idols, brutal. Brutally mm. bad. Like, give me, give me Redemption Island over any of those seasons. Wow. Very interesting. I mean, does that then get you uh, excited, less excited then for Winners at War? I have never been more excited for Survivor Season than I am for Winners at War right now. <laughs> just because just because when it comes down to it, it's still like... I've seen people describe it as like Survivor porn and stuff like that because like it's, it's all the winners. Like, I'm the type of person that believes that like everyone that won their season was supposed to win their season and that they were the better, you know, the best players on their season. So realistically, these are some of the best players in Survivor. And I really, you know, I don't 
love some of the casting choices. And by that, I mean the fact that they just crammed it in with every winner since season, um, since season 31 without the, without the abomination of Chris and Tommy. <laughs> but oh, don't get I pretend edge of extinction just didn't happen, yeah. but um, I and don't even get, but it's, it's unfortunate because the fact that there's edge of extinction just really kills this for me, kills winners at war for me, mm. just because of the fact that the fact that somebody can get voted out on day eight, jump back in on day 36 and win the game is ridiculous. Mm. Is ridiculous to me. And you know, I, it's not Chris's fault. I think Chris did a good job in his three days coming back to win because he wouldn't have made the final three had he not done what he did. But it's just like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want somebody to get voted out and then linger on an island and then just pop back in and be like, hey, guys, what's up? And then win. Like, I cannot imagine on the epic winter season if, like, the third person out won the season. Yeah. It's kind of... Yeah, I think that the, the the issue that CBS have and kind of just the way they do the show now is that they're so entrenched in this twistness of let's make something just for shits and gigs because what are we going to do with the season? Like, I just don't know if they realise that Survivor fans have enough by you just bringing back 20 winners. Like, for God's sakes, just put it Borneo rules. We don't care. You've got 20 winners playing against each other. That's oh. all we need. Exactly, and you know, like, you know, you you've got to see you're going to see some of these winners that didn't play in this. Well, actually, you're not going to see that many of them. Thank you very much, casting. You're not going to see very many of these winners that didn't play in the idol. Uh, I'm trying to think. The only winners that have never played in an idol era are Ethan and Amber. The mm. only people that have never seen. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are the only two that have. Never. Oh, and Danny. No, well, well Danny, there was a community idol, but it was different yeah. there. But but she it was still different. Had that because she, she surfed that with Gary. She, her, and Gary were the ones that kind of mm-hmm. had it, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So she does mention that slightly in mm-hmm. her pregame interview where she says about that. But yeah, I mean, I think kind of that was the birth of the hidden immunity idol. So it was very different back then. So that's the thing. It's just like I thought Cambodia was really intriguing because like you saw a lot of people like Kimmy and Jeff Farner. And Savage and people from older seasons just got thrown into this new modern Survivor, which in my opinion is where they jumped the shark because that was when everyone was like, LOL, big moves. But, you know, it's not going to be that interesting because they stacked it with new winners. And I understand because, you know, sometimes the casual Survivor fan doesn't remember. Maybe they didn't watch, you know. Like a lot of people that I know that have watched every season, they don't remember three seasons ago. Hmm. So, you know, if you bring back the first 10 winners of the show, they're going to be like, who the hell are these people? Where are fucking Ben and Nick and Sarah? Like, give me a break. But, you know, but at at the end of the day, like, it's still exciting to see people come back, you know, even though some of them are four or five times coming back. But it's just exciting to see good players and good characters come back. So, you know, even though, you know, I'm not – Nuts and I don't know what a fire token is, but but um, you know I just I hope they don't ruin the season. You know I hope that after the season's over, we can look back and say like this was peak Survivor, like this was the epic showdown of the best players in the history of the show, and not it was just another farce of a season. 
Yeah, no, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. But, um, you know, I'm with you. I don't think I've been this excited for a, a season uh, in a very, very long time. And, yeah, Cambodia was a bit exciting. Game Changers had it's a few ones there you're excited for. Heroes vs. Villains probably then. But even then, like, I, I don't... I was excited for Heroes vs. Villains, don't get me wrong. But I think kind of... I can't remember being this actually excited since All-Stars. And I was very excited pre-All-Stars. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely never been this excited because, like, back when Heroes vs. Villains aired, I didn't, oh, I'm trying to, 2010, I was 13, so, like, I didn't go online, you know, that much. I didn't know who the cast was until the first episode. Hmm. So it wasn't like now where, you know, we've, this has been teased for months, you know. So, like, the excitement wasn't there because I just didn't know. And, you know, um... Obviously, Cambodia, the excitement was there mostly before the voting. <laughs> like, when the ballot was super exciting, but then after some of the uh, snubs, uh, <laughs> wasn't nearly as exciting. Hello, T-Bird. Hello, Shane. But, um, <clears throat> but, um, so, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. There are people that, just the fact that there are people that I never thought I would see again on Survivor, and those are honestly the three people I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, and those people, or Ethan, the old, the older ones, Ethan, Amber, Yule. Yeah. I mean, those are the three that I genuinely thought I would never, ever see on Survivor again. And Danny was like that for a while, but when she was in the running for Game Changers, you kind of knew it was inevitable that she was going to come back at some point. Mm, I'm hoping so that like, it wasn't like girl. a complete shock, but when I saw Yule on the cat, oh, I'm so just devastated that he's. Because he was in it for Game Changers, and apparently, like, he was going to be cast, but then he had to pull himself out. Mm. And uh, Earl, Earl's one of my favorites. I would just go crazy. Like, basically, Yule is like an Earl light to me, but I'm mm. still really, like, I, you know, Yule's boring. You know, he was a great player, and he was intriguing, but he was not entertaining. I never expected him to see him back. Even on and all winners, yeah. I never thought they would touch Yule. So, like, that alone is just super exciting. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is very intriguing, kind of like those ones that kind of were nearly there. But, um, you know, the, the one positive I like to take out of the ones that aren't there are, are the one-time winners who are not coming back. So your Vesepias, your Bryans, your Earls, you know, your Chrises, people like that who it sucks that they're not on there. But at the same time, their legacies are never going to be touched. Uh, so they <clears throat> will therefore will be punt bunch. I think there's only 11 or 12 of these players that would have played once and won once, maybe never comes back again. So they're always going to have a 100% record, which at the end of the day, yeah. you know, that is fine in a weird way to me because it's like, hey, Brian's legacy is never going to be touched. Uh, well, <laughs> at least not on Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Touché, yes. You know, but, but, like, that's, but that's the thing is, like, there are people that I understand. Like, I understand why Brian didn't get cast. Unfortunately, Jenna and Todd mm, and people oh, like that. Tom. You know, it's 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 unfortunate, but it's understand. And obviously, I don't understand why Chris didn't come back. I mean, I understand that Jeff just hates him for no fucking reason, but, like, uh, but I under so, but I knew, went into this knowing, like, Chris is not going to be on the season, but I, I fucking love Chris, yeah. but Chris Doherty for the folks yes. at home, not yes. Chris Underwood. Come not on. Not new Chris. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. We've got two Chris's, no. two. No, there's only uh, one winner, Chris, that matters. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick, um, just a quick little update. I guess two times, too. <laughs> two t- oh, true. Yeah, technically. Well, this is that statistic they're trying to say, isn't it? Where they're basically saying the last time we had a Chris followed by a Tom win, we had Danny win. So this is where a lot of people are saying, well, Danny could win season 40. 
That would be phenomenal. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. That's that's my winner's pick. I'm not touching that one. But uh, yeah, Patrick, what are, what have you been up to since Survivor Oz? What's what's been happening in Patrick Land? So you know, it's funny because the first episode we did on I did on Survivor Oz was the Cambodia preview, and it was the day I moved into college as a freshman. I remember that vividly. And you know, now as we're back here, I am done with college. I um I graduated in May with uh, a degree in journalism, uh, sports journalism, and um. Now I'm just kind of, you know, in that little limbo of post-college graduation. I have a job. I'm actually um, working at the Hartford Current, which is a pretty big newspaper, and uh, the, the biggest newspaper in Connecticut. But, you know, I'm not doing reporting. I'm doing uh, clerk stuff where it's just basically taking in scores and schedules and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a foot in the door. You know, I played the reporter game in college, and I really enjoyed it. But, you know, I guess sometimes you learn that certain things in life aren't meant for you. And, you know, I just thought that that wasn't really the career path. So, you know, I'd love to do something in information or stats or something like that. And, you know, kind of right now I'm just going, taking taking life as it comes and, you know, hoping we'll get somewhere sometime soon. Great. Sounds awesome. I'm jealous on the sports part of your journalism degree. I sadly didn't quite have uh, the sports uh, thing available for me when I got my degree. But, um, you know, that, that no, I would be a nice thing to have. Look, right into the pop about um it popped up my second year there so i got i got really lucky there are a few people that graduated a year before me that i a few years before me that i know they're like what the fuck you know we couldn't get that but so um very blessed to have that that looks good it, it looks good and it sounds cool like when i just could say yeah i got a degree in sports journalism make all the boys go crazy but <laughs> yeah yeah including me uh but uh your your winners pick then for winners at war we, <laughs> we close out every single one of these with a winners pick patrick so who, who's winning <clears throat> You know, I actually really haven't thought about this. Optimistic. I'm rooting for Ethan. Like, if I had to pick somebody that I'm rooting for, I would say Ethan. But I think I'm kind of free. I was thinking about this earlier today. I think Tyson is going to win Winners at War. Wow. There's a name I haven't heard yet. I don't usually ask for reasons why, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on why Tyson's going to win. I feel like it's similar. It's going to be similar to the way he played in Blood versus Water, where, you know, he kind of he found... You know, everybody claims that Jeremy invented the meat shield in Cambodia, but really Tyson did that with Aris in Blood vs. Water, where he kind of just grouped himself up with a big threat. And, you know, obviously the easier threats to line with are Rob. He's buddies with Rob from back in Heroes vs. Villains. And um, I don't know, he's just really likable. I feel like he's not going to be on a lot of people's radar because he's still kind of a goofball. I don't. I think there's going to be a lot bigger fish to fry. Tyson, and I just think he's kind of going to, you know, not necessarily skate through. He's going to play, but, you know, he's going to just not really be on people's radars as opposed to some of these huge targets. And I, I don't know. I can just see it happening, which would be so amazing to consider that Tyson went from being just comic relief to then being the guy that voted himself out, essentially, to being one of the only two two-time winners. Hmm. That would just be the ultimate troll move. And that's Tyson. Tyson's the ultimate troll. Very interesting. I will be intrigued to see if that happens. Patrick, mate, it's been great to catch up. And uh, we'll try not to make it five years in between drinks. We'll, we'll get you back on for something in the uh, not-too-distant future. How does that sound? That would be great, Pat. I'm really glad to be back talking to you. You know, like I said, this has got me thinking about my one year at Survivor Oz, and it's a lot of good memories. So, you know, great to be back here. Great talking to you. Our next... Oslet. 
was the sole Auslet from one country. He represented his entire nation, and so well did he represent that country that I decided to move there to live closer to him, just because he made it sound so good with all the sheep and everything. Uh, I do, of course, speak of Mr. Nick Chester. Nick, hello. How are you going today? I'm great. Yeah, representing the whole country, that's that, that's a... a a very big honour, I think, or a big responsibility, or uh, I, I don't know. I, hope, hopefully, I've, I've represented my uh, my country well. I don't know if you've ever represented New Zealand on a national level uh, much before, but now you can officially say you have. So, uh, New Zealand representative Nick Chester, you can start using that now whenever you uh, introduce yourself to people. Yeah, put it on the Tinder profile or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Always, hey, it, it just, you know, it works. I'm sure there's plenty of, um, I actually, the funny thing, you mentioned the word Tinder and there was, I did a story once. This is just tangent already. Welcome back to the show. Um, I did a story <laughs> once and I remember interviewing somebody and they were talking about a tender, like that they ferry people off a boat to shore. And given it's your <laughs> yeah, beautiful yeah. accent, they kept saying Tinder, Tinder. And I'm like, can you spell that for me, please? Thinking you're using Tinder to get people off? Like, what What are you doing to these people? And then they're like, T-E-N-D. It was funny. You had to be there. Anyway, I love your country, Nick. I, I'm, I've been here for more than a year now, so I haven't been deported yet. So that's a good sign, right? Yeah, we've let you stick around. I, I, I do like that no matter which country you live in, you have to, like, be at the very, very bottom yeah. of it. Like, you know, Tasmania, Invercargill. Like, if you're ever in the north of a country, you're going to just not feel right. I, I know. Think. I know, right? Like, moving to Canada, um, you know, even the south part of that, it's technically, like, the northern half of North America. I don't know what's going on there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be yeah, all screwed yeah, up. Yeah, that is weird. But, uh, I mean... All, you know, side tangents aside, that made sense. Uh, you were the only New Zealand Auslet we ever had. Uh, so big distinction there. But give us your memories of Survivor Oz, Nick, because obviously you, you're still involved in the Oz Network. It's You're one of the lucky ones that got to stick around. We didn't, you know, get rid of you. Um, you know, you did a hundred-odd episodes of Nip Tuck with me. You've done some other episodes here and there. But Survivor Oz days, do you have fond, bad, in-between memories of those days? Oh no, it was good, and I mean, um, I guess the things I remember most is that I probably wasn't the most prolific podcaster um, of the show. I'd turn up every now and then, but I guess probably my main contribution to the the whole um, Survivor Oz world was was mostly with the written stuff. So I did lots of um, you know the the weekly top tens, the famous top tens, um, and you know like the the column that we'd have. I think it was on like a Monday or something. Like we'd have a column, and um, and I wrote quite a few of them from memory. So yeah, I mean those are. And actually, kind of interacting with 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 people that would read those was always really really fun. Um, yeah, and I obviously I did do some of the podcasts, and and they were always really really good fun. Um, but you know, p- part of it was actually just like listening back, knowing some of the people, right? So, like, I mean, it was really fun to listen to you guys doing that those ranking podcasts <laughs> because I kind of knew all you guys, and I could see where things were going to head. Like, you know, like I could see those arguments coming before they kind of arrived, um, and that was really really fun. So it was just, yeah, I mean, it was a cool group to be a part of, and I think we did some cool stuff, and 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 kind of carved out a little bit of a different niche for you know the, the survivor community at the time and um you know obviously rob's podcast was was um kind of taken off then as well and we were doing our own thing and there was just lots going on it was quite a cool time to be involved in that stuff really it was very interesting with the articles and everything because yeah it wasn't too long ago i went back and read some of those and there was some pretty good stuff that we put out there not trying to sound arrogant or tooting our own horn but i think 
you know, between yourself and all the other Auslets that contributed, there were some really good opinions and kind of just discussion points that went out there. And yeah, you, you contributed a, a heap uh, of content, which, I mean, do you miss doing that? Do you miss having an avenue to discuss your survivor thoughts or is it something that you really don't care to talk about too much anymore? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't think nearly as much as I used to. Um, kind of, you know, about Survivor. Really, it's just one of those. Like, I still, like, I'm a much more casual watcher of the show now. I still watch it, and um, but I, it, it is one of those things. I don't really listen to too many podcasts about Survivor anymore. So it was, it was good at the time, and it was definitely um, a good outlet for me to kind of talk about the show then. But I guess probably that's that's changed a little bit for me now. So. Um, you know, I'm I'm quite happy to kind of leave it where it was, but it was fun, and I um I know you and I have talked a little bit about it um not that long ago, which I do remember doing one, which was an idea for a season called Idol Island, and mm. and here we are, you know, like a few years later, they actually did Island of the Idols, and um completely different concepts, but it's quite funny that I I actually um came up with the name of a season before they actually did it, which is quite cool. You, you might have to contact CBS for some royalty checks or something like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe me, if I was coming up with a season, I wouldn't be putting Rob and Sandra <laughs> back on the show again. So um, I, don't, I don't think I can take take much credit for that idea. But I think my idea, for those that don't remember, and that's pretty much everyone, um, <laughs> was um, that instead of having, like, you know, a million different immunity idols that that people have to find is that basically everyone just turns up and gets given one idol to start the game with. So there's like 20 idols in the game. Um, but, you know, like the time that you lose on screen where people are off looking for hidden immunity idols, you wouldn't have to worry about that because they wouldn't be hidden. Everyone would have one. And, you know, obviously it would make blind sides more important because you wouldn't want to let somebody know that they were going home because they might play their idol. And so I thought it, ha- it actually had some potential and probably it was a little bit ahead of its time in terms of wacky twists, but these days it's probably not that not Tame. that unheard of. You have almost yeah, well you probably have what ten to twelve idols in in a given season now anyway. Yeah, I think I mean we're seeing this, aren't we, in Winners at War, they've got currency of some sort, don't they, where they can buy items or something along those lines. I've, I don't know if it's been fully explained, but um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great idea. And it, as you said, it's kind of not that crazy compared to some of the rubbish we've, we've seen really, I think, uh, over the years. Do, do you have, outside of that one, do you remember any other articles or even episodes that you were involved in that were particular favourites of yours at all? Um, I do remember writing um, one which was top 10 reasons why South Pacific is underrated. Um, and I remember Riley at the time was kind of putting together the, you know, um, the top 10s and putting them onto the website or whatever. And she like got the attachment and it was like top 10 reasons why Survivor is un- – and she didn't see the South Pacific part. And she's like, how on earth could you write about how good – South Pacific is like it's so shit. Like she's actually given me a hard time before she'd even read it. Um, and, and, and yeah, and I mean, it was, it, it is one of those things. And I like, I wasn't on the episode, but I remember listening to your guys. Oh, is it the, what, what's the end of, was it the Oz Cap? No, what was it called? Uh, the, the, yeah, Oz Caps were season rank, season wraps. Yeah, that's right. 
And I, and I, I remember that when you did the South Pacific one, and it was like you were going through what each of the Oslets had had ranked that season. And I think at the time I had it like in my top ten or whatever. And you guys like basically all stopped the podcast to rip shit out of me for for you know ranking it so high. Um, <laughs> Sounds and, about right. And you know, I guess, and I guess, kind of, kind of, um, if I'm going to show my hand a little bit early for something that you and Colin and I are going to be doing soon, is that I'll be pushing hard to try and get South Pacific as far up the list as possible, which is I. I know it's not very very far, but I, I still think there's a good case for that season. So it was quite fun sometimes t- doing the controversial ones, you know, like the things that nobody else would talk about, um, you know, and and often that would be defending a season that everyone else had decided was crap, or you know, like the the things that were kind of underrated or overrated or, or things like that. Um, so yeah, sometimes it was you know like you would get one that was a little bit controversial, and it'd be fun to kind of push the boat out a little bit on on that stuff. So yeah, I mean those are the kind of things that I, I did really enjoy, and I like I, I do have real memories of kind of like wandering around the house in those early days, and like because they would cut like the episodes would kind of start I guess probably like about eight thirty Australian time, which is you know kind of ten thirty New Zealand time, and often they'd go for two three hours, and so like I'd still be wandering around the house at one in the morning um, <laughs> as we're all still kind of talking about this stuff, and I was thinking, man, this is crazy, but it was it was all good fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I it, it was, and it. it it's funny because, you know, we've been doing the Oz Network now for what we're entering now, basically our fourth year now. I mean, we started three years ago, but yeah, it's, well, I've enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed being able to expand our repertoire and cover more than just Survivor. But you look back at kind of some of the episodes and articles and that that we did and they, you're right, like it was kind of fun and just really being that into Survivor because it's it's interesting five years later, really, since the end of, of Survivor, I was probably, I would say, and the show's changed. Survivor is different. I, I don't know how we would have been able to cover. Like, I don't know if you and I are kind of very similar. We've kind of almost turned into more casual viewers of the show, how how our passion would have been different maybe had we been covering it full-time pretty much like we used to. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's hard to, to find fresh new takes on stuff now because there's so many podcasts. And, um, and you know, I think probably the, the stuff that, that we did really well was around the, you know, finding – you know, and that was a lot of hard work done by you and, and others of, of finding those people that we hadn't heard from in a long time. But I think probably that's a little bit different now. You know, like there's not many kind of white whales out there in terms of ex players that we haven't heard from anymore. There's still a few, but you know, mostly we kind of, you know, we know those people and we've heard from them a lot now. So it's a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I, I just think there's a, there's a slightly different kind of community out there now than there used to be. Um, and that's going to be true for anything, you know, like, you know, the show's been on for 20 years. The community around it's always going to change over time, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly right. And it's kind of often have said that with when we started, you know, and you kind of alluded to with Rob has a podcast kind of, you know, still obviously going strong when we were around, but sort of it's gone on to even bigger and better things. But the the environment, the landscape, the podcasting there, we were one of only, you know, there were less than 10 of us survive podcasts really going around at that point. And now there's 10 a day almost being launched. Like there would be hundreds, I would guess, out there. And not just US Survivor, Australian Survivor, of course, has really taken off in the last five years. You had New Zealand Survivor for a couple of years, uh, South African Survivor still going strong. So the, the global landscape of Survivor has changed for sure since kind of we stopped doing it full time. So it's great. It's fantastic to see that so many other people out there have started up shows. There's, there's basically an option for any taste out there, whether you like your super controversial takes on things, your expert takes, your more casual ones out there. It's, uh, 
yeah, you've got a great buffet of Survivor content out there, no matter no matter who you are. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, it is really weird. Like, it's a weird phenomenon that the show kind of got to about you know, been 15 years in and then suddenly this explosion of international versions. Like, that is quite an odd an odd thing to happen. I know we kind of talked about it at the time around New Zealand Survivor because that was just such an odd... I still don't really understand why that happened. It's it's It, it still kind of blows me away a little bit that we got two seasons of New Zealand Survivor and, you know, maybe it would have been quite fun to, to be covering them kind of full-time as part of Survivor Oz and we definitely did the first season as the Oz Network. But um, it's kind of nice to not feel like we're obligated to kind of cover all that stuff now and we can just kind of dip in and out as we enjoy it which is kind of a bit more fun really and on that topic i mean two-part question for you that we're going to pose to all our oslets here in this special little reunion episode um do you see much of a a long-term future now for survivor past uh the 40th season and generally you mentioned it really about your casual sort of viewership of survivor i mean what's your feeling on how survivors kind of turned out the last few years well i mean there doesn't seem to be too many signs that it's going to slow down. Um, I, you know, I think it's one of those things now. It's become a little bit of a production line. You know, like it, it, it will just keep getting churned out time and time again. I think a lot of people are saying, like, once Jeff decides to hang up the boots, that that will be the end of it. And I'm not convinced of that. I think that they will probably find somebody and at least try with a new host. But that will be really hard, you know, potentially, you know, anywhere from kind of 40 to 50 seasons in to bring in a new host. But it's not outside the realms of... of possibilities that that could happen um i don't know if you've if you've managed to catch any of the circle which is this new reality show on netflix but um it's kind of captivated me and and just kind of it's interesting to watch a reality show that's on a a binge you know like you get more than one episode a week and um i I do kind of wonder like if cbs decide to stop producing this would they you know would they sell the rights to a netflix or to something like that where and it would be interesting to see what a reality show looks like when it's not an episode a week and, and and all that kind of stuff around it. So I think there's definitely still room to grow. I think they're going to start to really struggle if they don't change location. Like I, I do think it's going to get harder and harder to pull off these interesting themes if they don't start to mix up the location. So it wouldn't surprise me if I think they've got a contract for what season 42 or something in Fiji. But after that, if they decide to, to maybe go, look, let's, let's go big and, and find a new location. And, and, you know, even if it's like they do four, six lo- seasons in each location and they just move it around a little bit. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we start to see some of that happen, but you know, it doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. It's probably one of the most bankable shows in terms of, actual tv and people tuning in each week because there's not a lot of shows like that anymore where people actually it's like dedicated viewing they want to watch it then and there and you know i I, don't, I haven't seen what the viewing figures are but you know to be anywhere you know kind of near the kind of five six million mark they're probably pretty happy with that i would think mm, yeah it's a, it's a safe bet for them i think that yeah i, I think that the television landscape really helped a show like survivor because you know, with so many people shifting away from network television to streaming and all this sort of stuff, the people who do watch network television just kind of tune in for safe, kind of normal TV, don't they? And Survivor just kind of fits nicely into that mould. So in some ways, I yeah. would say that this Netflix revolution has actually helped a show like Survivor stay around as long as it has. 
Yeah, and I mean, on the flip side, I think the, the, the group that's probably loving how successful Survivor still is is that probably actually advertisers, you know, because in terms of a bankable show that they know they will get X million number of people watching every week and they can put their, you know, their TV commercials on, you know, they're probably, like, Survivor's probably one of the most, you know, consistent sure sure bets that you'll get eyeballs on the screen each week um so you know that's probably quite rare so you know like maybe some of these uh donald trump or other political figures might want to think about running their political ads during survivor because you know you're sure to get a few million people watching it well we know how donald trump started uh well i mean at least yeah he did start on reality tv i realize that but as in we you know a lot of yeah. people uh give that a bit of credit uh before we let you go nick uh just an update on yourself we i'm sure all our listeners want to know what you've been up to since the Survivor Oz days. As I mentioned, you're still involved with us, so I'm sure people have heard you on this show, but uh, life in general, treating you well? Yeah, I mean, still still very much doing similar type of stuff. Um, you know, still work, still in Hamilton and in the, um, the kind of central North Island of New Zealand and um, still doing the dog training stuff that I was doing before and, yeah, just, just living a good life and um, got a busy busy work life and busy family and all that kind of stuff. So kind of keeps me pretty busy, but it's nice to, uh, to, to chip in and do some of that stuff. And, yeah, obviously the for those that aren't regular uh, kind of Oz Network um, listeners may not have heard the the nip tuck stuff that we did, as you alluded to, a hundred episodes or so, give or take a couple. Um, and you know, I've chipped in with other stuff here and there as well, which is which has been lots of fun. So, in terms of the podcast type of stuff, it's um, yeah, I've still been there, not doing maybe as much as as before, but still enjoying what we what we have been doing. You're still a part of the Oz Network family, Nick, and we always appreciate your input. So. Uh... Thank you for this uh, brief trip down memory lane on this special uh, Oslet reunion episode as we are obviously celebrating 40 seasons of Survivor. And uh, just just quickly, throw out a random winner's pick for Winners at War. Why not? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go out there and it's going to make you very happy, but I'm going to guess that our second two-time winner is going to be Ben. Ah, oh, wow. I, I always thought of myself as a very intelligent Survivor player, so um, <laughs> I'll take it. All right, Ben, cool. Right, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm going to, I'm going to write these down, message you in a couple of months time and see how you go. So, uh, Nick. You see how wrong I was. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and, uh, we'll hear you again soon on the Oz Network. No doubt one day. Hey. Thanks very much. Good to talk to you. Always got excited to have this Oslet involved with us. He represented the great old city of Sydney, a proud Sydney man and a proud Survivor fan. That could almost be on your business card or something. It's Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome back to the Oz Network. G'day, g'day. Greetings from the land down under. The land down under. How is Sydney? Oh, it is good. It's been pretty terrible the last couple of weeks, as you know, with the bushfires, but we've had some rain today, so which is pretty good. That's so, good. Yeah, yeah, I've had messages of concern, but I'm yeah. pretty safe that I will live near any bushland, so yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, it's it's definitely, um, you know, we're getting a lot of coverage over here in New Zealand about it and everything. And of course, we even had a bunch of smoke, I think, kind of come over here. I was I was in Australia when the smoke hit here, so I sort of avoided it. But, um, yeah, I connected through Sydney just before Christmas, and I think I got lucky it wasn't a very smoky day when I could see the city and everything. But, um, you know, Sid- Sydney's always going to be beautiful, even with a bit of smoke. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world, isn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. It's like... Uh, the great man said, "Survivor is like 
pizza, even when it's bad, it's good. <laughs> that's, that's Sydney. That's Sydney Perfect for you. explanation. I like it. Um, but Survivor Oz Days, Jimmy, of course, uh, that's how we met, um, heavily involved in the show. I mean, what, what are some of the, the, the good, the bad, the, the ugly memories that you uh, like to think about when it comes to Survivor Oz? Oh, I think probably my when I messaged you on my first visit to Hearts Reality, so that was pretty exciting meeting all the uh, Survivor contestants uh, and, of course, meeting you up with you when you came back from your trip from America. Well, when was that? Three, 20, yeah. oh, 2016 was been the, that was the first time and god we've yeah. how many times have we hung out since quite a few yeah yeah uh, it's been it's always been great hanging out with you showing oh. you around the city yeah. likewise course, jimmy likewise yeah. also meeting some of the other oslets in person so. how many have you met yeah. do you do you remember how many you would have met over the years i've hung out with ethan Garcia at Hearts Reality. Mm-hmm. Who else have I met? Uh, Linda. Yep. I've met a couple of times. And Lancey as well. I think that's about it. Because I said, yeah. was, was that the first time you met Lancey when I was with you? Uh, yes, yeah. Which is crazy because you guys obviously live in the same city, but I mean, Sydney's quite a big yeah. city, but it's 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 still, I found that quite funny actually, that uh, that was the, the first time you guys had um, hung out. And you would have, uh, did you not meet Troy at one of the Hearts of Reality events as well? Oh, yeah. Jeez, I've forgotten about Troy. Sorry, uh, Troy. Troy. <laughs> Classic Troy, great times. Which is the thing that I I really uh, admire about you is the fact that every year without fail, you generally get on a plane and head over to Hearts of Reality. How how many have you been to now? I've been going since 2013. Wow. About seven in a row or something. And you're going again this year, 2020? Have you got your flights booked and ready to go again? Uh, Not yet. No, I'm planning to, so I'm just planning. Just in the middle of planning everything because I'm thinking of going to maybe England and then straight to Hartfield reality from there. So wow, yeah, it's in the planning stages at the moment. Yeah, big trip. Which is, I mean, it must be exciting too because uh, a few of the Australian Survivor contestants head over to Hearts each year now too, don't they? Yeah, uh, we had Flick and Phoebe in 2017, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, it was Henry, Jericho, Benji, and Annalise. So, yeah, it's, it's always been great hanging out with them and seeing Australian re- representation. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you keep a tally of how many Survivor contestants you have now met? Oof. I'm guessing probably somewhere near 200. Wow. <laughs> You're almost like uh, Big Mike. Yeah, I've met Big Mike, so I forgot about him too. <laughs> yes, 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 of course. I always forget he was an Oslet for about five minutes, Big Mike. It's funny that, actually. But um, it must be, um, I mean, look, we're all obviously huge Survivor fans, hence why we're involved in the show. But do you get kind of immune to it now when you meet these players? Like, it was, it's not quite the same buzz as when you first meet them? Or do you still get a bit of excitement when it comes to meeting certain players? Uh, I think I've gotten used to it now. The first uh, event, I was so, so nervous meeting him. But, yeah, at the moment, yeah, you know, just being, you know, keeping in touch with some of them. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I've Who's your favourite? Who's my favourite? Hmm. 
Is that a, can it be Australian or US? It can survivor? be it can be any nationality. It can be it can be a South African or a New Zealand survivor if you've ever met any of them. Uh, I think probably my favourite probably be maybe the Millennials versus Gen X crew like Brett Labelle, Figgy, Adam, Jay is pretty cool. Uh, of course, the Queen Sandra is awesome. Yep. As for Australian survivor, probably my favourites Henry. Phoebe, Flick, Wells, Des. <laughs> Des is oh, awesome. Des. And, I mean, it's also, because uh, there's quite a few regular meetups, are there not, in Sydney with some of the, the Australian Survivor crew? Do they do they do viewing parties and things like that? Um, yeah, they're trying to organise one for the upcoming season of Australian All-Stars. Mm-hmm. But I uh, haven't been to... A viewing party for a while now. It's just due to work, so can't remember when the last one that I attended. What's been... kind of transitioning into some thoughts on just Survivor generally? Um, I mean, do you enjoy Australian Survivor now more than US Survivor? Kind of, what's your take when it comes to possibly comparing the two of them? Um, to be honest, I liking Australian Survivor better. It's just that. With the US ones, I just hate the nonsense twists and uh, multiple idols that they're having at the moment. You know, twists like heroes, hustlers, <laughs> and healers, and ghost dial in edge of, edge of Extinction. Yeah, I think they're just rubbish twists. You know, I don't know, my interest has gone down a little bit. So I think the only decent season in the last few years is David versus Goliath. So. It's 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 very interesting. Um, we're we're doing and I, people are listening to this episode from start to finish are getting me are sick of me saying the same things. But I don't keep shit. You know, you're used to me repeating myself. Um, but uh, it's funny because we're doing this season rankings thing similar to what we did with the player rankings in a couple of weeks. And um, I'm going to be fascinated with David V Goliath because. It is a season that, like, it seems to get so much love from people, and I'm I'm definitely not on the love train for it. So I I'm going to be fat. I don't know what Nick and Colin think of David vs Goliath. So um, you know, it's it's going to be fascinating to see where that ends up. Uh, I think it's better than the one that we've recently had. Like, oh, well, um, most come. most seasons are better than the one that we just had. <laughs> Probably thirty-eight only, of them are better than the one we just had, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> I think I only watched like two or three episodes of Islands of the Islands. I just had. Are you pumped though for Winners at War? At least, so like, are you kind of really getting uh, in the in the zone now for what we're about to have? I don't know. I'm a bit sceptical. I'll see what happens in the first couple of episodes if I'm sold or not. So. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. What about All-Stars, though? What about Australian All-Stars, Andy? You must be pumped for that. Yeah, I'm pumped about that one, for sure. Seeing some of the people that I've met competing. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Who's your, who's your hot pick for that? Like, who are you picking to, to do well? I'm hoping Phoebe. Yes. Yes. Yeah, who else? Um, maybe Matt Rogers because of the NRL thing because I'm a big fan so hopefully he does well second time around he, he's um he's one that I really enjoyed on a season that I didn't enjoy but um 
Yeah, I, I, I personally am, I, I'm a flick fanboy, so, uh, I keep, I'm really, to be absolutely honest with you, I've, I've barely even focused on it at all, because I've been so focused on season 40, that essentially, I keep forgetting about it, so, it's kind of weird to even sort of ask, like, oh, who, who do you think's gonna do well, because I haven't thought about it, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with, I'm on the Phoebe train as well, I, I'm a big Phoebe fan, um, and flick for me, so, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I guess just kind of tangenting back into US Survivor, um, you know, how, how long do you think uh, this could continue on, basically, from this point on? Um, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping till probably season 50, but, uh, with all these nonsense twists and multiple idols using the game, I don't know how, how long it'll last, because, yeah. I don't know, I'm just, my interest is going downhill since it's all these stupid twists and that. So, it yeah. really, it is kind of that take, I think, which it's sort of, um, and I mean, I guess you can kind of compare that really to this, this permanent stay now in Fiji, right? Because if you think about since we've been stuck in Fiji, that's really where it's just, it's twist heavy central and it's kind of every season. I mean, not that we didn't have themed seasons before, but I mean, at least you kind of had a few things going for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, can, can you tell the difference between, you know, the majority of the last five seasons? You know, not really. No, yeah, no. I wish they'd just go back to like the old school way and have like no idols and just, yeah, just 16 strangers on an island battling, mm-hmm. battling it out. And yeah, they need yeah. for these twists and that. But, uh, I wish they'd go to a different country as well because in the old school, the country was sort of like the location was mm-hmm. sort of like a, a, another player in the game. Yeah, no, absolutely um, agree. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now I think it's just kind of, let's just set up the studio in Fiji and, um, see yeah. how it goes with it and everything along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, even back to Australian Survivor, obviously after All Stars, we're getting another season this year as well. Do, do, do you apply? Do you put your name in the, you know, the hat to give it a crack? Uh, I've applied for the first season, but I've just been too lazy to apply for <laughs> other seasons, but I'm thinking about it. So you never know. I might be on the, on your TV screen soon. Love to see you on my TV screen, Jimmy. I want to see you battle it out there. I, 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 it yeah. is my dream that I want to see an Auslet compete on Survivor in some capacity. Yeah, but I don't know. I'll, I'm just a too nice guy to play the game, I guess. <laughs> nice guys can win. Ethan's coming back. Come on, Ethan was a nice guy, so you know. Uh, true, yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah sometimes um, nice guys do finish first, right? Uh, Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Um, it's it's uh, yeah. It's I I just it would be great if an Oslot made it on one day. Yeah. Um, you know. So well, I think Cable's got a good chance of making it. I I'm with you. I've always thought Cable. The one that I I'm so and I don't ever think she's applied. Uh, is Lancey. To me, Lancey oh, would be fantastic yeah. on there. And yeah. I think she ticks so many boxes that would be really good for Survivor. But um, who knows? One day maybe. <laughs> Come on, Lancey, give it a go. Get on it, Lancey. Come on. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Go on there. Go out there and show them who's boss. Uh, but outside of Survivor, outside of what we're talking about here, how, how's life treating you? Things going going well? Yeah, things are going well. Um, I'm working at the Sydney International Airport at the moment. Keeps me busy, working six days a week. Um, keeps me out of trouble. Um, what else? I've got some, yeah. So, um, hearts reality coming up this year, so looking forward to that. 
Yeah, that's about it, I guess. Yeah. Is there any well, any announcements yet for Hearts of Reality, or are we a little bit too early for any names uh, to be announced? Yeah, it did. Uh, the dates were announced last week. I think it was August the 6th, the 8th, if I remember that correctly, but I haven't heard any names coming up yet, so who's coming at the any moment? Any hopes? So. Are there anybody that you think would be kind of a, a big deal to, to come along that maybe you've never had a chance of meeting before? I'd like to meet Aurora again. She's pretty cool. Okay. Aurora, yeah, who else? Sandra would be cool. Sandra's a she staple, met, isn't she? Yeah. Or is she? She's been there most years? Yeah, she's, she missed out last year because CBS didn't want her to give any spoilers out. <laughs> so, Which, uh, I mean, <laughs> if you've anyone's ever met Sandra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Sandra, yeah. but, yeah, no. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, I, I, and just off the topic of Survivor again, um, the Swannies. How are they, how they going to go in 2020, Jim? You missed the finals for the first time in about 800 years last season. What happened? Yeah. Oh, inconsistent year. Oh, don't, get me, don't get me started. And I think we've lost Buddy to a, a pre-season injury. I think he's doing, having a knee surgery or something like that. Oh, last buddy. Last time I heard, star player's gone. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well. That's the NRL's probably looking pretty good. Yeah, how how are Manly doing? Yeah, they made the playoffs last year, but yeah. How deep did you really... make it? Didn't you? Didn't you? You knocked off Cronulla, didn't you, in the first round? Was that? Yeah, you guys? yeah, yeah. yeah that was us. That. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but got knocked off a week later. Hmm. Yeah, how we played. Yeah. Well, Sydney FC, you're doing all right. You won the championship yeah. last year. You're on top this year. So uh-huh. you've got the 49ers so. and about to hopefully make the Super Bowl. So I think yeah. you, uh, the majority of your sporting teams are doing quite okay. Yeah. Also, Liverpool in the Premier League. Oh, of course. Come on, boys. You, you were, must have been on the edge of your seat all last season. I mean, God, no one wants Manchester City to win. I mean, I'm a Manchester yeah. United supporter, but I mean, come on, Manchester City, that is by their success, don't they? Yeah. That's it. Just a team built in money. No yeah. Hard. Don't respect that. Don't no. respect that. At least, like, you know, I mean, growing up, I, I was the first to admit I was a bandwagon supporter. It's like, who, who do you want to go for as a kid? Oh, who's winning Manchester United? Okay. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. That's why I chose them, but I've stuck with them. I've never gone off them. You know, I'm not no. a, a bandwagon and jumping on the other team. So I'm, I'm living <laughs> through the, the downs right now of Manchester United and I'll wear yeah. it. I'm a Carlton supporter. I'm used to being in the downtimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just most of their supporters are glory hunters, I guess. Yeah. Could say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not a LeBron bandwagoner. That could be worse. Oh, um, nah. Yeah, nah. I love, I love it when you're out and you see the fresh, freshly out of the packet Lakers number 23 jersey and you're just <laughs> yeah. staring at someone. You're like, go away. Like, just, yeah. you know, go away. I saw, actually, I did see someone the other day with a Lakers jersey and I'm like, oh, here we go. But they're actually wearing a Kobe okay. one. So I'm like, okay, no, I can respect yeah. that. You know. Yeah, even though I'm a Lakers fan, I'm not a fan of LeBron. But but you were we'll a Lakers see. fan before LeBron. Like you've you've been yeah. a Lakers fan for what your whole life, pretty much, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. During the struggling years. Yeah. So, Whereas it's like you know, people see me as a Raptors supporter and think I'm a bandwagoner. But you know, anyone yeah. who knows me knows I've I've been a, I've been a Raptors and a Bulls fan yeah. my entire life. So you know, yeah. Uh, yes, I have two teams, but I own that. But 
<laughs> Hashtag we the North. Uh, now I'm going to ask you a quick question to wrap it all up, Jimmy. Give okay. me a winner's pick for winners at war. Who's winning? I'm going to have to go with Kim Spradlin. Ah, oh, I love hearing that name. Yeah. yeah, have you you've you've hung out with Kim before, haven't you? Yeah, when was well, 2017, I think, around there, or Pretty. 16. Pretty yeah. amazing woman. Um, yeah. It's just, those eyes. They oh, get mesmerized. Thinking about them right now, I'm hypnotized. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, look, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I would be so happy to see that. And, uh, yeah, just um, I would lose my proverbial shit. You'll hear me screaming all the way from over <laughs> New Zealand. So, uh, Jimmy, mate, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we, no doubt, will hopefully not take five years to catch up with you next time uh, here on the Oz Network. No worries. See you later. Over and out. <laughs> it's always fun having our next Oslet involved on the show. One of the Melbourne-based Oslets, which made it a lot more fun for me because he was only up the road, well, via a plane, I guess. Uh, Alex Morella, Alex, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's um, it's a pleasure because, I mean, I, I don't think it really seem, seems that long since you and I have talked to each other because you're kind of involved over on uh, Euros Vision, so we, we talk a little bit more um, outside of this. But it might be, I don't know if you've been on the actual Oz network outside of Survivor Oz, have you? No, I don't think I have, actually. Hmm. Um, I think it's just in the Eurovision stuff, so I haven't actually jumped on any other Oz Network things. Ah, uh, you're not missing out on much. Eurovision's a more fun one to talk about. Let's be honest. Um, we don't want you to talk about the Emoji Movie and Dirty Dancing and things like that. But um, I mean, Survivor Oz, it's it's in the past, but uh, I guess this is what we're here to catch up on. Uh, any particular fond memories from the good old Survivor Oz days? Um. First thing that comes to mind is just some of the live, like, Oz casts and Oz caps we did and everything were just, just everything just kind of went off the handle sometimes. And it was just a lot of fun and banter more than anything else. Um, I mean, it was always kind of fun when you had Noah involved. I don't know if we're not allowed to name any ex-people, but Jared was it. always a little fun. <laughs> um, especially winding him up was always kind of entertaining. I think my favourite memory of that is naming every Oswald except him as my favourite. <laughs> Um, just waiting for him to just unload. That was that was good fun. Um, a couple of the recaps and things, especially, were just where we just sat there for hours, kind of either completely guessing wrong for how everyone was going to play the season, or or recapping how wrong we were. That was always kind of the fun stuff I enjoyed. Yeah, it's it's kind of random to think, sort of doing these little snippets with uh, everybody, just remembering just what we did and realising that we really didn't have much of a life back then, I feel. Um, because, yeah, some of these episodes would go on for three, four hours sometimes, and this is back when we didn't do things like take a break. So I think now, at least on the Oz Network, when we're doing long episodes, we generally sort of stop halfway through and come back a day or two later. Whereas, yeah, back then, we just we just went from start to finish, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's one I remember that kind of stands out. It's when we used to do, like, the weekly Oz episodes that weren't, like, related to the season or anything like that. It was just, like, a different theme each week. And the one that always stands out was doing something like most disappointing vote-outs or something like that. 
And within about the first two minutes, everyone was like, well, isn't every vote out disappointing? What's the point of this? What are we doing with the entire show? And I was like, right, this, this is going to go well. Yep, yep. No, generally, you, you know, on paper, it sounds good, and then we'll be doing it. And these live episodes, I think we've um, refreshed our memories with names such as Chris Berger and Rat and mm. all those sort I of... I just came on board when, yeah, I think I just came on board when Chris Berger was um, finishing up. Mm. Um, about when I'd started kind of actually getting involved. It was, yeah, it was interesting kind of these people and we always appreciated our sort of regulars and then you would have some that would just pop in and out. Um, were you ever on an episode where we actually had uh, Survivor contestants on the episode with you at the same time? Um, there was one Christmas special I joined in for the last hour, but I remember my reception was so bad. It was like, no, I can't even talk to anyone because my reception's just dying the entire time. So I think you were like, Alex is here. You can't hear him. He can hear you. And it just kind of kept coming, which was always good. Um, Maybe we pretended to not hear you because we didn't want you to talk to them or something. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was definitely it. Um, and then um, there were a couple of – I think there was one with um, later on when we did a couple of the Big Brother ones that I think um, John Carroll was in on um, with Gemma and possibly Priya or someone like that as well. So it was kind of like a combo where Survivor met Big Brother briefly. I remember doing that one, definitely. I do actually remember, now that you mentioned that, that you were involved in the Big Brother ones. Because, I mean, you, you did a few Amazing Race ones too, did you not? Yeah, I did one. I think I did the written recap for a couple of seasons of The Amazing Race and then a couple of um, uh, audio ones when we could do them as well. I think I started getting really busy just as we started kind of getting into expanding everything else, but I uh, tried to get in whenever I could. Mm. Yeah, it was it was interesting because we talked a bit of that with Kristen and it was kind of just just bringing that back because that was the last one that Channel 9 did and now that Channel 7 are bringing back, um, it was very... I actually found that very fun, the Big Brother ones, just because it was a show that I loved as a kid then kind of stopped watching. Then when Channel 9 brought it back, I really got into it again. And Big Brother's just such a different show to cover because it's pretty much on every single night. It's so different in Australia. And, I mean, I will say we kind of got the worst of the three Channel 9 seasons. I think we got the most boring out of all three of them. But it's still entertaining to be able to have, like, Ben Norris come on and, and Tim and, you know, getting Reggie back and then talking up Priya during that season. And didn't we have her husband on when she was in the house and all that sort of stuff? Like, it was just fun. It was. And I remember having a, doing the one with Priya, and the one that always stood out to me was the one we did with Michael Beveridge from yeah. the first season. And we were chatting to him, and I still remember asking him, like, would you know, if you knew that Channel 9 was doing it differently to Channel 10, and, like, it wasn't live cameras 24-7 that anyone could access, would you have done stuff differently? And him still telling us, like, if, if we knew that, we would have just gone, like, hell for leather. and <laughs> so many R-rated things that would not have been allowed. But we would have been fine with it because we would have known that they would have just cut that out. Which is basically what be. Channel 7 are doing this year, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So what I, I just remember that being like, ah, yep, they're like, we're being watched, but yeah, we're so ready for more than this. That's crazy. That's crazy. Look at us, visionaries on Survivor. I was kind of thinking about these things um, all the way through. Uh, I mean, with the written stuff, uh, did, did you enjoy having that opportunity to kind of get a bit of a say out there and having a few people read some of the things you would write? Um. Recaps, yes. A couple of the articles I know uh, previously on Survivor certainly didn't like, and I remember getting some good hate for that, thanks to the guy who made a fake Facebook account just to tell me that he didn't like my article, so I really appreciate that. 
No, it was um, certainly a bit of a test of character sometimes when you're like, oh, they, they, they didn't really like this one. So that was okay. But, you know, it was good fun. I enjoyed doing it, especially the recaps to the to the weekly episodes for The Amazing Race Australia and things like that. Didn't think that um, POS liked anything, though, did they? They generally hated everything that happened. No, I, there weren't many things they really liked from, from memory. I remember being in it for a while and just being like, you there's not a lot they like here. Like, do, do they like Survivor? This is kind of a bit annoying by the end. So I remember just getting out of it because I was like, this is this is just making me less interested in the show because of all this crap behind the scenes. Mm, yeah, no, I definitely definitely remember those days. Speaking of Survivor, though, um, I believe it's something you haven't really kept up with a lot uh, in the last few years. I mean, what was the last season that you kind of watched and, and is it just life gets in the way or you kind of got sick of the show as to why you haven't really kept up with it? To be honest, it was probably just life getting in the way. It was just a lack of time kind of at home. I started, I guess, doing a lot more kind of ballroom dancing, a lot more teaching in that regard, um, and started playing table tennis in weeknights and things like that. Plus, with my job, it just kind of meant, oh, I didn't have the time to sit down and watch it. I think I kind of got halfway through Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, so going back a couple of years now. And I think that's the last one I kind of... I'm about, I've been about halfway through and I keep going, oh man, I should really go back and finish these seasons because there's a couple of these winners coming up and I do want to watch Winners in War again because there are so many, you know, people on it who I have grown up watching and enjoying. But I'm like, man, I really need to kind of just quickly catch up. So I might try and uh, grab a 10 all access pass quickly at some point and, and make sure I'm up to date. Well, yeah, good luck with that with some of them. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the other reason I feel like I have stopped a little bit was every time I kind of tried to to go back into it, I kind of saw little bits and pieces from people I know who were like, yeah, look, it's just not quite as exciting this season, guys. We're a little bit less keen. And it's kind of really hard to get yourself excited to watch something when you know the people who are who are so excited for the show aren't excited for the show. And it's, it, I mean, they probably do warrant the binge in terms of just like, you know, Island of the Idols is the first one that I had watched live since... I mean, I gave up about three episodes into Ghost Island, so technically since Heroes, Hillers, Hustlers, and that was not a good one to watch week to week. But, um, yeah, I mean, I sort of binged 36, 37, and 38, and, you know, it has its merits doing it quickly and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, yeah, it's not not quite the same as it, as it once was. But, uh, I mean, do you, do you keep up with Australian Survivor at all? I mean, I, I did the first season. The second season, I kind of drifted in and out, but was probably watching more of it. And then the the third season, I've kind of, and fourth season, I think we've had four seasons with Channel 10 right now. I, yes, I, I don't have. know. <laughs> Great. Um, but the last one, I think I, I, I struggled a bit more to actually get much time. I watched a fair few on a, on a plane flight to England last year. I downloaded a heap of the episodes and watched them, but... Um, after that, it was I probably fell so far behind. I was like, "This is this is getting a bit hard to catch up again." Mm, well, you're about to see All Stars, so that might be a similar thing mm-hmm. of uh, you know watching that. But uh, again, still to me, not fully All Stars if you're not counting people from Channel Nine and Channel Seven back when they did it as well. But hey, that's just yeah, it's tricky because they've gone so early on it, and it goes both ways with it. Where I'm like, "Well, I'm excited because I actually like most of the people they're bringing back." And if, you know, there were a couple more seasons, we wouldn't have seen some of these players. But I'm also like, man, it's real quick to go to this. Like, we've, it feels like we've only just really started. 
Yeah, no, it's it is very uh, it's very interesting, and we're going to get another season this year too. So they're they're definitely all in on uh, the current the Australian Survivor at the moment. Um, but yourself, Alex, uh, how how's life treating you? Uh, I mean, you mentioned the ballroom dancing and the the table tennis, but uh, since Survivor Oz, things have uh, sounded like they're going very busy, very full on for you. Things are going well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just starting a new job tomorrow with Champion Data, which is really exciting. So AFL operations. So really excited to be kind of full-time with them. I've been working at a footy club the last few years full-time in table tennis Victoria before that. So kind of always been in that sporting space. And probably thanks to things like Survivor Rolls, I've done a lot more kind of probably radio and media stuff than I ever thought I'd get involved in. Um, I've emceed a lot of best and fairest nights and season launches and things like that too. So I feel like, you know, I've probably grown a lot in that capacity. Um, so it's been really great to get involved in so many different things. It, it really means I don't get many times to just relax and, and sit down now. But it's, it's it's a passion, though, at the same time, isn't it, that you can sort of work this alongside sort of sports and footy and all these sort of things that you obviously are very much in love with. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's great. I, I love being able to be involved in all these different areas and, and, and being able to help a lot of people through things like when I'm teaching ballroom as well and, and playing table tennis and being involved on the on the committee at the club I'm at, I, I really enjoy all those things. So it's um, it's a lot of stuff, but I, I really get a great kick out of it. Have you ever bumped into the other Ben Waterworth who works for Fox Sports? I have not yet, no. Um, I'm, again, I think I followed him on Twitter, <laughs> um, but I haven't actually run into him before it's it's one of those things where i'm like yeah i've got to at some point because it's going to be a good conversation uh topic but i haven't actually run into him yet it's it's quite funny when i will get comments still to this i still get them every at least once every two or three months um i got one the other month that was like oh you were so incorrect in your call in the wmbl you couldn't even get the player's name right or something and i'm just like and you're like, definitely, I yeah. wasn't there. I'm like, I should have just been like, yeah, I'm really shit at calling. I should get fired. Uh, <laughs> just play up to it. It was worse when we worked both for, you know, News Corp. And basically the only difference between our email addresses was that I had the number two in mine. So, you know, I'd be getting all these emails from, you know, oh, hey, you should do a story about this. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I could, but you've got the wrong Ben Waterworth. Contact the one who's got a better job than I do. So, <laughs> just. Ah, life. Um, But when is it war? You mentioned it. You're going to be watching it, which is obviously very, very exciting. I'm getting all of our uh, Auslet guests in this episode to give us a winner's pick. Not much thought into it. Not much explanation. Alex, who's winning winners at war? Uh, Yul Kwan. Ah, right. I like when we get someone new. I did did get that right. He is on this. He is. No, you are. You are correct. Um, And at least in the order I have recorded this, whether or not I air these differently, but you are the first to say Yule, so... Um... He was one of my favourite winners growing up, so I always thought he just control. And again, he kind of had a probably super unfair advantage in his season, but he controlled it so beautifully the whole way through. I, I, I always appreciated that. It's it's very weird. Like, he's one of these ones that I keep forgetting are on the season. It's kind of like I've got these ones that I'm very excited for, and then you kind of got the other ones where you're like, oh, duh, they're going to be back. But then there's a handful, which when I was just watching all the preview videos, I'm like, oh, that's right, Yule's back, isn't he? So I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how he does do because he's definitely one of these ones that kind of, I think if you're a fan of them, absolutely, you're very excited to see him back. But otherwise, he's just, I guess in my opinion, just kind of there. Yeah, and it's interesting like that. I had to go back through the cast and have a quick read through going, okay, there are some of these winners who I feel like are trying to kind of probably emphasize that I won and I'm a worthy winner because I don't get talking 
about enough in a lot of these circles as, you know, some of the best players. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. But again, like some of those ones like him and, you know, you talk like Danny Boatwright from Guatemala and, and some of the older ones, it's been a long time since they've played. Like it's going to be really fascinating to see. Mm, the whole season is just going to be something else and I just are oh, so excited for it. Alex, such a pleasure to have you here, mate. Um, people can also, again, hear, hear him over on the Euros Vision, which we'll be uh, doing some more of very, very soon as we get closer to May. And I think we're doing a bit on the Australia Decides special, which is only in a couple of weeks as well. Hashtag yeah. vote for <laughs> Vanessa Amorossi. Are we on the, are we on the Vanessa train, aren't we? I'll be honest, I haven't listened to any yet. I've got to do a binge listen of everything. So um, I'm happy to send Vanessa Amorossi. I think that would be great. So without listening to anything, absolutely with it. Go, Vanessa. Uh, Thanks, Alex, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Ben. Our next trip down memory Oslet Lane or Oslet Memory Lane takes us to the grand metropolis of emu plains where the emus run free and roam the plains of emus i don't know where i was going with that it's jared lubick jared uh welcome back to the oz network thank you it's it's good to be back uh, always lovely to um catch up and chat some survivor well it's it's interesting i think with yourself and some of the other Ozlets that we're catching up with because it feels weird to say we're catching up with you because you're part of the oz network i mean you, you do your own thing basically you're you're involved in this show quite often and and you and i of course uh have side projects with Euros Vision and off the podium as well. So, um, yeah, we we talk a lot already as as it is. But uh, for some people who see the word survivor in our episodes, they're the only ones they listen to. They haven't heard from you in quite some time. So we're reminiscing about the good old Survivor Oz days, uh, good old times they were. And, uh, yeah, Survivor Oz, Jared, what what are your memories of those uh, glorious days of your life? Our oh, fondest memories are definitely the um, Oztopsies. I was looking, that's the word. Um, yeah, I just loved talking about the episodes uh, straight after. It was nice to kind of have that, um, particularly with that being such like an American thing, and then it was being based on uh, the show airing in Australia until Go uh, messes up their times constantly. <laughs> um, but no, definitely those. It's always nice to have kind of a debrief right after the episode because um, you don't get that in the real world, so it's nice to get that in in podcast form, although I am definitely working on uh, a couple of friends to kind of get them involved in Survivor, although Winners at War is probably not uh, the best introduction. Mm, because uh, it's interesting with Winners at War how I'm seeing a lot of fans are trying to, I guess, rewatch some of the original Winners seasons and some are more successfully doing so than others, but it's actually also been a lot of fun seeing some of the contestants. Like Ethan's been sharing a lot of old clips, which has been a lot of fun, so that's that's really good. But uh, do, you, do you find that people that you try to get into Survivor... I mean, what, what's their view? Like, do they... I mean, we've kind of got this renaissance of Survivor, don't we? Particularly with Australian Survivor doing pretty well at the moment. I mean, do they... What's their opinion generally when you say to them, hey, you should watch Survivor? I think straight away you get the uh, reaction of, oh, like, maybe kind of I've watched that before. I used to watch that ages ago. I don't know if I'm interested. Is that show still on? Um, the most annoying response you can get. But I think definitely, uh, like you said, with uh, this kind of a reboot of Australian Survivor doing so well, that's kind of a new angle to approach it. So at the moment, I'm like, you should watch Australian Survivor. 
um, go straight into 2017 edition, watch that first. Then if you like it, then I can like show you other things to watch. And then eventually maybe we can get you on to uh, American Survivor. But I'm thinking uh, probably 41 is the place to start with um, putting people onto American Survivor. So you haven't quite jumped on the bandwagon that I've tried to create, Jared, of uh, going back to 2002 Whaler's Way. Haven't quite taken that cool age yet. Not yet. Um, building up to it, I'm sure it's it's a great uh, season for me to rewatch <laughs> and be uh, reinvigorated and join the uh, Bring Back Katie Gold campaign. Yes, exactly. Hashtag Bring Back Katie Gold. Get it trending out there, folks. Um, but it's, it's interesting. You mentioned like Oz Topsies. They were quite fun, and particularly when we used to do them live. Uh, I always love doing the live episodes just because. You know, I started doing things like this with live radio, and there's always something special about doing live radio over, you know, podcasting and things like that. So, those those moments were fun. Um, I remember Chris Berger always commenting, and we had other people commenting. Berger and Rat, Rat, yes, Rat. Oh, good old Rat. Haven't heard that uh, name in quite some time. Um, and Catherine, of course, and so mm-hmm. many of the long term listeners. It was so much fun, but. Um, yeah, and were you involved in that season where I kept reading that stupid book I wrote in primary school about the princess who lost her nose, or were you involved in those ones? That does ring a bell. Mm. Um, so it must have been, yeah, on a couple of episodes, because, yes, the princess who lost her nose, uh, instant classic. <laughs> but I also really appreciate it, because you're obviously heavily into Amazing Race as well, and one of the, the greatest projects I loved, doing was uh season three australia versus new zealand that was so much fun and you of course had, had worked or at least been involved in was it the norwegian one when it was in australia and kind of just just weird little connections that you had and and you really now are still mm-hmm. very heavily involved in our amazing race coverage which is fantastic so i mean that was a lot of fun wasn't it getting to fully cover a, an australian season of the amazing race Yes, and, and, and the resurgence again, like I just can't believe, I just feel like this is the golden age of reality TV, kind of like it's come full circle, come back again, and the fact that Amazing Race Australia is back and we're getting another season again, and then Australian Survivor is up to all-stars already and winners at war, like it's just a good uh, time to be in the reality TV landscape. It's all just so exciting. And I remember vaguely too, just um, all those little fun, quirky things like talking up uh, bloody Jared on on that season and Grant Bowler, uh, your team number one. Um, just was I didn't I still haven't watched the Channel Ten one. Was, was there any comparison to the the good old Grant Bowler days versus that other guy that's hosting it now? I mean, it's definitely a letdown, uh, and it takes a lot of getting used to. And there was no amazing your team number one. It was a very <laughs> subdued uh, first-place uh, finish uh, for the winning team. Um, yeah, Bo's thing is definitely, uh, I don't know if you've noticed or seen anything about it, but the uh, the awkward hugs at the pit stop, um, <laughs> which it got kind of, I suppose, less awkward as it went on because you were expecting it, but still, uh, Grant Bala would, would never dream of, of forcing a hug on somebody who didn't want it. Oh, look, everyone just wants to hug Grant because that man's a beautiful man. I remember the jumper in Portugal, wasn't it? That lovely knitted sweat oh. that he had. Um, just... Just amazing and Kit and, Kit and Jissy and uh, Murray and mm-hmm. was it Fanta and Coke or whoever they were. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the roided up Perth guy with his girlfriend slash wife, um, the brother mm-hmm. and sister who liked each other too much. 
Well, that was a great season. <laughs> they just have all been really good. Uh, I love reminiscing about even just the season before the the Italian sisters. Yeah. Like if we ever get Amazing Race Australia All Stars, they've got to include the Channel Seven versions as canon, please, because because we need them back. Them, the Big W ladies. Yes. Just, um, everybody from the Australia versus New Zealand. Uh, Charlie and Christy or whoever with the eating the fake tarantula, but it was the real tarantula. Um, <laughs> oh, just great casting on The Amazing Race Australia. And, yeah, when we get an all-stars of that, do it justice and um, all the previous seasons, please. Of course, you got quite angry at me in the last, what was it, 18 or so months when I ruined uh, the one Canadian season I watched. But um, sorry about that. But, I mean, you, as, as an amazing race aficionado, how do you view the seasons like what what's the best version the worst version like because i mean you, i think you religiously watch what the american the canadian the australian one i don't know if there's other ones you watch but uh, i mean how would you rank them in order from best to worst i think and i mean it could be recency bias and the nostalgia factor at the moment but australians have, australian amazing race um i think it's just always something special i wouldn't say that the latest season was uh, the best, and there were definitely issues, but it's just always the nostalgia feel, and and I think being proud of kind of your own homegrown product, um, and it definitely always feels a little bit more fresh uh, than the American version, which can feel a little formulaic at times. Uh, Canada was is great as well. I think I would say Australia one, uh, the US two, and then Canada three, but I think they all have their moments at time, and and the most recent season of. Uh, uh, the Amazing Race US was just such a such a triumph and, and return to form that I'm really excited for whenever we get the next season, which is just hovering in the air, being filmed. Who knows when uh, CBS is going to decide to release it? But um, no, I think a kind of a, a renaissance, renaissance period for the Amazing Race as well at the moment. Just back to the Survivor Oz good days as well. Um, are there any particular other memories that you? that you do remember? I mean, you were involved a lot, of course, in some of our articles as well that we put out there. Um, I can't quite remember if you were any, ever on any episodes where you got to chat to any contestants at all. I mean, I, I don't know, were you? Did you get to meet anyone? Did you get to have any other fun moments that you were particularly fond of? I think I was on one of the Christmas episodes and got to say a uh, Merry Christmas to uh, Chris uh, Doherty, which was great. Um, I mean, he should, should be on this coming up season, but, um, we'll get to that. But I think, yeah, the articles are always fun as well. I love a good, good top 10 or particularly the versus articles where you'd have different Auslets writing different sides. Um, I, I think that debate format works really well in, in the Survivor universe and there's so many different opinions that it's kind of nice to get them down on paper and to evaluate and, and see how people are viewing the show differently. Do you, do you ever wish you could write more of these top tens because, you know, you might have these deep, dark opinions that are just dying to get out of, of your head? Um... Not often. At times, I, I look back on things and think, oh, like maybe, like if I redid that now, I'd definitely have different opinions. Um, I think kind of the ranking of seasons and plays is always something interesting that's changing. Um, and I suppose with Australian Survivor, that's something I'm thinking about more and more of kind of how am I ranking these people um, against each other, but then how am I comparing them against the US? And then uh, Survivor South Africa has been great as well, which I've enjoyed watching recently. So there's that as well. And I think comparing the three different types and seeing the different hit and misses 
Um, obviously, the extended format in Australia and the problems with that, but then the US and all their changes and twists at the moment, then somehow Australia feels a little bit more um, back to basics in a way, even though it has twists as well, saving people in its extra days and um, just the very different machines and somehow they, they all um, seem to work in their own way. Mm, yeah, it's it's all very uh, well oiled. Some of these uh, the ways they do it and all that sort of stuff in between. But uh, I mean, speaking, I guess, on US Survivor, uh, you know, about four or five years since kind of Survivor Oz was its own beast, and we really had the chance to full time talk about it. Uh, we sort of do here and there, of course, here on the Oz Network. But two prong question, as I'm putting to all our Ozlets here. First of all, what's your general take really been on the last few seasons, I guess, of Survivor and and how long do you think we're going to be sticking around watching the show that we love? I think lately it's been very hit and miss. Um, I think of like the most recent seasons, what I've noticed is that I've really enjoyed the pre-merge uh, and then kind of we get to the post-merge and I feel like most of the seasons have been falling apart at that point. I think obviously a highlight was uh, David versus Goliath um, as a stupid theme, but a standout season. And I think casting-wise, um, obviously excluding the controversy on the latest season, but I think <laughs> casting-wise they've been uh, hitting it on the head. But it's just, I just think there's just so many idols and twists thrown in. It just always feels a little bit tinfoil hat of production rigging things even more so than it ever used to be. Um yeah, just the the whole, I think as soon as kind of that final four fire-making twist came in, it really soured me on the show, and I've kind of come to accept it, obviously, because it's here to stay, but at the same time, it just it irks me every season that it gets to this point, and um, I don't know, I was just always fine with the fan favourite going home at, at four. I thought that was a compelling story in itself, and that they had to win the final challenge. I just feel like you get down to the low numbers, and there's no suspense left anymore and the fact that you can just idle run your way uh to the end at times feels like a glorified scavenger hunt um and then edge of extinction is a twist uh terrible and the fact it's coming back i just feel like we've kind of lost a lot of the um old school essence uh which people could argue left as soon as idols were introduced but i feel like we're moving further and further away from this interesting social game where different uh, players and archetypes um, can win and we're moving towards kind of this cookie cutter, the same type of person winning each season uh, with big moves for the sake of big moves instead of big moves as a smart uh, play to get them further in the game. What do you think it's going to take then to have uh, keep going on? Because, I mean, you know, we, we all kind of are a bit drained after 39. We've got 40 to really look forward to, but listening to our retrospective from five years ago when we talked about Survivor at 30 and hearing a lot of opinions of, will this show still be around at 40 seasons? And here we are. I mean, what do you think it's going to take for us to be here in another, you know, five years to be saying, hey, we're at season 50? I think depending, I think a lot's going to depend on on how this season goes down. And I think if it's well received that I could see us moving into a period that's similar to the 2030 um time period of just a whole lot of either full returnee seasons or half returnee seasons really sprinkled in um because we've had a bit of that from 30 and 40 but it feels like it's it's less and they've gone back to uh mostly new casts which i think was a smart move and has worked well but they probably see it as not working well because people haven't liked the outcomes of the season but it's like i just think it's going to take production to realize that if you cast compelling people 
then their stories are compelling. Um, but in, uh, but telling those stories in more of a natural way, uh, last season felt very forced with the storylines. Um, I think if you have a compelling cast, they can carry the season. They don't need idols everywhere. Uh, you can let the story tell itself organically. So uh, I would like to see, I think, uh, reduction in the twists, and I think that would do uh, great for the show. And I think uh, American Survivor should be looking to other versions and seeing, oh, look, that works with only one idol hidden on each beach and not replacing it constantly in people. Oh, look, there's a there's a final two in this show's popular. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it to get to 40, it could potentially just take uh, not going completely back to basics. I think that's a terrible idea, but just kind of reining back on some of the twists and realizing that we have had really good casts lately, but uh, they're not allowed to, to play the game um, and people are just being rewarded for finding idols and, and being on the outs constantly. I feel like the social capital has been lost a bit. Um, but I think that, yeah, we're potentially going to move into a period where we get lots of returning seasons. Um, I think Second Chances 2 is very much on the cards um, in the uh, 40 to 50 bracket. I think we can definitely get to 50, but I think 50 is potentially the time uh, that it's going to be up. Um, but I'm just glad that we have these other versions of the show, um, which I don't think are going to last nowhere near as long. But um, it's nice that there's something else outside of American Survivor for them to look to and see, oh, that's working. Um, even just little things like challenges. I think uh, the international versions are doing so well with new challenges and, and, and still mixing it up there. Because um, with American Survivor staying in Fiji, everything feels really uh, stale at certain points and the fact that you're getting the same challenge after the same challenge season in season out you can always predict what uh, the first three to four challenges are going to be post-merge is it's frustrating as a viewer it feels like a bit of the passion has been lost uh, for the team behind it and it's just kind of going through the motions because the fans are going to watch this uh, no matter what we do um, so I think it's going to take them kind of ripping up the book a bit throwing it out um, putting in a little bit more effort, maybe a couple of new people on the production team uh, to shake things up and, and make sure the show does get to season 50 with a flourishing audience. Couldn't agree more with what you said. I think you summed that up uh, very, very well. And, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see just how it develops in the coming years to see if we can meet reach that golden 50 season because that would be pretty epic. Um, I've been putting everybody on the spot with my final question to, to close out each little chat here. Jared, I want you to give me a winner for Winners at War with no explanation. I just want a name, and I want to hear that name right now. So the winner is going to be Wendell. Wendell, okay. All right. You know what I'm liking? And again, it's it's really a case of I don't know what order I'm going to put you guys in, but um, I'm liking this... Uh, you know, different tastes here. We're getting some good spread of names uh, throughout this list. So, very exciting. One of you might be right then, if we kind of get all 20 basically named at some point. Uh, Jared, always a pleasure, mate. Um, you, of course, again, aren't going anywhere. You're still doing uh, Total Drama Island and Amazing Race when it shows up, and we're going to be doing Eurovision and the Olympics and just so many things. We're busy people, but um, it's it's been a lot of fun to have you back here and uh, chat about good old Survivor Oz. It's been an absolute pleasure. So looking forward to Winners at War and the fact that All Stars is airing at the same time. It's going to be a busy, hectic time of year, but I, I'm here for it and I think it's just going to be really fun to watch them both play out. <laughs> 
apparently, by listening to this episode, everybody assumes that we only ever had men as Oslets, but uh, we're going to break that mould right now and prove that we weren't entirely sexist, maybe mostly, but whatever, uh, because we have one of our favourite Oslets of all time joining us for the very first time in a long time. It's Riley, direct from Australia. Riley, <laughs> welcome back to the Oz Network. Hi, Ben. It's been a long time. I'm excited to be back. Oh, it's it's exciting (laughs) to have you back because, I mean, a lot has happened. We were just catching up and everything that's happening in our lives. But I think we last hung out uh, on a very balmy Brisbane night meeting up with Des and Andrew in South Bank. Mm -hmm. And we lived in the same city for a while. I think that was the only time we hung out. (laughs) But life gets in the way. And here we are in 2020. (laughs) So it's... um, it's crazy to think that we're just talking about this old show called Survivor Oz because, I mean, didn't we just do this yesterday? <laughs> I know. I still have memories of doing those shows back when I was living in Sydney, which feels like ages ago. But, yeah, I, I remember how fun they were. You, me, uh, Jared, Noah, doing the Oz Caps. They were so much fun. So, yeah, it's good to talk to you again. The classic crew, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun kind of reminiscing about those moments and particularly yeah. those, those Oz caps and sort of those days when Jared Elliott was off his leash and basically said so many things that I think if people actually went back and listened to, we would get called a vast array of things, which are probably very warranted. But, I mean, did they haunt you? Did they, you know, did they haunt you? Thinking, Why on earth am I involved in this show, hanging out with these morons? No, I had so much fun. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, like, no one ever listens to their things. Nah. Hopefully no one ever goes back and listens to them, but <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just play dumb and say that wasn't me. It was just somebody else at the time. Um, do you have any particular yeah. fond memories of any of them that you were involved in? Any favourites that stand out over those years? Um, I remember the Heroes vs. Villains podcast that we did. That mm-hmm. was really funny. Um, I do remember a lot of peer pressure from you guys <laughs> to make me swear ah, during yes. one of the Oz I remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, did, I don't think I we got you to do of... it either, did we? Did I don't think we ever made no, you succeed. Sure you did. You were making me say the um, Samuel Jackson line from oh, Snakes on the Plane. that's right, yes. To the peer pressure, yep. unfortunately. Yeah, now we're assholes that way. Sorry about that. <laughs> I do remember a lot of Noah and Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get you to say it, but I didn't even need to. That's that's reminiscing there. I remember the ice cream one. Um, was that on Caramoan when we were talking about, I think, Julia? And we were talking about vanilla ice cream or something, and um, you kept talking about rainbow ice cream being your favourite, and then Jared's just like, "Oh, is this sounds right. Interrupt me. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't thought of that in the longest time. But that, yes, I do remember that. That <laughs> was one of our most played clips. I remember just over and over uh-huh. again. It was, um, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, it, how did you how did you find it? Because 
You know, back then we only, you know, we had Lancey and then you might have been our second female. I'm not sure if Kai joined around about the same time as you or we had, when we had Heather I'm on. Yeah, but I, I just can't remember whether I'm you sort of ever. joined before them or did we all get you on all at the same time? Maybe we just had that influx of females that's all at once. Yeah, well, you did that second recruitment for, like phase. I remember that, and you got a lot of new Auslets all at once. And I think Heather was part of that group, but I don't think we ever like there weren't many girls on all at once. Like it was usually one girl and other guys. But I didn't mind it. Mm. It was fun talking to you guys. Well, good. We liked that. Um, it was it was interesting <laughs> because we did often get comments saying. You know, you, you don't really have many female Auslets, and that wasn't without trying. Whenever we um, recruited, you know, we, we wanted more females to apply. And just, I think, honestly, if I'm being completely open-ended, I think we hired every female that ever applied. Like, we just didn't have that many females that applied. Um, but they all, yeah. you all turned out to be, well, maybe with the exception of one, are fantastic. So... <laughs> We won't comment on that, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was just fascinating. I think talking and learning all these opinions. I mean, did you do you remember having many you know opinions changed outside of us being peer pressuring you into you know swearing and I, I don't know forcing your hand into liking certain people. I remember we both really liked Russell Hands. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We were like pro Russell. Um, I'm thinking like whether you ever swayed my opinion on anything. I was pretty neutral on a lot of things. I didn't have strong opinions on anything. So I can't remember any time where it was really like, no, no, this guy's the best. Or Yeah, I can't really remember. Mm. Yeah, um, it's, I remember the Russell days. you remember days. No, not really. I, I, I just, I think what I really appreciate about your input is that, you know, you were kind of very just neutral and in the middle and kind of just gave that, I guess, like, level-headed opinion. Like, it, it was very rare. I can't honestly think of moments where, you know, you got as passionate about certain things as some of us did, which I think makes for a, you know, very a good sort of person to go to during those episodes rather than just having, you know, oh, you're wrong, I hate this person, oh, they're great, and things like that. Yeah. I remember Jared had those opinions where we're like, what? what are you talking about, Jared? Why do you like that person? But, yeah, mm. can't really remember. It was such a long time ago. His poverty yeah. love um, and just <laughs> yeah. some other things. Everyone was a flog, basically. Um, Everyone's a flog. Yeah. So, um, yeah, God, just it's, just it's just it's just so fascinating to think of these moments and everything along those lines. But you also, um, it's, it's fascinating actually catching up with so many of, of you guys that – Outside of the show, you you met some other Auslets as well. I mean, obviously you met me, you met Julian, but I mean, did you get a chance to meet many other Auslets along the way? I remember meeting James way back, like, I can't remember, would have been years and years ago. Um, and I met you and Julian. I don't think I ever met Noah or Jared. I think you met Lancey, didn't you? No, I don't think I've ever met Lancey. Maybe I'm thinking no. of Linda and Lancey. Even though Lancey. we've Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I haven't met Linda either. Linda met everyone. Linda was yeah. kind of the one who ended up always going like, oh, look, here's a picture of me and Nick. I'm in New Zealand. And it's just, it's just, it was, oh, oh okay. 
Um, it was... Yeah, I have to go to Adelaide and meet Linda. <laughs> Linda, Linda is around. Linda's, uh, yeah, she's started her own uh, little reality blog now, I believe, uh, herself. So kind of she's off uh, doing her thing and all that. Did you ever? I, I actually can't remember. This, this is goes to show how well I, you know, remember all of you uh, who did so well for the show. Uh, did you, did you do many articles? Did you get involved much in the writing side of things? Yeah, I was doing the top tens a bit. Um, I think I didn't write any other articles for the show, but I did a quite a few of the top tens. I remember there's one top ten that I wrote that was like um, the top ten triple threads, and I put Cochrane in there, and I got a lot of backlash for that. <laughs> was that pre or uh, post his win? <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember a lot of comments saying like, "What you is wrong with you? Why is Cochrane in this list?" And I was. Yeah, on rethought, I probably shouldn't have put him there, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a winner. I remember it was because he was going on, like, this challenge streak after one season. Uh, he won, like, three challenges in a row, <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, triple threat, sure. <laughs> yep, yep. It's always interesting, the comments, though, that you would get. Do, do you ever get random comments, or does anybody ever message you, kind of asking you about Survivor Oz at all? Um, no, I haven't had anyone. I'll forward them to Come you then. To I'll, I'll, I'll send some yeah, to you. Yeah, please feel free. I'd love to talk Survivor. Yep, yep. <laughs> At least like seasons one to 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of leads me into, I guess, your general take on where we are, are at with Survivor at the moment. We're about to have Winners of War, but, I mean, have you kept up with kind of US Survivor? Is it something you, you still watch uh, the way you used to at all? So I, I stopped watching after the season that Ben won. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just, I don't know, I think I just had a little bit too much, like watching two seasons a year every year for, what, 15 years or something. So I think I just needed a bit of a break. But now that the winner's season's coming up, I definitely want to get back at least to watch this season because it's been something we've been talking about for so long. Um, but I have missed the last four seasons, I think. So I don't actually know who won those ones. You're not missing out. Were there much. any of the last? <laughs> oh, really? I was, well, I was actually going to ask, like, is any of them worth watching? Um, well, look, people right now are screaming at the speakers, watch David versus Goliath, because people say that's a pretty good season. I'm not one of those people. Like, to be honest with you, all four of them, really do blend into each other just in terms of the cast. I mean, the last season had some unique um, cast members, and there have been, you know, each season has their two or three that you will remember and will see them play again. But realistically, uh, I mean, I stopped four episodes into Ghost Island, took a bit of an extended break before, you know, catching up before 39. So binge-watching them... I'm sure makes them better. Yeah. Um, but when you watch them so closely together, they do very much blend into each other. Um, so look yeah. for continuity's sake, it probably will pay off to watch them. You'll, you'll, I don't know if you avoided everything that happened in season 39 with all the controversy around that, but, um, I have no idea. I've oh, not wow. heard of any kind of Okay, that. well, look, well, I... <laughs> you you will be <laughs> in for a uh, pleasant surprise then. <laughs> oh, really? So that's the one I should watch. That's, that's actually, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say watch it for that. I would just say when you get to it, like, just remember. Because, look, I, I and a few other people have, like, have it 
smack bang at the bottom, like worst season of all time. And before 39 t- came about, I would have oh, had 38 wow. as my worst season of all time. So, um, really? yeah. And, well, <gasps> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, look, I, I would find it very interesting if you did watch them because, you know, again, everyone's got their own opinions of it. I think you're very much like myself and a lot of the other Oslets. So we're old school fans. We've been there for a very long time from the beginning. Whereas a lot of people now who I think talk these seasons up are obviously the newer school fans who this is the game they know. Yeah. And they're the ones who go back and watch yeah. season one and two and think they're boring and crap. So. Yeah. They're boring, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, no. what about Australian Survivor? Do you do you watch Australian Survivor? Oh no, I mean, I watch it every now and again when it's on TV, but I'm not super into it. Right. I don't know. I just never. I don't know. It doesn't feel the same. It's just, mm. it's weird because it's such a long season and there's so many people on the cast. So mm. I'm like, this feels so weird. This isn't Survivor. Like it's yeah. <laughs> It's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. yeah it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, I have a lot more criticisms of it than a lot of people do, and then people kind of use the excuse of, "Well, it is a different show. Stop comparing it to the US one." But at the end of the day, it's called Survivor. It's got basic the same format. Uh, it's still the same show. It's just a locally made version versus yeah. an American one. So, yeah. but uh, look, it's yeah. again, it's it's great that Australia has found this renaissance for the show and that it does have its own very passionate fan community out there and we're getting an all-star season so cool <laughs> i know i was like all-stars hasn't you and you've only had three seasons like how are they already all-stars mm. like at least wait another couple of seasons right <laughs> yeah and particularly now that we're sort of on this big page of uh myself and matt dyson defending the original channel nine and channel seven one so we're classifying this there are six seasons and everyone like no there's not there's only four and they've ignored the channel nine one and not brought back people hashtag bring back katie gold and all this kind of stuff but um it's oh fun God. yes like just it's 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 a whole other thing riley you know this is what i'm saying you're the neutral the nice level headed one and here i am just getting up on my high horse spouting out opinions that no one really gives a shit about um yourself though like again four or five years is a long time but uh i mean what are you up to now is i mean you're in brisbane i don't know if you were in brisbane in the last part of survivor Oz. had you moved there at that point um i remember i moved in 2014 up to queensland so i think that was like I was still in Survivor Oz, and then I think I left Survivor Oz around 2015, maybe? Possibly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I've been in Queensland for um, five, almost six years now. Does that yeah. make you a Queenslander oh now? Does that make you bleed maroon uh, well, instead I'm, of blue? Um, or? Well, I don't follow State of Origin, but I did go to a Brisbane Raw game the other weekend and I wore the colours, so I don't know if that makes me a Queenslander, maybe. Look, I think to me, look, I I have a bit of a soft spot for most of the Brisbane teams, except for the Broncos. They can get fucked. I don't care about them. But, like, the Raw's fine. Like, orange is a nice colour. So, you know, you could go for a worse team. It's not really flattering. You don't like orange? No. It's a very harsh colour against especially very white skin. So Okay. Did you enjoy it, though? Did you enjoy the experience of going to an A-League game? Yeah, I loved it. It was so much fun. Great. It's, uh, we don't have the following up here, so that stadium was pretty much empty. But I love soccer, so it was fun to watch it like a live game. I've never seen one before. 
really good. I would recommend, like, whether whether or not you like rugby. I mean, I look, I, I, I enjoy rugby, but not to the extent I enjoy a lot of other sports. I'm a AFL guy. I grew up in Tasmania, of course. But I did go to an Origin game when I was living there, and it's an experience. Like, it is actually quite an intense yeah. experience being 50,000 proud, passionate Queenslanders just... <laughs> chanting and raving at everything like it is quite an interesting yeah. time to go to an origin game yeah no i reckon the atmosphere would be awesome i'd just be like i don't understand the rules of this game <laughs> so i'm just gonna cheer when everyone else does <laughs> exactly cheer when everyone else does and you won't get killed and don't mention you're from sydney uh just go in maroon and you will be fine <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Uh, but talking about winners at war before, um, we close out every single one of these chats by getting a quick fire winners pick. Now, you, uh, I don't think, are fully up to date on the entire cast. I think you know some, but uh, I, we did this with Paul. So I, I'm intrigued if you give me a winner that you think is on this season and maybe they're not on this season. So I will be intrigued to think who you would think would win an all winner season. Well,. I think the only thing that I remember is that Tom Westman isn't back and he's my favourite, so that's really disappointing. Um, <laughs> so I think, I don't even know if he's on the season, but I'm going to pick Earl as the winner. It breaks my heart to say he's not on it. Um, Are you serious? I am so, I, yeah, basically what apparently happened with Earl is that he was basically going to be on it, but um, his wife or girlfriend, his partner, had a baby basically just before they were meant to go. So he then sadly said no. So, Which is sad because he was very close to being on Game Changers as well, and twice now he's nearly been back. And I'm, I'm a massive Earl fan, so, yeah, sadly no yeah, Earl. Yeah, well, he would be great on a, yeah, coming back for a winner's season. That's really disappointing. Mm. Oh, man. Give me okay. another one. Let me go through the winners. So, what, Richard isn't back, Richard's right? not on, no, sadly not. There's no Tina, I'm assuming. No Tina either. See, like, you're, you're, so I love your thinking. It's kind of, like you go to these people that should be on the damn season and they're not. Ethan? Is he, Ethan is, is he on. Ethan is on. Oh, Okay. Is Brian back? No, no. If Brian was if Brian was on, Riley, you know I wouldn't be here. You know I would be having private time with myself until the next four weeks to just get myself in the zone. Oh but uh, I look, I never expected he would be back, and sadly, he's not on. Didn't even get a phone call. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna pick. I don't know if she's back, but Denise. I'm gonna say Denise. Denise is back. And I will mark that down as your winner's Ooh. pick. You're the first to pick Denise, at least of in the order of the run recording. So, but that that I I'm I'm I think she will do very well, and I I, I lo- I'm so excited to see her back. So, yeah. I feel like she would go under the radar. She'd be an underrated player. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whereas there's a lot of targets going back, right? I I think Kim's. Back? Yep, Kim's back. People like Sandra, obviously. Rob, Amber's back. Parvati's Rob. back. Tyson, yeah. you know these big name yeah. players. Jeremy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's just such a fascinating season that we're all so excited for, and you, you've got some real shit twists with it, which are disappointing. But at the end of the day, we've got twenty winners playing against each other, which is just the ultimate dream. Do you think that they? Had more people say yes, but they cut people to get the 20? Look, 
there's lots of whispers and rumours around who was asked and people who got close. Um, and I definitely think there are a few that were were on the list that got changed over. And I think it's it's tricky to talk about the Richard um, situation because if you haven't seen Thirty Nine, you won't really understand why Richard supposedly was cut. Um, so really, yeah, just think about all stars and what happened with Richard in all stars and Sue, and then kind of, there's a bit of a stain from 39 that they think would bring back that. Um, but Tina supposedly was on the list and again, cut very last minute. Uh, Mike was apparently cut last minute. Um, yeah, Earl, as I mentioned, but there were a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, a lot of us old school fans wanted just didn't get calls. Vesepia never got a call. Brian, no call. Uh, Jenna, from what I think I know, Mm. didn't get a call. You know, just Chris Doherty didn't get a call. So Chris didn't get a call. Mm. Oh my gosh. I would kind of even want like a, I don't know, like even a 30 cast season (laughs) just to see all the winners back. Otherwise it's, I don't know. It's not really the best of the best if you're not putting everyone in there. Well, you've basically got from season 22 onwards, there's basically every winner with the exception of, what, Cochrane's not back, Mike's not back, uh, and the last two winners aren't back. I won't tell you who they are because I'll leave you unspoiled. Um, So basically every Mm -hmm. winner, though, from 22 onwards, and then yet in the first 10 seasons, you only have three Winners, but I mean, if you count Rob as in his first season was Marquesas, of course, so you've got four players from the first yeah. 10 seasons. But, um, yeah, you've got yeah. Amber, Ethan, and Sandra from the first 10. So it's kind of yeah. it's disappointing. You're, you're so heavy on the newer ones and yeah. you're ignoring yeah. the old school players, which it, it is a bummer. Uh, but at the yeah. same time, we get to see Ethan back. I mean, I'm actually so excited to see Amber back. Uh, Danny's coming back. I mean, come on, that's very exciting. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That is good. Mm. Yeah, oh Danny. Yeah, that that would be another pick, like under the radar person that might go quite far. She's always been my um, pick. I've, I've always said if they ever do yeah. an all winner season, Danny would win, and I'm sticking by my guns. I've said it for years. Yeah, I'm kind of sticking good. to it. Yep, Danny's my pick. Yep. Oh, there you go. Yep. So do we win something if we pick the you right person? Win the Oz Network. You can have the show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Simple. It'll be called the Riley Network. Yeah, I'll send it all to you. I'll ship it across. Uh, it's yours. Uh, but only if Denise wins. You're the only one I'm offering that to. Okay. Yeah. That simple. Riley, it's been a pleasure. We won't make it five years next time. We'll get you on. We'll maybe even get yeah. you on for a, a recap of some sort because it'll be fun to kind of get yourself and some of the old school Oslets back on to kind of do a sort of a flashback yeah, kind of episode. Definitely. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, we will definitely get you back on the show again soon. Okay. Thanks for having me, then. Bye. Our next Oslet guest and I hate each other. I don't even know why he's on this, to be honest. I just felt the need because apparently I needed to fill a quota of Adelaide Oslets. So uh, here's one. Uh, it's Ryan Brink. Hello, Ryan. Welcome back to... Well, welcome to the Oz Network. You've never been on this version of the show. Welcome back to uh, formerly artists formerly known as Survivor Oz. It's good to be back. Hell has frozen over, literally, <laughs> because I am here. Uh, what is happening? 2020, 
clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. So we're 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 here and we're chatting. Um, poor Linda though. Have you spoken to Linda? Is isn't that the Adelaide quota? Do you I, need a male and a female? I messaged her. Um, at the time of recording, she hasn't replied oh. yet. But um, so oh. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe she hates me. Maybe the uh, the Adelaide hate switched somewhere else. I I really don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's possible. She does have a child now, so uh, ah, all this adulting excuses. that everyone's doing. <laughs> no longer kids. Back in the day when when Survivor Oz was on and we literally had no lives and just talked about Survivor all the time. Um, some would say we still do that right now and talk mm. Survivor all the time and have no lives. So things haven't really changed over the last five or so years. Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah, we're just... Nothing is um, nothing is new. <coughs> uh, here we are, Survivor, all that sort of jazz. But, um, I mean, jokes aside, we're here. This is It's been a while, you and I sort of being involved in anything. A lot, a lot has happened in a few years. <laughs> but, uh, look, it's, yeah. it's all moved on. We're all... Everything is fine now, just to, you know, kind of put it out there and uh, for all the uh, animosity that might have been there. But um, it's good to have you here and, I guess, reminisce about Survivor Oz days. What, what what are your memories? What are your takeaways? Let's talk about the good things here too, Ryan, please, uh, of the Survivor Oz days. Talk about the bad moments. It's I, fine. Put me under the bus. I'm here. I'm a big man. I can take it. <laughs> I thought this is where we were just going to, like, bag out Survivor Oz for yeah, uh, exactly. a couple of minutes. <clears throat> I know that happens on Reddit by regular. Racist bunch I... of assholes. What, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Jump on. No, like, it was funny when you reached out, because uh, probably people don't realise, like, uh, you and I had, I don't know, different opinions at, at some stage, and we a went falling our own, out. own ways. <laughs> we, had a, we had a falling out, and we didn't, like, generally we didn't chat for a, a very long time, but, um, like, I think that's the thing, like, we both have changed in our lives, and we came together, and it's really good, because, like, I was a huge fan of Survivor Oz well before I even applied to be an Ozlet, which I did apply to be an Ozlet twice, Ben. The first time I was rejected. Um, oh, so, Yep, really good, savvy <laughs> decision. Much like in most things in my life, I'm rejected at least once or twice yeah. before I get through. So, um, But yeah, I, the Survivor Oz days were, were a lot of fun. Um, just it was it, It's funny because I have made a lot of friends from like, this whole Survivor community. A lot of that does stand back to, you know, reading the top tens and, and talking on podcasts with people like Julian and Cable and yourself and Nora and all that. And, like, it's it's really funny because now we have a show in Survivor. I don't think maybe newer listeners of podcasts or maybe younger fans of Survivor, like, really appreciate that back five-plus years ago, there was really RHAP and you talking to Survivors from... Borneo and Africa and all these like really early seasons and that was all Survivor content we had. Where now you open up Apple Podcasts and there's literally like 50 podcasts on Survivor. Everyone's debriefing, everyone's recapping, everyone's talking about it, and there's this oversaturation where like originally it really was probably just Rob who I think is celebrating 10 years and, and you. Mm. It's it is a vastly changed landscape. I mean, the fact that you even mentioned it's called Apple Podcasts now. I'm still calling it iTunes. That's how old I am. I know. <laughs> um, like, Got to get with the times, but <laughs> I know, right? I know. But um, yeah. yeah, it it is crazy. And I mean, one of the, one of the I guess last memories I kind of have of you being involved before all that shit went down oh God. was um, oh god, nervous. No, this is this is a good bit. This is a good bit. Don't get me wrong. Um, is okay. being on an episode with you, Noah, and Cable. I think where we were discussing. I think the first trailer for Australian Survivor in 2016 had dropped and we had a... I was yeah. in Melbourne and I was like just <laughs> on a couch at a friend's house. Um, so, yeah, that might have been the last 
full episode you were on. I could be wrong, but uh, I mean that's got to go back. That yeah, that's four years this year ago now. That um, and here you are now, obviously extremely successful now yourself. You've started Brink of Reality. It's gone on to do fantastic things. Really, I guess in some aspects, taken the mantle of of the where we were at that time, and kind of there you are now with Brink of Reality, kind of doing great things for Survivor fans in Australia. So. Um, yeah, that's a lot has changed. An Olympiad has passed on that that notion there. I mean, Rio Olympiad was about to start, and Tokyo's on this year. So there you go. <laughs> to borrow to borrow Rob scenario line, I felt like you were sucking kneecaps there a little bit. Then <clears throat> I don't know if I've taken the mantle. Yeah, of course. That's it's not it's not anything to, to do well. with me if I'm not sucking up to anyone. I mean, I, I haven't been racist yet, but I'm sucking up now. Tick that quota, and I'll I'll just make a racist comment in about five minutes. So you know, it's <clears> well where we are. <clears throat> To help you on your journey, I recently did a DNA test, so I'm 62% Irish. If you need some Irish jokes, feel free to um, run down that line. But yeah, I do remember that podcast. I, I did do a, I did definitely did a podcast after that. Um, I think that I interviewed Todd Herzog at the end of mm. whichever season that was at mm-hmm. 2015. And that was the last one Todd did for like ages. Yeah, that's <laughs> like right. Like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really fun. But I do remember that podcast. I think it was like the end of November because I remember I was watching the project and like Waleed was on, he came out and was like, and Survivor Australia is coming back, which is first like it's called Australian Survivor. But we get the the gist of what he was saying. And um, yeah, I remember like I was so excited. I think I messaged Cable and then Cable like messaged a big group and we got together and we were like, what does this mean? What, I, this is so crazy because I know that like a running joke on Survivor was for many uh, like April Fool's was like a show Survivor's coming back or um, like that had been talked about for a long time but at that time I don't think any of us were aware that it was even the like the pipeline to come back so yeah it does does feel like a lifetime ago in some ways and it feels pretty recent in other ways but it's kind of crazy that this whole like Survivor explosion has happened uh, in Australia, I guess, like the rebirth of, of Survivor fandom in Australia, I think has really exploded uh, with the show in Survivor. And, I, and, you know, I hope that can link into US Survivor as well, with especially with Season 40 coming and and all these winners coming back. Hopefully people who haven't seen the old US seasons can, can go back and check those out because it's so easy to watch now. Like, it's not like back in the day where we were watching torrents that were so dodgy that your computer would like <laughs> shut down after five minutes and <laughs> the kids these days then they don't kids understand how difficult days. it was no they, they don't understand the uh taping of vhs's and i mean gosh i had africa all on vhs's my my tape of the finale of australian outback would be watched at least twice a day i was so obsessed with watching it all stars on vhs like i think the whole season had to fit on about 10 vhs's because if you wanted to record it on short play instead of long play because the video recorder in the other living room didn't have the long play functions otherwise you'd sound like they're playing chipmunks and Gosh, kids these days have it so easy with their 10 plays, don't they? And their YouTubes. <laughs> are you are you one of these guys who used to, like, pause during the adverts yes. as well? And then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was very anal about that. I was so anal. And then all of yeah. a sudden, you'd be just, I don't know, you wouldn't be on your phone back then because you didn't have smartphones. You'd, I don't know, you'd be... Didn't have a phone. You'd be playing your Game Boy or something. I don't know, in an ad. And then all of a sudden, yeah. it's come back on and you're just so blasé about it. And then 36, like, shit, 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 press... Oh, no, I missed the first 30 seconds of the, the, the return of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 100% great. Funnily enough, I was in a, like a dollar store yesterday, and I the store had everything. It was crazy. It was literally the most amazing dollar store I've ever been to in my life. And I was walking past uh, one of those, and he was still selling VCRs wow. and um, audio cassettes. I was thinking, well, this is just... 
I don't know where you would even buy a VCR player or a cassette player these days. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy how far we've come. Just in so quick a time as well, like, Survivor has been on for, like, for you and I, we're both in our early 30s, like, it's been on over, like, two-thirds of our life, which is which is really crazy. So crazy. I mean, yeah, 20 years this year is just... It's insane. I remember Borneo. I remember it vividly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Which, I mean, I guess kind of leading into sort of the the state of... We're obviously mainly talking US Survivor here, um, you know, into our 40th season. But what's... Since Survivor Oz days and kind of, you know, five years have passed, 10 seasons, kind of... What's your what's your view right now on where Survivor is the last few seasons? And, I mean, how much longer do you think we're going to be here uh, watching Survivor? I don't see us not watching Survivor anytime soon. Like, I, I feel like we still got at least another 10 seasons with Jeff. Um, it's, it's funny, I was on Instagram or Twitter today and someone posted something funny about, like, geez, Jeff looks old on the, um, the CBS updated, like, website. It's like, yeah, he's just, he's just getting older. Like, that's just what happens with age when someone's been on television for literally 10, 20 years. But I, the last 10 years have been really fascinating, this whole Fiji era that we're kind of in. Like, I know people really like to define eras, and it's so hard to do it in the present, but I do think we'll look back and think, okay, this Fijian era that we are currently living through, which seems to be extending further and further, where we've had, you know, changes in the game. We've introduced the fire-making twist. We've had um, Edge of Extinction and different, like, game modifications. And they're, they're doing some kind of coin thing in this next season as well, but I'm not really over it, to be honest. But, like, it's it's a really different era we're currently living in, where there aren't... The theme is no longer the country. The theme is whatever they want to come up with on this magic whiteboard that Jeff has on some office. Yeah, it's this coin thing is something about, what, like they can buy an idol or they can buy a clue or I think there's even they can buy like a family visit or something, um, which look, again, like a lot of these things on paper kind of sounds interesting, but when you see it in practice, it generally is pretty shit, uh, let's be honest. There's been a very limited amount of really good ones in the last 10 seasons in particular um so i i'm intrigued to see how it works out i think kind of you know edge of extinction being here for uh, all winners kind of sucks but i'm just so excited for this season purely on the fact that this has always been my dream season so um i think i'm riding this wave of hype for it and i mean again it can't be any worse than last season although having said that we said that during season 38 when that ended didn't we uh, there can't be worse season 39 can't be worse and well <laughs> yeah so I, two things. So, like, it's really interesting you talk there about because um, I have no idea. I to be very genuine. After a show in Survivor, which finished about Septemberish, I've taken like a Survivor sabbatical. I just watched Thirty Nine about a week ago in a big binge, which was it, it's different to watch a season on a binge. I know you did that somewhat recently as well after you had your Survivor break, and it's it's a different kind of experience watching it. But I I do want you joke there about the coins. Like, does that mean that Amber can buy a family visit and Rob gets it as well? Like, that's that's a really like. <laughs> Strange thing. I'm gonna buy our children a trip. Okay, honey. <laughs> I was um, joking to someone recently. Like, if you ever want to make a bet on a child to play Survivor, like the eldest child of Robin Amber, there is 100% guarantee that that oh, child hands is going to play Survivor. We're going to have the Mariano versus Cole Peppers for season 70. I, I'm calling it now. <laughs> it's 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 definitely happening. But um, yeah, it's it's so fascinating. Like this current era that we're in, Survivor. It's 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 incredibly different, I guess, to what 
Survivor used to be, but I guess it's the evolution of the game that we're currently going through. I do think the past season was very fascinating, where we had um, the winner of that season, Tommy, where he didn't have any advantages um, in the game, and he was like the first person since I can't even remember which which I think season it was. Natalie White, I think, from memory. I, Okay, which is amazing. So season nineteen that we've had someone who's not had any advantages win this game, which is which is crazy because traditionally in Survivor, when we were growing up watching Survivor, there were no real advantages uh, to suit. So I was kind of I know people were pretty down on thirty nine, but I actually like the old school feel to it in that way that we had a winner who just won on social game. He just won by playing the best social game. Yeah, it's it was a very unique take when I saw that stat for sure. Um, but I just sadly to me uh, and. I just think Tommy will just get lost in everything. and But I think also Tommy won the worst season because he's won the season before all winners. And, yeah. I, I mean, look, I'm going to say he probably was never considered because what would they do with that situation? They they can't exactly tap Tommy on the shoulder and go, hey, mate, do you want to come play next season? Oh, yeah, great. What's the season? Oh, nothing. And then, like, he gets out there and he realizes he's surrounded by, hang on a minute, they won, they won, they won. Oh, my God, I'm going to win. Like, it's kind of he would have known then that he won. So... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel bad for him. Like it's, it's like I, I weirdly feel bad for Chris on Edge of Extinction because it's not his fault that he only won after playing what fourteen days. He, he did what he did with the twist at hand. Um, so it's, it's not his fault. But unfortunately, by default, he probably goes down as the worst winner based on the circumstances in which he won. So I feel sorry for the last two winners, definitely. Yeah, I actually think who was Chris when you mentioned his name, man. And I feel bad for him because the way that Chris won his season was actually very uh, interesting because he did take risk uh, in his own position, I guess, winning that fire challenge as well. So he did make moves. He made pretty bold moves, but I get the argument that he was voted out. And that's where we're at with Survivor. And I guess Australian Survivor uh, takes that to the next level where people are literally voted out and then brought back into the game. Hmm. And there's so many twists. And I know, uh, like... I don't know where you sit on the Australian Survivor, Ben. Like, you're, you're like, you're a Survivor traditionalist. I think one of the preeminent Survivor traditionalists in the whole community. And then to watch the Australian Survivor come up with these different game-saving twists that we've seen quite regularly. Like, where do you, how, what do you feel about Australian Survivor? Ooh, you've asking me a very loaded question. Um, I, I agree. That's why I'm here to twist the knife. No, look, I, I, yeah, I'm not huge on it. Um, I, I am a traditionalist. I'm becoming more and more a traditionalist day after day. But look, as I, I wrote an article not long ago, basically saying the problem with Australian Survivor. And I think kind of it's, I, I did that because I think a lot of people just have these rose colored glasses on and they're just so positive about Australian Survivor. And no one, no one talks about the flaws of Australian Survivor. And I think that there are a lot. Um, I hate twists when it comes to saving people. I hate non-elimination episodes. It's way too long. We don't need 24 episodes. We don't need hour and a half episodes. We don't need three a week. That's big issues for me, particularly when they still struggle to tell a strong overall story of the winner and form a, a strong narrative of why a player wins. You know, US Survivor, I get it, has been around for 39 seasons. They've got it down pat. But even by Amazon, they were still doing it very, very well, I feel. Whereas now we're at, um, I'm saying season six, of course, because I obviously count the first two, but different kettle yeah. of fish. So let's compare it to Marquesas with four. I still think they were doing it well. But look, I, I think there are issues with it. It's still fine. Like, I, I don't hate it. 
I just think it's not as great as everybody says. I don't agree with people when they say it's better than American Survivor. No way do I think it is better than American Survivor. I think Australian Survivor has too much emphasis on the characters and overselling people that have no grand scheme of the game and they're just there for entertainment and there's no reason for them to oversell a, a, a David or a, or a Henry or someone like that that just actually aren't that good when you actually see what they're doing. Um, so, look, again, loaded question, Ryan. I can sit here for an hour. And, and that, look, I know, honestly, though, like, that would be a really good episode to do with someone like you because I yeah. think you're in a better position to talk about some of these things because you've covered it a lot closely than I have in the last four years. And I, this is not me sucking kneecaps. This is a legitimate um, opinion. Yeah. So. Let's book that in some point, whether it be on your show or my show or sort of do a cross collaboration. I think that would be a fascinating uh, episode yeah. to do. Happy to, happy to. And yeah, you're right. So I, you talk about rose colored glasses. I probably am guilty of having worn those originally of a showing survivor. Definitely. And I am still a very big advocate of what they have done. It's different to US survivor. I think that's where I've probably grown as a as a viewer of Survivor, I see US Survivor and Australian Survivor as, as two different shows. They share the same Survivor name, they share similar concepts, but they are quite different in the way they're presented. You're right, Australian Survivor is hugely based on that character development and not necessarily about the strategic acumen of players, where US Survivor maybe has been a little bit guilty recently of being maybe too focused on the strategy and too focused on the gameplay. So it's a really... Yeah, it's a tricky situation um, to know, like, even when you evaluate players, like, I know you are notorious for spending 30 hours ranking every single player. Like, it's it's so hard when you think about Australian Survivor and you try and rank players because, you know, you did try and do that as well with Cable at one point about a year or so ago. I don't it's even really count that. To, <laughs> like, it's, it's, really, it's really hard. It is. It's really hard because you don't, cause you don't know, like, you're basing it based on... The, the character development sometimes and, like, the emotional pull. Like, Australian Survivor, the score, like, rises and you're meant to feel, like, this strong emotive, like, feelings for these players and they really try and suck you in um, to, like, loving or hating the characters. You're not really basing your judgment based on, oh, so-and-so made such a good move. No, it's like, no, Tarzan's a great bloke because he just chose ward over some other, like, reward um, and was, like, doing the best for his tribe. And they really try and sell that, like, hero and villain narrative. Even this season with, like, the the priests and coverage, they've had, like, Nick and Harry and AK, like, walking through um, the grass, like, they're snakes. They're really, like, leading into, like, these people are villainous. So... It's maybe something where US Survivor does it organically. People are either liked or hated. Australian Survivor really tries to say, no, this person's a hero, this person's a villain. Which, look, again, I think that I've got an issue with how that's promoted. <laughs> I, I look, And again, I think it's a good point you make, and a lot of people have pointed that out to me, that, look, Ben, US Survivor and Australian Survivor are different shows. And, look, I see it. But at the same time, I also see it as the same show because... I think it is a format of a franchise that at its essence is the same show. It's no different to if you're watching The Amazing Race Australia and Amazing Race US or Amazing Race Canada. Like at the end of the day, it's The Amazing Race. It's got the same basic principle of the game. It's exactly the same with a few different production quirks to suit that market. And I absolutely understand yep. why Australian Survivor is longer, why they promote it the way they do it, because that's Australian television. That's what Australian TV is. I understand that. But as a Survivor fan who I guess loves this show based on the American version and everything like that. I've That's what I'm comparing it to. 
And to me, I think that I watch it through those glasses, not the Australian TV glasses, and I'm going to be more negative on a lot of these aspects that so many people love. And that's not to take away from fans who love it because good for them it's it's found this new audience it's it's gotten quite successful in australia which i think is fantastic that a local version of survivor can finally hold its own two feet it's winning awards it's getting great response out there a lot of overseas people are loving it it's great um and i think also a lot of that falls into the trap with me that obviously i've started a side podcast uh download australian survivor archives it's great um and like i'm obviously going over the history of that and reliving those days and trying to sell that so so much yeah it's 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 a lovely topic to talk about lovely is my word of the day ryan so uh, yeah, lovely is your word of the day lovely it's it, yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a really good topic and we can dig into it at some point later which is which is fine. I will give you something, though, because I used to say, like, fuck off them, Waterworth, just generally, but then also about... You still say um, it. You still about... say it, though. <laughs> fuck off, Ben Waterworth. No, I'm not doing this podcast. I'll give you money. Okay, I'll do your podcast, Ben. Make it quick. I won't tell you how much Ben paid me to be here. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really funny. Like, you talk about <clears throat> season six coming, and I used to be like, fuck off. Like, it is it is what it is. Like, Australian Survivors, this rebirth, a rematch in Channel 10. This is season one, season two, season three, season four. Season five, but I actually do like ever since we've had champions versus contenders, and I rewatched about half of um, Celebrity Australian Survivor. I'm like, well, how can you discount the celebrity version of Australian Survivor when we've literally had a tribe of celebrities twice? So it's it's just what Australian Survivor has become and what it is. So I I will admit, um, apart from saying fuck off Ben Waterworth and <laughs> great that I can swear on your podcast I remember that from Survivor Rise days um, don't you swear on your show too much. Oh, I moderate I sometimes get complaints from people like you've got kids listening I know you've got kids listening I'm sorry um, uh, so hello to those people with kids and <laughs> but yeah it's it's really quite funny like I, I especially the last like year I've definitely been thinking about it. it's like yeah no I get it it's really important that we do recognise the history of Australian Survivor and I like love I this is maybe something about how like you and I have reconnected a little bit is because you started ASA, which is a really fun project. It's something that I definitely had thought about in some degree, but just have no motivation. So I'm pleased that you and Matt Dyson are doing it. And um, like listening back to some of the stuff that you guys are doing and some of the interviews you've done, it's like, it is really great to recognize the history of this show. Like this, this was a show. I remember watching Australian Survivor originally uh, being a South Australian is effectively like in my backyard to to watch this show. Yeah, it has its flaws, but it's really it's still part of the the history and the fabric of what our show is today. And same with the celebrity version of Australian Survivor. It's there are some really fantastic moments in that season as you'll get to at some point. And I think it's really important that we do like we don't forget that. And it, it is disappointing we have this like all star season coming. And we don't have anyone from those those first two two seasons. I, I know I think you posted something like that, like Imogen Bailey had posted from like behind the scenes stuff recently. Like it, that's really cool. Like that's stuff that we just don't see anymore. Mm. Well, a couple of them have. Uh, like Imogen did that. Um, Amber had posted. Uh, she does sort of um, weekly columns for some of the News Corp papers, and she had done a, a column not long ago. I think during the last Australian Survivor, where she just relived the fact that hey, remember I was on Survivor at one point. Let's let's talk about this. Um, and yeah. I know we've sort of found a lot through, particularly the season one guys 
realized that um, a lot of them are sharing a lot of stuff with us. Like we've become really good friends with Lincoln and he's shared a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, Stephen Peters, a pro- um, producer, he's sent a lot of stuff to us as well. And we've had a lot of fans. We've, we've had a great conversation. There's one fan and I'm really sorry that I've forgotten his name right now. If you're listening, <laughs> I do know who you are. I just, I'm terrible with names. I don't even know mine half the time, but um, he is just a huge fan he like he bought all these items uh from season one like he's got torch of one of the players he's got you know like craig's shirt that was signed at the time in an auction afterwards and just all these things and he's you know we're finding these fans who still love survivor they love australian survivor but they're they're glad that someone's out there acknowledging the history so all i'll say about that is listen to australian survivor archives and hashtag bring back katie gold yeah, I saw your Katie Gold <clears throat> post the other day. So, yeah, it's it's cool that we can kind of, like, recognise um, what the show is and where it's going. But, yeah, it is, like, I'm I'm still excited about having an Australian Survivor All-Stars. So, yeah, it's too early and they're not All-Stars, clearly. But, um, yeah, it's still it's still cool. I just I love the show is having such good success. We've got two seasons this year as well, which is kind mm. of crazy to think. Um, <clears throat> when literally, yeah, we, we used to have... US Survivor on 9 Go at like 11 o'clock at night. So it's great that people are actually loving the show Survivor. And if that's, if that's in this form, like I'm okay with that for now. For sure, for sure. Look, I've given you about 10 minutes longer than everyone else, but it's good. We hate each other. We're allowed to do this. Um, just quickly before I let you go. Um, of course. How's, how's life? How's things? Uh, are you still doing Brink of Reality? Like, am, am I meant to ask you this on air? Was I meant to ask you this on Great air? How does, how does it, what's going on with Brink Great of Reality? Question. Tag your show. <laughs> Hi, Brink of Reality is on hiatus at the moment. It's, is it coming back? I, what are, what date are we, Ben? We're in mid January <laughs> right now. Um, my, uh, look, I will never say that I won't do it because I know in myself that I will be too, I will want to be part of the conversation, so I will probably come back and do some Australian Survivor content this year. Maybe not to the extent I've done in the past, but I'll definitely do some content. I've had um, like a couple of players reach out and ask to do Exopress with them um, already, uh, like some long form. So I'll I'll probably try and do that as well. But yeah, I I still love Survivor. I've definitely had a break um, from talking about it, as I talked about very like openly on my own podcast. I'm very open about stuff, as I know you are as well. Like sometimes you just need to have a mental break from Survivor and podcasting because it's it's so consuming at times. And I know you know this uh, as well as I do. Is that as much as like the love can be really fantastic, like you can read 10 positive things and it's like you read one negative thing and you think about that for a whole day. And then sometimes, um, yeah, you just need to like actually step out of the bubble for a little bit and be like, okay, so I was like a great TV show, but it doesn't have to be your whole reality. And, and definitely Survivor at one point became too consuming for me. So it was nice to take a little step back, have a little, uh, deep breath out and uh, come back to Survivor like like your favourite Zenhan on top of the hill um, Ben and just have a have a have a stretch and see how we go for this year but yeah I'm excited I'll probably come back and podcast people like if you're listening to this podcast you probably um, know my podcast is Brick Reality you can find that um, me at Ryan P. Brink you can chat to me on Survivor on Twitter about Survivor I guess but I've, I've not really been talking about Survivor too much lately I've been posting about my dog um, mainly I've discovered Ben um, now that I'm single and I'm dating girls love dogs I don't know if this is a thing that you know <laughs> but women love dogs so if you're a single woman and you like a dog and you're in Adelaide hit me up <laughs> 
That's Ryan V. Brink, uh, people listening out there. I don't know how our single Adelaide female audience uh, rates, but hey, look, you know. Uh, there could be one. There could be one right there, just just waiting. Um, it's funny. Uh, I actually, I did post, um, like I, you know, I'll just go down that rubber hole. I was like on Bumble and a girl reached out. And she was like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, that's really weird. Like that's a weird thing to kind of like know that, you are, like meeting somebody who like already kind of knows who you are, and I know you probably had similar like interactions with people who know who you are. Ben, you like have no idea who they are. I yeah, I, I do remember once being in Melbourne, and I think it was Tinder or one of the apps, and um, they they're on their profile. They like you know you know people list random things like I know more about chicken than you do or something like that. And literally one girl who I matched with was like, I will kick your ass in Survivor trivia. And I'm like, well, okay then. <laughs> and we got talking and the podcast situation came up. And I'm like, oh, so what sort of podcast do you listen to? And she was like, oh, you know, just the usual Rob has a podcast, Survivor Oz. And I'm going like, oh, you listen to Survivor Oz, do you? Um, and I remember when Mallory and I started dating and, she, you know, becomes Facebook official. Um and she oh, had no, one Facebook of, official. Ooh. Yeah, the, the big step, Facebook official. Yeah. One of her <laughs> friends commented... And was like, I'm a little bit starstruck right now that you're dating the guy from Survivor Oz. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> wow, there's my uh, listener. Funny. There they are. <laughs> um, there's, so. there's that one listener from wherever yeah. in America. That's, there's Chris Dixon. Yeah. He lives in Canada. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hello, Chris. It's a joke. Um, shout, out, shout out to Chris Dixon. Uh, now, finally, uh, I've been doing this to everyone on this episode. No exception for you. Uh, Winners at War is about to start. This is why we're celebrating Survivor and lead up to it. Yep. Quick fire question. I'm not even going to give you an opportunity to say why, but you can probably slip in one or two anyway. I don't know. Who's winning? Winners at war. You're going to hate this. Um, ben Dreambergen is winning Winners at War. He's the most underrated, underrated player. And by that, people don't think he's underrated, but because they don't think he's underrated, he's underrated. So he's the most underrated, underrated player. Wow. Interesting. Okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. Fascinating answer. Ryan, hey. it's a pleasure, mate. It's good to do this. I'm glad we don't hate each other as much as we used to. Just only a mild bit of hate. Oh, no, I, I still hate, I still hate you. Oh, it's oh right. awkward. Let's not pretend. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I was sucking up then. Yeah. Get fucked. Get off my show. Um, go fucking host your own show, you traitor. Uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> and we, uh, yeah, we'll, we will do that episode. I think that will be a lot of fun. That will be something that uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear us talk about. Sounds good, Ben. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, the first time on the Oz Network, which is fun, because and congratulations on the Oz Network, because I know back in the day when we were doing Survivor Oz, you did raise the idea of doing the Oz Network. I know Noah watched it quite a lot, but it's really cool that you've been doing it. And um, I have listened to some of the Lost podcasts, I love Lost, um, and I know you've done like a lot of different stuff out there, but it's cool to... It's, it's genuinely cool to like see that you're back at finding your passion because I think that's the thing with like podcasting generally <clears throat> it is people who podcast would know this it is so consuming sometimes you need a break but it is very addictive and uh, before we started this call Ben was talking to me about how like he was up to 2am last night podcasting I'm like yeah I remember those days and uh, <laughs> as much as like it can become a grind you're like oh why am I doing this there are also those moments where it's like yeah I know why I do this because I actually really enjoy not only getting to talk to friends regularly about stuff that I like, but it's just like a sense of community that is established from doing this stuff. And I know that there are a lot of people within the survivor community that loved so many interviews that you did over the years. Like I know I definitely loved a lot of those interviews that um, you did over the years. And it's really cool to be able to, you know, reconnect 
move forward and, yeah, hopefully we can have some fun talking about Australian Survivor or US Survivor or whatever in the future. And, uh, yeah, you got my number, so we'll chat again. I love the fact that you can suck up as good as I used to back in the day. You've, you've learned well, learned, young Padawan. I learned from the best. <laughs> from the best. See you there, Reddit. Comments uh, <laughs> coming now. That'll be fun. Snug. That's all I want to say right now. Noah Groves <laughs> is here. Hello, Noah. Have we got enough rocks? <laughs> Didn't somebody say that on Survivor? I don't know. Did they? Weren't you obsessed with that one person? Who... It sounds somewhat familiar. Yeah, we can sing right now. I want rocks, rocks. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Oz Network. Uh, we haven't done anything on Lost in about eight years. Um, you were absent from our Star Wars coverage. The only time you're available is to come on a Survivor Oz reunion episode because. You are one of the OGs, and you need to be here. It's in your but contract. Much like uh, many of the winners of the the next <laughs> season, I had a, uh, a a nominal fee that required me to be here. Today. Yes, you got two million dollars if you won the Oslet reunion. <laughs> so, so um, just that's what yeah, we saved up all our money for. for. A I know, like it's uh, made a big in New Zealand. What can I say? Um, yeah. Two thousand. Two million New Zealand dollars, so it was really like five dollars. Yeah, it's five dollars Australian, essentially. So, <laughs> I'm a millionaire in New Zealand, but uh, nowhere else. You joke, but I'm a millionaire where I live. Yeah. I saw one of your notes. Wasn't it like ten thousand or something like that? Yeah, I'm rolling in it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> loaded in Korean money. Um, but it's a pleasure to have you here on this very special episode because I think that we had to have some of the original gang, the original crew, uh, sitting through all the original Oz caps and other episodes and all the fun old good times when we said bad things that nobody called us racists. And, you know, if they probably listened to those episodes, we probably said a lot of worse things than we did in that one episode. But anyway, um, Talk to me about your memories of Survivor Oz, Noah. I'm sure you've blacked it out from your memory, but hey, dig up the past because why not? Uh, every memory? Yeah, sure. Every memory. Go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny when you mention, oh, come on and do something about Survivor Oz. I'm like, who? <laughs> it's been so, like, I've not blacked it out on purpose, but it's just been... Uh, I mean, I still watch the show. Maybe we'll get into more of that, but it's definitely much less of a part of my life. I still watch it weekly that when the new episodes come out, but just I don't really get involved in the, I guess, online survival world, the podcasting. And, like, I mean, when we we started, we weren't the OGs, but, like, now it's much like everything in the world. There's just oversaturation. There's survivor podcasts everywhere, which I guess is a good thing, uh, more content. But when we started, it was like you had Rob as a podcast. That was like the main big daddy. You had the historians. They were doing like the old seasons and then survivor Oz, you know, we were doing the interviews was the main kind of thing. You had the purple rock guys. So it really was like the beginning of that because, when did it start? 2011, 2011. 12 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, before that, and I was thinking when you said to come on, I was thinking that social media has just changed Survivor so much because when you were doing those interviews and we were doing the recaps and that, it was such like a throwback. It was like, oh, my God, he's got this person from this. Now you can talk to a freaking Gretchen Cordy on Twitter. <laughs> like, it's, it's changed so much uh, over since when Survivor Oz started and... I've not really kept up 
with it in the past maybe three or four years because of just life, really. Not necessarily a lack of interest, but, um, yeah, so it was really the that beginning of those early days of podcasting. It felt so fresh and so new and, I mean, yeah, I've met a, a bunch of people from from doing that. I mean, what were we on James Bond or Lost or something we were talking about uh, when we first talked? That was like years ago. Like I was barely who a teenager first, at that Who message first? <laughs> 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 uh, and you know, now I'm I'm looking at. I mean, I'm still young, but I'm I'm looking down the barrel of my twenties. It's just oh, it's crazy how fast time Grandpa. goes. <laughs> uh so yeah but like i had such a ball doing i don't think it's something i could do now but during those years when i had more free time and just when i, I was really into survivors that was just everything i had such a ball as like some of those podcasts we did and interviews and of course the rankings oh. one that kind of became the <laughs> That became the thing for a little while, but just so many uh, fond memories over the time. It's it's it is crazy actually, and I I think it's it's interesting how we developed. I think um, you know you and I and and Lancey and Ethan and and Jared Elliott and and Troy like sort of the original group because I despite a challenge despite a challenge like I've said it a lot I think on many episodes in the past, but I, I never imagine that I would have people coming on board and helping me with something that I thought was just going to be a, you know, a, a weekly interview segment on my radio show at the time. And kind of all of a sudden I've got people wanting to help out and do this and do that. It was, it was crazy. And yeah, I remember, I mean, I don't remember messaging you first. We've established that it was me, you know, hand shot first. <laughs> it, it was me, McClunky. Um, but I, I, I remember being very excited that there was a, a Tasmanian uh, who was into this and you live down the road in Snug. So that's that was very exciting. But That was crazy. It's just those innocent Survivor Oz days when we were doing our Oz caps and spider challenges. And I felt so bad for Lancey in hindsight now when we were just pigs talking about Ashley Ashby's boobs and... You know, yeah. Ethan talking about how men were better at Survivor than women. <laughs> just like, just wow. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, and then we eventually developed, I think the last OzCat we did, I think we did a co-wrong one, maybe. Went for nearly four hours, I think. So, you know, just <laughs> from one end to the other. And I, I think we went through about 20 or 30 Ozlets. But, I mean, you, you, you call five. Not to take away from everyone else who's come and gone since. Like, you hold the most special part of my heart you five so yeah it's crazy and you're still putting up with me all these years later well (laughs) i paid you Uh, extra to say yes to that question no oh sorry the two million (laughs) two million kiwi uh buckaroos uh sheeparoos yeah i mean it I mean, so many great people came on board and contributed in many ways after. But, yeah, that original wave of the first five and, you know, maybe there was less commitment at that time. And it was just – I didn't know anyone. Obviously, now there's Australian Survivor and everyone likes Survivor. It's become almost cool again, maybe not quite. But but at that time when I discovered the show, I just knew nobody. And I can't even quite remember how I found Survivor Rolls, but 
oh, cool, it's Australian, and then somehow finding, oh, my God, am I reading this right? It's Tasmanian? Like, what? <laughs> like, I thought, I, I'm not exaggerating here. I thought I was literally the only Survivor fan in Tasmania. I'm sure there's a bunch, but Three. at that point, like, so sh- it wasn't really, I don't think that was Survivor Reddit, and uh, Sucks was still going, but it wasn't really a, a thing. So it was hard to really tell if there was any people out there, because it wasn't really on TV much here. And it was like, I thought I was the only one who liked this show and then discovering it. And then I never actually thought it'd be involved because I just enjoyed listening to the, the interviews. Uh, but yeah, with that original five, five very different personalities, which I think made it, made it quite fun. But just having, we had like a Facebook chat and it was just almost 24 hours just talking survivor and, at that point, as a teenager who was really getting into the show, I was living for every moment of that. It's crazy like, to think... Having people who get in-jokes yeah. that your real friends would never get. But it's crazy, like, on your point before, when you said, kind of, five years, life gets in the way, and, I mean, it's the same, I think, for most of us on this episode, you know, it's kind of, five years is a long time when you think about it, but at the same time, it doesn't feel that long, but... I, I struggle to fathom how we had time to sit down for 34 fucking hours ranking <laughs> cast members. Like, what what was our life in 2015 or whenever that was that we could do that? I, I was actually thinking about that the other week. I'm like, how did, when did I have the, <laughs> the time for the, like, now I feel like I've barely got time to walk. Like... When did I have time to actually sit down and how did I agree to it? Yes. Oh, and actually, it's quite amazing to think that all five of us sat through all of it. Like, I, you think about it now. Yeah, there was no one missed. No, I mean, different Kate time up, zones. But, like, but, even, but even, I mean, Rossi, like, a lot of people I don't I realise, no, I think we've talked about it, but Rossi sat through a lot of that too, kind of being like almost like a, you know, a tallyer. Like, he kind of kept track with things because a few of us missed things along the way. But, um... It's insane, and again, we've always talked about that. That that probably is our most listened to project ever, even outside of interviews. Like that is the one thing that people to this day will talk to me about. I will still get people messages. Still, I still it. see people talk about that, but I still get messages. I, I, don't I look will get up a t- Survivor a lot online. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's crazy. Like you know, it's just it is really crazy. And I, I don't know if you've ever gone back and listened to it. I did maybe about two years ago, and. It is weirdly addicting. Like, it really actually is. I sat through all of it, but, like, I remember re-listening it to going, I need to keep listening to this. I can't remember what I put at number 312. Um, Yeah, that kind of... We never imagined that would become the thing, and that probably our last great thing, really. It was towards the end of it, and... I don't know how we had time to do it, but that was such a fun project. Something I wouldn't be able to do now, not even time-based. No. I just don't think I would even be knowledgeable enough to do it, if I'm being completely honest. Mm. Um, but, yeah, something I'm so glad we did go through with, but ambitious, for sure. We're, I mean, we're doing our Seasons 1 in a couple of weeks, and it's just going to be myself, Nick, and Colin. And, uh, you know, uh, it's all good intentions that we think we're going to do it in a couple of hours. But even when Paul and I went back and did, I think, Seasons 30 to 34 to update our list, that still took us about five hours over two sessions. Um, <laughs> and, you know, tempted to do it again, because I think we did say, hey, we'll do it every five seasons, so we really should be doing it between 35 and 39. But, like, as you just said, 
I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm not into this as much as I am. And plus, you know, seasons 36, 39. Plus Ghost all, Island. Yeah. They all blend into <laughs> How me. How could you even name who was on that season? Between 36 and 39, they're, they're all the same to me. Like every single person. So I could not differentiate anyone between them. But, uh, I mean, speaking of just, we're on this topic. Just, you mentioned before that you still watch it weekly. But, uh, I mean, two part question that I'm putting to every single body, every single person in this episode. Your thoughts on kind of the last few years of Survivor and and how long do you think we're going to be around Survivor itself? That's not we. Well, I'm not part of the actual franchise, but the show itself. How long do you think Survivor is going to be going around for? Uh, I was uh, I was uh, thinking a bit about this the other day as well. Like, um. Honestly, you mentioning, uh, come on, do the Survivor. You didn't tell me anything about it. You just said, come and talk about Survivor. But it's really gotten me thinking about Survivors. So much so that I'm actually rewatching my first season that I've ever rewatched since 2016 was the last time I rewatched a season. Wow. Uh, you can guess which one it is. It's Gabon, want. isn't it? No, it's not, but I, I kind of want to watch that one, though. Australia, Borneo. <laughs> <laughs> no, good guess. Oh, wow. Uh, I love how like, you can guess which one it is. And I'm like, not a, am I even close? <laughs> uh, it's Heroes versus Villains. Right, but, okay. That was my eighth um, guess. Which which actually, lead, it does lead in a bit to your, your question. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the show will be around forever. Um and it's funny because I remember having conversations when Survivor All started, first started and we were in that really dark hole of like 21, 22, 23, 24, where people were actually saying, oh, we're lucky if we make it to 30. Uh, but the tone has definitely changed and this kind of links with part one of your question, but Survivor is such a well-oiled machine that now they just feels like they're just cranking it out and um, – not necessarily that that's not necessarily a good thing, but they're on such a roll of just bang, 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 bang. And um, obviously probes is almost 60 and it is starting to show a little bit now. Um, so I don't think he will necessarily be around, but the show, how can a show 20 years be 20 years in still be this popular and this active? Um, so I don't know if it will be around forever in its current kind of, form maybe when probes leaves it'll end and then three years later they'll reboot it but i don't see there's not even any whisper in sight of it ending anytime soon and the tone has changed so much that this deep in and even probes like i think after the failure of the jeff probes show i think he realized he's the survivor guy so like probably still got a fair i mean Who's the Jeopardy guy that's unfortunately got cancer Alex now? Alex Trebek. Yeah, like, he's he's old. Like, he's still going. There's no reason why, just because Probes is a bit older, he has to stop. Um, obviously, different shows. But, yeah, I think, personally, just to answer the second part of your question, that uh, it, it, Survivor is just around for the, the foreseeable future. And it, it's kind of funny because Survivor used to be a bit like the Olympics where it was two times a year and it was such an event series. Like you had the the first season of the year and then you had to wait like four months. It was excruciating. And then you had the next season and then you had to wait again. 
and it was like these big events. But now I think Survivor, Survivor is more like a sport. Like last year, there were, between the two American ones, the Australian one and the South African one, I don't think there was a single week without a new Survivor episode of some form throughout the whole year from like February to December every week. And this year you've got two Australian ones, you've got two American ones, you've got another South African one. It, it used to be like an event, and now it just blows my mind that in 2020 there's more Survivor than there's ever been. Mm. It's crazy to think that because, I mean, that's the thing alongside the 40th season. We're celebrating 20 years, which, I mean, it's huge. It's It's not something that you know happens a lot in television really anymore so it's um it's it's a it's a big deal and i think it's it's great that there are certainly things coming along and celebrating the show uh i mean look we celebrated third watch last year 20th anniversary but of course that show only lasted five seasons it hadn't been on air for 15 years (laughs) whereas you know here we are looking at survivor and it's still going and it's it's as you kind of yeah said it's not really slowing down so um yeah it's it's definitely exciting but um Yourself, Noah, uh, we're liking to get a bit of an update from our uh, Auslets and everything. I, I feel like it's a bit different with someone like yourself because you're obviously still part of the Oz Network. You, you're uh, one of our favourite um, hosts on the show, so we're obviously covering Lost. It's coming back, folks. Don't worry. Um, but, look, some people may only be tuning into this because they see the word Survivor and they want to listen to it. Oh, I might hear from Troy or something like that. Oh, Noah's here as well. <laughs> uh, what, what are you up to? Tell us about life in, in Korea. Well... Uh, for one thing, a very recent development, which, uh, if anyone's listened to me on this podcast or knows me in real life, knows this is a very ridiculous thing that's happened, but I'm blonde now, <laughs> um, which is just... What brought about this decision, Noah? Uh, uh, wine? Because? <laughs> that's not... Wine. A wine. Oh, God, right. I thought you just said why. A uh, wine. Okay, fair enough. Yep, that, that's a good excuse for most things. Uh, yeah, so that's a very recent interesting development. Um, never thought that would happen. Uh, yeah, currently I'm one month away from having lived in South Korea for two years, uh, and I'm looking down one more year living here, so I'll be here till... 20, beginning of 2021, uh, it's kind of become very normal now. A little snug boy is <laughs> in the big city in Korea, and it's just my life at the moment. It started as a bit of a kind of uh, holiday working kind of thing, and now it's been my life for two years and three years, so that's just what I'm doing now. But, uh, yeah, I'm living, living out in Korea, and it's all going very well, and before that, I lived in Europe for a year, so I've barely been in Snug over the past three or four years. Partly that, that partly adds to why I haven't kept up with Survivor as much. Um, yeah, doing many things that I never thought I would be doing. So, it's a long way from getting that message from you sitting in my bedroom in Snug. That's for sure. I, I was in the car with you when you got the uh, job offer from Korea, I believe, from memory. So. Um... Oh, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, you've been very well-traveled, I think, in the five or so years since we've really had Survivor Oz going. Um, You know, as you said, Europe and Korea and just everywhere you, you really are we joke on 007 download now via uh, your good podcast server that you are basically james <laughs> bond now like you are traveling the world and um you know killing people and 
stuff. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah, I've done I've done so many things I never thought I'd do, um, and living a very fulfilling life. But I am just thinking now. I've I've been to over thirty countries in the wow. past few years. I don't think I've been to a survivor country now that I'm You've been to Malaysia. Thinking about it. Oh yeah, okay. I guess that counts. Have you been to Thailand? You've been to Thailand. Um, no, that's one that I, I've been to Vietnam and stuff like that. But I've missed Thailand. I will be going there uh, yeah. next year. But interesting. Yeah, I mean, I interesting. the only ones I've been to are Thailand and Malaysia. Um, oh, I've been to Fiji or well, the airport. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've stepped foot on Fijian yeah, land. That's the home of survival. Yeah. So you know, I've I've been there and. One of my friends just got back from Samoa where the hotel they stayed on was right next door to the Survivor Beach. Does that count? Um, so, uh, Australian Survivor in Samoa or Fiji? Uh, Samoan. Oh, no, they've gone to Fiji now, haven't they? Started in Samoa. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've been to Queensland. I've been to... South- Whalers. Have you been to Whalers? Wait. I've been to Adelaide. It's down the road. <laughs> in all seriousness, like, actually, in all seriousness, outside of um, this Australian Survivor Archives, I'm going to try and mention it in every other episode. Um, we, If I was in Australia still, or I wasn't in the midst of planning on living on the other side of the world in about eight months, uh, I would be planning a trip with Cable and Matt to go to Whalers Way, without question. Like, we want to do it. Um, so I think Matt and Cable are going to do it without me eventually because I know Cable obviously went up to where they filmed Season 2 of Australia of US Survivor. But, um, look, I, I'm all down for a Whalers Way trip. I'm not even joking. Let's, let's, let's go there. Whalers Way. I have a question. I've got a question for you. Did you apply for the most recent Australian Survivor? No, I didn't. I haven't applied since, um, I think I applied for the first Champions vs. Contenders. I'm pretty sure I applied for the first three Channel 10 ones. As a champ. Of course. I would have been a champion easily. Um, but <laughs> Survivor was host. Um, no, no, seriously, like, I, it was kind of, I thought about it. Like, I actually, between that Amazing Race and Big Brother, I wanted to apply for them all. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm not in a position in my life right now where really it would become at a good time. Not that I would be cast anyway, but um, my thing now is actually uh, if US Survivor sticks around long enough, uh, I should be a Canadian citizen in about five or six years. So I can then apply for US Survivor. So, you know, I would rather get on the granddaddy of them all. (laughs) Sorry, JLP, you're a good looking rooster, but I'd rather stare down a Botox face Jeff Probst and have him yell at me. Eighty-year-old Jeff. Yes. Oh, and here comes that little shit who was once racist on an episode. Uh, so I did consider, like, I've never applied, and I can't. I've got a job in Korea. I can't leave, but I, I did consider it for a brief moment. Of uh, let me just apply and see. Uh, I've never done it, but I do think if I ever was going to have a shot. Now I probably would have would have the best shot of getting on. I I would never get on, but stranger like, things have happened. I've got more of a story than when the the show first started, and could probably pitch myself better, and definitely physically in my prime. So I did think, oh well, maybe I'll just do it and see what see what comes of it. I don't think I would ever get on, but I do think if I ever had a shot. Now would be the time, but I can't do it anyway. But I did wonder, like, if they said you're on Survivor, I'm like, would I quit my job? 
If you're listening, Job, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> but if you're listening, Channel 10, yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, um, no, I I think it would be epic to have that opportunity, but um, I'm sure if you applied and they said yes, I, I... Sorry, Job, but I think you probably would be saying yes. No, I, I can't. I'd rather teach in Korea. <laughs> so... I... I mean, I agree. I'd love to be on the granddaddy one. Uh, although I've never actually had much desire to be on, although I would do it. Um, but I do have to say, I love the Australian version. Last year, if anything, of course, season 40, that's going to get me really into Survivor. Like, I can't wait for that. But last year, if anything of the past three or four years of the Survivor world, that most recent Australia, I was coming over where I can't wait to watch the next. Ep- I, I loved it. I thought. Obviously, it's got its issues, but I really enjoyed that last Australian show. I think um, it was the best of the Channel Ten ones by far. Uh, I would, I would go out and eliminate. So best. I haven't been like that. Sam Wandel, sir. It was the first Australian one that I had watched. Um, well, I since well season four, two, whatever you want to call it, um, and. Oh, season four. Come on, Ben. I I host a podcast about Australian Survivor history. Stay on your same opinion. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because I would I would uh, <clears throat> download it um, and basically the next morning come into work an hour early and and just watch it. Um, let's be honest, I didn't come into work an hour early. I came into work at the same time. I just didn't do work for an hour and watched it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to what job, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. If you're listening, Channel Ten. I did, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was kind of, I, I, I enjoyed watching it live. Um, I can't quite say the same for the US one, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you though, like season 40. I haven't been this excited for a US season since Heroes vs. Villains by far. Although, uh, actually that's a lie, Cambodia, let's be honest, we were all pretty excited for Cambodia. So, oh um, yeah, that's yeah, but um, I, I remember sitting with you in that Bond uh, thing at the Federation Concert Hall. We had um, <laughs> we had watched. I think we had seen Spectre the night before, hadn't we? And um, no, no, we hadn't. This was in May, so no, we hadn't. Anyway, we had seen the finale of Worlds Apart that day, and we were sitting in that audience. I remember saying like. I can't believe Tiber didn't get in, or I can't believe Shane didn't get in, and <laughs> we were just both, I think, yeah. so distracted because we just kept talking about it, like, oh my god, this season's going to be so cool, but <laughs> fucking Shane and fucking Tiber, <laughs> the Philharmonic Orchestra is playing in the background. Like, <laughs> Shane was robbed. Who the hell made it for Woot? Ah, yeah, that's that was exciting, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't really touch too much on my thoughts on the modern one, but. Having rewatched this Heroes vs. and I've not watched uh, rewatched a season since 2016, and I I probably I, I might here and there, but I just don't have time to be rewatching them all. So maybe some of my favourites, like, but I've really been into it, and I still like the modern show. But uh, having watched this, I realise Heroes vs. Villains and that kind of era is just perfect. It's the editing of the storyline, the characters, the challenges, you know, the humorous moments with the serious moments, uh, the survival elements, the strategy all wound up together. It's just, it seems so, in a way, like a bit more outlawish and a bit more Wild West, but it also feels so much tighter and it just, everything flows so well and 
each episode is just perfect, and not even that season, but just that kind of era of obviously there's problem like Samoa has editing problems and whatnot, but I'm really into it, and it's as someone who still enjoys the show, it has made me realize oh how much the modern one is just lacking so much, which I am so excited for season forty like it's made me start like googling survivor things every day now which i've not really been that active on just because it it is so exciting but at the same time i'm just a little bit concerned because having i almost wish i didn't watch heroes vs villains now because now i'm just a little bit concerned about new school style destroying what could be an epic season because heroes vs villains was so epic and it almost feels like they are building up this new one, but it feels like they should be going more. Like, this is 20 years. This is all of the winners. This is season 40. It should be this epic thing, and I worry it's just going to be this, as I said, well-oiled machine of just like, all right, that was that one. Next one now. Uh, so I'm so excited, but I, ha- having rewatched Heroes vs. Villains has given me some perspective of, uh, <laughs> I hope it's good. Well, we, we had the announcement that we're going to have the uh, preview sort of episode a week beforehand, which is kind of exciting. We had that, obviously, before mm-hmm. Heroes Villains. Um, long whispered about there being a 20th anniversary party, similar to what they did with the 10th anniversary party. So um, we'll see if that happens too. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is a huge deal. 20 years is, is massive. But uh, on that topic, I'm going to close this out. I'm doing this with every single Oslet. It is the question of... Who is going to win winners at war, Noah Groves? And I'm not even going to give you an opportunity to explain why. Just just tell me who's going to win. Uh, okay, I don't need to explain why, but... Uh, God, God, God. Um, uh, okay, okay. Uh, count me down from ten. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ethan. Ethan. No. I'm writing no, them down. I'm, I'm writing I don't them know. Down. What did everyone else say? Um, well, I, I don't want to say because I don't know what order I'm, I'm going to put this in. So <laughs> 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 I could tell you the ones Fair I've recorded already, but they could be afterwards. So um, yeah, okay. Fair enough. I will uh, say at the time of recording, in the order I've recorded, you are the first to say Ethan. So how does that sound? <laughs> No one's going to give a cancer survivor a million dollars and let him get to the end. But anyway, mm, well, yeah, maybe Ethan. I don't know. Just, just saying the word Ethan, the fact that he's coming back to play just excites me. So Yeah, him in that preview, that was... Because the funny thing is when Ethan was announced coming back, I was like, yeah, that is exciting. I never thought that would happen. But at the same time, as much as I love Ethan, I would trade him for other people. But then when I saw him in that preview, I'm like, oh, no, I'm just total Ethan fangirl. Like, I'm on board for the rest of this. Yeah, so that was exciting seeing Ethan, though. I'm I'm kind of a bit that way with um, realising Amber's coming back. Like, it's weird, but it's like Amber's an Australian Outback contestant. Like, it's kind of like yeah. Amber's coming back. <laughs> like, it's just I'm probably the only person in the world excited. More, I'm more excited for Amber over Boss and Rob. I'm, I'll be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. we've seen a lot of Boston Rob lately. Yes, indeed we have. <laughs> uh, Noah, fun, always a pleasure, and we will speak to you again very soon on our Lost Recaps coming sometime in 2020. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> Are you closing that off? Or am I That's my last thing. Right you, uh, good to see we've worked on this. Uh, we've only been doing this for nine years, but... Uh, <laughs> 
I didn't know if I was supposed to summarize my thought. You meant to say something like, uh, yeah. thanks, Ben, it's been great to be here. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ben. Uh, uh, it's been great to be here. I am so excited to be able to bring our next guest back to the show. He was the just the everything of the Auslets. He became his own little subsection of the Auslets. He created words that I still use to this day, opinions that I'm still surprised have never gotten us into more trouble than they did, but it was fantastic. We haven't heard from him in a very long time. It is the one, the only, Mr. Jared Flog Elliott. Jared, it's a pleasure to hear your voice again. It's good to be back. It's it's been forever. Where where have you been? Uh, look, I got uh, I got into a bit of trouble for the Shrek comment. <laughs> uh, so I've been blacklisted for basically everything. I was thrown in a hole. No food, no water. It's a dark and scary time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, uh, it couldn't be bad as Kristen's dungeon. Maybe I don't know. Um, but hey, uh, Wait, someone has a dungeon. Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently Jeez, I, I've missed a lot. I think you have. Um, but it, it is great to hear your voice again. When, do you still use the word flog constantly? Regularly, regularly, regularly. <laughs> I miss flog of the week. I miss Jared's joust or whatever it was. Um, Ben's bake or I don't know. What remember those random segment things we'd have every single week? Yeah, I had to come up with them on the spot usually. So <laughs> I don't remember too much about them. I just remember a lot of yelling, generally. <laughs> um, all, all jokes aside, though, um, I really don't think anybody did as much work as you did during our peak times. I mean, you were just so helpful. You were so incredible in, in the amount of stuff that you did behind the scenes and, and helped me out a lot, uh, and I will be forever thankful for that. And... I know you obviously um, were quite frustrated at times like, with some of what went around and who wasn't doing this and doing that. Do you, do you actually have any positive memories from those moments, though, Jared? Oh, I yelled at a lot of people. That was always positive. <laughs> some of the, uh, some of the, what do they call the, the season summary things we did? They were great fun. Yep. Like, I remember. I, I don't know what it was about. I remember Noah something to do with a duck. It's better like not. <laughs> Someone Sylvia, Sylvia from Fiji. Yes. Oh, that was quality. Yeah, that was quality night. I think we'd both had enough by that stage. <laughs> we'd done like three, four back to back. That was just like <laughs> gone. I remember that because we had. Um, oh, we had one of. We the had old... some like flog on. Yeah, we it was did. Just like yeah, just um, being a dick, and it was like, mate, shut up. Yeah, I want to go to bed, and he just kept talking. <laughs> The funny thing... No idea who it was. Couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah, I, I know who it is, but I don't think we need to bring his name up. But I, I, the funniest things that I remember is that the more and more the Ozcaps went on, because they started off, um, you know, like, we would keep them to an hour. It was you, Lancey, uh, myself, Noah, Troy, and Ethan. So, like, we would keep them, like, short, sharp, get through them. It was usually Ethan being sexist and Lancey complaining. But then eventually, like, they got longer and longer... And then like, I remember you and Riley getting into it over flavours of ice cream, you talking about Kelly Bruno's good leg on Nicaragua. Um, just <laughs> so many men. Yeah, I probably shouldn't make any leg jokes, should I? No. I, I remember you maybe having some not very uh, PC comments about PG on China. 
Um, Although these days, like Survivor, geez, the things that have gone on, I've mm. been in a lot of trouble, I think, if I was still on the show. I couldn't have imagined you doing recaps with us during Island of the Idols. I think we would have been um, be probably... Quite dangerous. Put, yeah, put in jail, perhaps. I'm not too sure how that yeah, would have literally. gone literally. But, I mean, it must have been a lot of fun for you to be able to have that outlet, though, because I think, like, the thing I always appreciated about your opinions is that, you know, while I might say something, I generally feel bad about it five minutes later and kind of think, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that, whereas you, you just say it, you know, give a shit, that's you, I, I, I like that about you. Oh, yeah, brutally honest, there's no point lying. Yeah. Like, well, it probably cost us a few interviews, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> What can you do? Yeah, well, you know, we've moved on. They've all moved on. Um, did you have a um, a particular a favourite one outside of the uh, the Oz caps? Like when you some of the live episodes, or I mean, I think you were also a bit involved in some of our Oscars and our Christmas episodes, and that when you actually got to speak to some Survivor contestants. Yeah, I think I loosely remember some of those. Like I think the, was it the Oscars or something we did? We got a fair few on, or, or one of them. Like, Honestly, couldn't tell you which one it was, but yeah, we got to chat to a few. It went for like four hours, of course, but mm-hmm. you know that was us. Yeah, um, but no, they were good. They were always good. And the rankings episode—you you weren't on the ranking episode, but uh, did you ever go? through? No, I think by that stage you were done. I think I, by that I think stage I'd just gone. No, I'm not. You're not doing that. I'm yeah. not sitting there for eighteen hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can only say flog so many times. But I, I see you would have been weirdly good on that because I think kind of the thing that was really good about the people we had on there is like Kate was kind of the you of that episode. Kate just wouldn't give a shit and she would say what she felt. And of course, Kate famously hung up when we put up Boss and Rob at like twelve or something like that. So I couldn't even remember what number Parvati came. Up, but I think you would have just gone and never come back. Yeah, probably because I'll be honest, I don't even know who Kate is. So, no. um, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going well. Like, I think this is very after my top. Um, I was going to ask you, do you remember any of the other Oslots that used to give you the shits most of the time? Let's put you on the spot here. Like, like I remember Noah. Yeah, I think everyone knows Noah. Noah put Snug on the map. Let's be honest. Yep, absolutely. And then I think he's since left Snug for life. So he's in Korea now. So big difference. Who else? I remember Lancey. Yes. I remember Ethan and Troy, like the original sort of ones. Mm-hmm. But geez, after that, I remember Riley. She had like cats or something or other, rabbits. One of the two. Yep, one of them. Um, that, that's really about it, I reckon. You said to me earlier off air, I did interviews with this person, this person. I was like, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> but okay, good job. <laughs> well done. Do you remember Colin? I remember, he was from like what? Like... Somewhere else. Canada? You know? Oh, Nick was from New Zealand. Nick was I remember from New Zealand, him. yep. And then there was some other guy from, I was like, was he from Canada or something? That's that's Colin. You met, you you remember Cable? We yeah. all met up with Cable. We all hung out together. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, strange unit. Yeah. Strange unit. <laughs> um, I was a bit worried about meeting up with him, to be honest with you. Why, why is that? Because he's a cop. Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> still question that. I still really question that. Right, okay. But anyway, um, well, that, yeah, that'd be it, to be honest. Um, geez, I don't know what else there. There was some, like, Ukrainian woman or something who did, like, photos or something. Or other. Oh, um, Alina. Speak a word she, of English. She's from Romania, yeah. yeah close, Ukraine. Yeah, they're both in Europe. Part of the world. Yes, yes. Yep. Jeez, um, <laughs> who else was there? I like this. Jared there a couple of weirdos, but I... <laughs> I couldn't remember some of them, to be honest. There was some guy who was into, like, dancing, wasn't there? Or something oh, Alex, Mr. Morella. He lives in your fine city. Oh, yeah, shows how much I know about him. 
Ty? She leaving yeah, Melbourne? Yeah. I don't remember that. No, that doesn't ring a bell, to be honest. <laughs> Do you remember me? I remember you. That's yeah, good. Obviously. That's all I'd, you need. I'd be a bit worried if we didn't. <laughs> all you need to remember is me. That's it. But, I mean, you um, were the gatekeeper with the articles. Now, brief memories of having to chase down top tens and uh, features and our little group. We used to have some uh, nice little tiffs with some of the Oslots who uh, weren't contributing that oh, well. Christ almighty. That was, like, the hardest job of the week. <laughs> like, I think, what, what, they, what day did they go? Like, Thursdays or something? I'd be sitting there at, like, 11 o'clock Wednesday night, like, Where's your thing, man? Like, come on. I want to go to bed. But uh, we'd always get there in the end, which was good. So. Did, you, did you have many people message you uh, asking about Survivor Oz after you left? No, I didn't. To be honest. I, I sort of just, I didn't cut all ties, so to speak. But, like, I just sort of stepped away and that was that. Like, I didn't really um, sort of get involved with it after that. Was enough. You you had um, enough of calling people flogs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, well, that and like you just kind of get over Survivor. Like it becomes your life, and it's just like it's a TV show that goes for forty five minutes. I really don't care that much. <laughs> um, you know, when, you, when you're living and breathing it without actually being on the show, it's just like okay, I'll just I'll just take a step back from this now. And I think I missed a season in there, and then caught up because I just wasn't wasn't interested. Mm, mm. So you you uh, not watching it anymore now then? Oh, I watch it, but I wouldn't say I analyse it or, or anything like that. It's just like you put it on, you watch the episode. Oh, yeah, that was all right. You know, you might miss the next episode and watch two back-to-back or something like that, but I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a super fan or anything like that anymore. What's been your general uh, opinion of how it's turned out leading into season 40? Uh, look, I'll be honest, like the last 10 seasons have kind of blended into each other. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Tyson winning and I think, was it Tony who won after that? Yep. Yep, and then like, the next eight seasons kind of just blended in together, I would say. <laughs> and then... and I, couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what they were called or who won them off the top of my head. Which makes it fun um, going into Winners at War then, considering pretty much every single winner is basically the new winners. Yeah, literally, and it's like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> so, it should be interesting. Are you excited, but, you though, know, for Winners at War? Is. Like, is it something that you kind of are looking forward to? Um, look, I haven't really looked too much into it. I know the cast, but uh, I think, is it, what is it called? Like, Ghost, not Ghost Island, the... Edge of Extinction. The thing after, like, look, that thing's back, isn't it? Yep. Well, not, not a fan of that, but, you know, they're going to do it because obviously all the winners aren't going to quit. So mm-hmm. they'll just maximise airtime, I guess, and then go, oh, everyone's on the jury. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. But you, you, uh, must be, you must be thrilled, though, that your, your king and queen of your loves are back in Poverty and Boston Rob, though. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd say yes, definitely. Like, Boston Rob was good value last season. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm here to help people twist things. But... Um, like you just, well, I just haven't heard from these people. I haven't sort of paid any attention to what they've been doing or anything like that since leaving Survivor. So it's like, oh yeah, Poverty's back. That's great. She's probably like forty now. Like she's had a baby now. She's, she's married. Old. Oh, has she? Jeez, look at her go. She, you, and do you know who she's with? She's with John Fincher from Survivor Samoa. Is that the guy who like wore jeans or something? And then, you know, there's some. 
I don't even know what I'm talking about, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure he's worn jeans at some point in, in his life. Um, yeah, I, I don't well, know he how looked he... like a cowboy sort of thing out there or something, didn't he? Uh, I mean, I guess. Like I, jeans I don't know and like a just... farmer shirt or something. Yeah, yeah, no, he did have a he did have the the whole flanny going on there. So yeah, no, you're right. Yep, yep. Which is that's that's good memory because couldn't tell you anything about him. It's a like he obviously pairing. wasn't any good. <laughs> it is a bit, but they're, no, they're still well, together. I think, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so well, I guess she likes her hot men, really. Like what? It was James and Yule and yeah, well, the other yeah. black guy from Cook Islands. Yeah, Nate. Was that Nate? Nate. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, dreadlock man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Nate. Um, yeah. God, it's been a while since I've thought of Nate. Jeez, there's a blast from the past. Um, but it's it's, just, it's interesting, I think, because um, I don't know if you've watched any of the, the interviews, but, like, I watched the Parvati one, and it's kind of... So I always thought Parvati was, like, flat out, like, no, I would never come back, and here she is. And she just doesn't seem to have the same energy as she used to have now. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how she does. Yeah, she probably has a kid, like, vomiting on her every five minutes. So she's probably just, like, happy to get away. Tired. Like, you're in charge, mate. Don't kill the kid. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I think that's what's happening like, with Robin Amber. Like, they're probably paying pretty well, too. <laughs> well, like, yeah, how does that work? Who's looking after their kid? Their grandparents uh, are babysitting them, apparently. So, yeah. Gee, that's brave of them. Four kids. Yep. I wouldn't want to take that responsibility on. All girls, all middle name Rose. So, you know, good for them. So Good for them, yeah, literally. Good for them. Uh, but, I mean, your, your life, Jared, you, you've actually, um, I want to say grown up. That sounds I don't know if that sounds mean or fair, but you, you've done well. You, you're going quite strongly. You and I had a bit of a catch-up recently, had a bit of a chat about how things are going. But, uh, yeah, let, let us know how's, how's life in uh, Jared land going at the moment. Oh, it's not too bad. Like, full-time work. Bought my own house, you know, moved out from, like, the dungeon or whatever you called the thing before that someone has that I clearly didn't have, you know, after getting out of my CIA black site, life's improved a lot. Um, no, it's going well, going well, and, um, yeah, it's just not all consumed by survivor anymore. Yeah. You're, you're engaged now, too? That's a big step. Oh, not yet. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, but we can pretend maybe just just for the sake of this. Okay. If your girlfriend doesn't, if she listens to this, he's not going to propose. Just um, don't say anything. I didn't say that. But um, you're still following. um, Who's that surfer that you love? Coco. Coco. Still, still follow the surfing. Yeah, just went over there, watched her in, uh, watched her on a, not a home break, so to speak, but you know, island hopping over there in Hawaii. So still follow her. Still follow that. Great. Still a AFL tragic, you know. We How don't does... talk about that though because our team shit. So well, we just, I mean, we at least St Kilda have, doesn't exist. St Kilda have made a grand final or two in the last, well, this millennium, more than I can say for my team. Yeah, but we lost, so. <laughs> but you haven't won one since nineteen sixty-six. I mean, that's not that hard. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Broncos—they've won a there, premiership this millennium, right? Um, we lost that. T- <laughs> Two thousand six, didn't you win one? Yeah, that, that's a long time ago, though. Yeah, well, you know. Like, the most recent one was, like, horrible. But, you, know, <laughs> you were there. You, you were telling me that. But, um, yeah, I was there and uh, dropped the ball. What know, is that what like when you are at a grand final watching your team lose by a point in extra time? Yeah, it's pretty shit. But I'll be honest, like, Toronto made up for it in, like, the last 12 months. So uh, life's great from that regard. Now, now, come on. We need to, we need to gloat about this. How, how amazing was that? 
Oh, like, who cares what happens to Kawhi? If he left, he left. He still won us a championship. Yep, yep. Like, that's all you can do. Um, did, did you, you know what? We were 2 nil down against the Bucks. Oh, oh no, not, uh, not at all. When we were 2 nil down against Ben, yep. I thought this, this could be it. And, and then, uh, yeah, then just went on the rampage and that was that. I see in the when we made the finals, like when we won the Eastern Conference, I like I was in tears, and I'm just like, this is this is it, this is the win, this is you know we're not going to win the finals, we're not going to beat the Warriors, but I don't give a shit, we've made the finals, this is this yep. is great. And then I remember was it Game Three when we knocked them off um, in the first game, and then we we took a two one lead, and then we beat them again, and you're three one up, you're like, oh my god, this is actually going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were straight one up. Like Durant, like came back and died. Oh yeah, Thompson, like Clay came back and died, and it was like I think we can do this now. Should have won Game Five. We should have won Game Five. Yeah, probably should have. But uh, like, it is what it is. I don't think I had a voice after Game Five or Game Six. So insane. I was a happy chappy. Yeah, it's it's just it's something else to think that they actually won because um yeah we we might not win for another fifty years but who cares we remember it we were oh we we probably won't <laughs> like we've been shit for years yeah and we will be shit for another fifty years but that's okay because uh, we won one and that the beauty the beauty of that's us being that. a Canadian team though like as you said with Kawhi it's like. Yeah, it would have been great for him to stay, don't get me wrong. But, like, at the end of the day, he never was. And then just the love and respect that he gets from people in Toronto is just incredible. Like, if that was another city, you know, L.A., like the Lakers or the Knicks, like, they'd be booing him all the time. But, like, you know. Oh, he'd be dead to them, yeah. Like, this is just. Absolutely dead Toronto to will love him forever. Just It's just great. It's so good. I love that man. What a man. Kawhi Leonard, you're oh, a I think the best man. thing about that man is the plant guy. Oh, Have yeah. Have seen that video where the guy's, like, completely blind, his face offering him, like, a houseplant? Yes. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's great. It is brilliant. They actually no. got him on the parade to hand Kawhi Leonard Yeah, I saw plant. that. Yeah. They gave him, like, a giant plant thing. Yeah. Yeah. What did he call it? He called it, like, a ka-plant a or something, or didn't he? Like, it was a ka a fern Yeah, he or... called it something. Yeah. yeah like, a kawaii plant or something like that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You've had a few too many, but it's okay. Oh, that was funny. That was just, oh, so so good. Man, jeez. Yes, everyone, Raptors, we the North, champions. Um, Jared, I'm going to let you go by giving me a winner's pick for Winners at War. Look, I want to say Poverty or Boston Rob or someone like that, but it'll probably be end up being someone I have no idea who it is. So probably like someone from like four seasons ago whose name I don't even know um, will probably end up winning it. And they'll be like, who the hell is that? But... Um, They'll go under the radar because no one will remember who the hell they are. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see, obviously, Parvati or Boston. Come Rock. on, t- t- give me give me Parvati. Um, I'll put that down as the official. I expected it to be Parvati. Well, yeah, I like Parvati. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind Yule. Like, okay. I think that's quite a good good one to come back. Like kind of old school sort of guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like played an okay game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, some of these new people, it's like, they didn't really do anything. Like, there's one woman, I don't even know who she is. Couldn't tell you anything about her, and it's like, shit, you won. What season were you in? <laughs> that should be a future two-time winner. I, I, do you want, I'm, I'm going to write Parvati or Yule down for you. Which one do you want me to write down? Oh, I'll write Parvati. All right. There you go. She's I'll back the started. same horse I normally back. So. Go on, then. 
go on then. You give us a nice spread across this episode. Jared, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we won't make it four or so years till we get you back on the show next time. That's all right. I'll have to go back to the uh, back to the cell now. So it's been a pleasure being on. All of our little recappy catch up bits at the moment have all been individual because apparently none of our Oslets actually like each other enough to be on episodes with anybody else. But that's about to change right now because we've got three former Oslets. Well, two of them kind of still work for us, and the other one, I don't know what she's doing. We're about to find out, I guess. Um, <laughs> one's in Canada. You know him as one half of the Oz Network. It is Colin Hilding. Colin, <laughs> welcome back to the show, which you're always on anyway. The Oz Network is now two people because I'm one half of it. <laughs> yeah, it's you and Rossi. F- forget everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do the Oz Network reunion episode one day, Colin. We're going to pretend that we all hate each other <laughs> and that there's like going to be a catch-up one day. Uh, joining us all the way from that part of the USA that she's from, is Kristen Kinnar. Kristen, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. I haven't spoken to you since forever. Um, yeah, it's been a really long time. Yeah, not long enough if you ask me, but we'll find out why. I don't know. Yeah, right. Uh, and also there joining... Were, there were some restraining orders that were to blame for that. But... Yeah, well, this is... Yeah, anyway. Uh, and also joining us from that other part of the USA that he's from... It's the one, the only, Mr. Anthony Rossi, the other half of the Oz Network. Rossi, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. I can't wait for the reunion episode in one month's time <laughs> when, we can- when we're cancelled. Uh, I can't wait to bring back uh, the esteemed uh, Darvell Stewart to talk about Third Watch again because it's been too long. <laughs> Um, but Survivor Oz is what we're here to talk about. I'm going to start with Kristen because it has been forever since I've heard her voice. Um... Kristen, Uh-oh. Survivor Oz, uh, is it something that haunts your dreams every night and think to yourself, why the hell did I ever do that as part of my life? Um, not really. I sometimes think about the dungeon and all these things <laughs> I've been through as part of, as part of Survivor Oz. Wow. And it, it's a very dark place that we've been <laughs> I thought we we signed a confidentiality <laughs> agreement about where we kept you guys. What happened to that? <laughs> wow, I um I'm thrilled to have you back. Um, but you you have a unique part of Survivor Oz history because you and I did the only Big Brother coverage we ever did on the show. Uh, I mean that was at least some positive memories, right? I mean you got to speak to some Big Brother people. Yeah, I wish that was still a thing because I was more into Big Brother Australia than I was into, like, than I am into a lot of these shows right now. Um, yeah, and I got to not hate Ben. <laughs> what's his name? Ben Norris? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Waterworth? To, no, no, she still hates me. <laughs> I, I got to not hate him anymore. That was, like, a whole thing that he got to convince me that he was cool. Yeah, we we uh, we had some fun with talking Big Brother. I remember you and I having uh, very big debates about Sky, and I think there was one episode. Didn't we basically yell at each other? Um, I remember I dressed up as Sky. You one did. Time. I've still got that photo somewhere. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Rossi. I've got the photo of you dressed up as Sky as well. I I'd like to, you know. Just keep keep the equality. I got to represent the best player of the season. So yeah. Oh, do you actually like Sky? 
well, when I watched it, I can't say that I've been a big fan since. I don't know anything about her now, but uh, I think she's on Instagram. Maybe oh, it's coming back. Do you both know that it's coming back this year? Yeah, but it sounds like it's a shitty format that I don't want to watch. Yeah, no, it, it definitely sounds odd and strange. Uh, I mean, uh, do you have any... This is a weird question to ask you, Kristen, because we did develop the uh, the term christening for quite some time. Um, <laughs> do you have any positive uh, other memories from Survivor Oz? <laughs> Man, you are really putting me on the spot here. Welcome back. It's great to have you here. This I, is... <laughs> I didn't know. He's, I like, he's basically have, like... like, he's basically like, can you say one nice thing about any of the work we did? You're like, oh, come on. <laughs> well, I don't really have anything specific that I can think of. Wow. Well, do, you, do you want me to come back to you? You can quickly go to SurvivorOz.wordpress.com and go, the top 10 article <laughs> I did that time. Yeah, I did write about Guatemala because no one else cares. Oh, oh, I don't know that. You could have worked with Julian on that. Did you? Did, I actually, I feel really bad asking this to so many of you guys because I really don't remember. But did you actually write a lot of top tens and features, or were you mainly a talker? Um, I definitely wrote a few. I don't remember what they were about, but I definitely did something. Cool. I'm glad. I'm very glad. <laughs> you never got that negative Jared Elliott email calling you a flog and telling you to do more work, basically. So. Oh, I do feel like that was a thing. That was definitely like. There was a thing. A thing that we. I, that was, was everybody weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got in trouble for not doing enough. Oh goodness! Speaking of not doing enough, um, hello Rossi, how are you? Um, Survivor Oz. Uh, your memories of the dark old Survivor Oz days. Damn, it's been so long since I thought about some of this stuff. Um, <laughs> you prepared us so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a great, great person to lead. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some good memories and stuff in there. I think some. I think some of the initial highlights for me were like um, talking about the Amazing Race. Um, with our ever-changing people that we had on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, Noah was there, but then he left, and then Colin was the host, and then Noah came. It was just a whole mess with who was hosting half the time. But it was it was fun to cover that. Um, and obviously, like, Survivor Oz also was good in terms of, like, sometimes the things that I didn't get to be in, but, like, listen to, like, some of the interviews with contestants. And stuff like that was obviously a treat of a part of like kind of being with Survivor Oz and stuff like that. Um, and different, you know, features or whatever that I got to write that I, I actually liked or, or, you know, hear other opinions from people like Nick or Kristen or Colin or whoever was writing whatever, you know. Mm. Well, I, I, one thing I really appreciated with you that I, I've mentioned a few times and people might not be fully aware of if they didn't know already was that you basically joined us for all 34 hours of the rankings cast. I think you might have missed mm-hmm. a tiny bit of it, but you were kind of the adjudicator and behind the scenes and keeping track of everything along those lines. How how was that listening to that whole thing happen and unfold before your very own eyes? A lot more painful than I <laughs> imagined. And not because, like, like I just had to sit there. But, like, sometimes I was, like, someone would say something so stupid. And I was, like, can't, like, say anything because then it's going to color 
you know, either Colin or, or use or someone's opinions about the player or the situation that was being referenced. It was just so hard to bite my tongue so many times, um, especially when something was so stupid, even when everyone agreed with what I was going to say. <laughs> like, it was just so frustrating to be, like, silent. Um, and then Colin would obviously, like, send me messages in between recordings. He'd be like, did this person get brought up yet? And then would be like, <laughs> and I would try to, like, subtly be like, Colin, don't put them for, like, at least 30 spots. And he's like, I'll try. <laughs> um, so I tried to actually with Colin on that, but yeah, I don't think it worked. You know, too was, well. you know, it was funny with the rankings episodes. I think Rossi only talked one time on the episode, and it was when I, I think it was when I put Carter up, and he actually yelled at me, <laughs> uh, and that was the only Rossi cameo. Like otherwise, nobody would know Rossi was on there. I don't know if that made it to air, but that was I think the one time he talked on air. Wow, I do. I was like Colin, no. <laughs> See, it's funny you mentioned about you two talking to each other because I think we kind of all said like, oh, no, we shouldn't talk to each other, you know, outside of this, you know, and keep it fair. Like, Noah and I talked the whole bloody time. We were like, oh, so when are you putting this person up? Oh, probably then. Oh, well, if you put this person up, then I'll put this person Oh, yeah, okay, that sounds fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even remember who they were. But, see, we were forming alliances. That's what you had to yeah. you had to do with that. But, I mean, Rossi, you've, you're obviously still involved with us now in our new uh whatever we're called now the Oz Network um, but do you find it more enjoyable now that you can talk about The Room and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Total Drama Island I mean it's definitely nice to have the opportunity to not just sit and talk about reality TV like 24-7 I feel like when we were all like Survivor Oz it was 24-7 reality TV I mean it was at one point 24-7 Survivor like, you know, we, whether we were on an episode or, like, when we weren't recording an episode, but, like, someone was like, where's the article? Where's this? Where's that? <laughs> like, it was always Survivor, Survivor, Survivor. So it's actually nice to now be, like, everything in TV and movies and stuff like that. So to cover stuff like Total Drama Island that I never thought I'd talk about, like, on, in a public platform or even talk about, like, Drag Race in a public platform is just – it's been a, a great – opportunity to do that outside of just like your inner circles of whoever you kind of talk to about shows and stuff like that. Kristen, I remember listening to one episode, I think it might have been an Amazing Race episode where Colin was trying to explain to you our rating system and you were basically like, I don't listen to this shit. I don't know how you rate things. Um, so in, it, me yeah, ask, in me asking you, are there sometimes you wish you could be involved more in other things outside of reality TV? I feel like I'm going to get a standard answer here and probably a no. But, uh, I mean, are, is there, are there shows out there that if we started covering, you'd feel tempted to join us more often? I mean, I only watch reality TV. Like, that's when Rossi said, like, oh, it's good to, th like, talk about something that's not reality TV. When I'm not talking about Survivor, like, I'm watching The Challenge on MTV or X on the Beach or I just binge The Circle on Netflix. Like, it's all I do is watch reality TV. So uh, that's definitely still my thing. Okay. There you go, Colin, if you start covering the... So is the circle worth it? Like, I just keep hearing everyone going on. People are circle jerking about the circle. Is it actually worth watching it? <laughs> I mean, it was only 12 episodes that are like 45 minutes each, so it's not like a huge investment. But I thought it was really fun. I like the characters a lot. Um, I thought that it was kind of refreshing to have just like a fun 
show that didn't have like racism or sexual harassment or like any of these random things that we've had to deal with with other tv shows so it was kind of just like refreshing i wouldn't say it was the best show i've ever seen like i would probably rank it like a seven out of ten so i enjoyed it a lot the character is really fun but i am kind of glad that it was you know over in 12 episodes rossi did you watch the circle uh no but i looked at the wikipedia page for it oh that's pretty standard yep cool all right uh colin i guess we have to talk to you um survivor oz days um it's weird asking you this because i talk to you every week i don't feel like you need go away colin we don't need you here Uh, (laughs) colin survivor oz talk to me about why i was a dick to you all the time back then as well (laughs) uh no, you know, it's funny because you were asking about, like, articles and stuff like that, and I think that all of us sort of start out writing the articles, and then maybe you get a spot on an episode here and there, but, like, I think I wrote so many articles, I don't even know if all of them were published, so I couldn't even tell you which ones I wrote that were published and which ones weren't. Um <laughs> I, I think I remember All right, overachiever. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm going to be honest. Most of the ones I wrote were unfinished, so I would sort of start one. I'm like, okay, if we need an article, let me see if I could finish this one. But like I, that that part's all sort of a blur. But really, outside of you know the rankings episode, um, I think the the best thing for me was uh, uh, when you got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad me getting employed made you happy. Uh. Well, no, because like in, in all honesty, I didn't really get involved in Survivor Oz because you know I wanted to be on the air or anything. But you know, going way back, one of the first things I always wanted to do was to to be in broadcasting and to be on the radio, and it just never really worked out because there's no money in it here. Uh, but uh, when you started working, you couldn't do some recap during the day it was sort of like okay can you can you cover this since you're in north america you're in the same time zone as these people can you do some of these recaps and uh you know i think the first one i ever did was uh jeremy and val and there was like natalie and nadia oh, and um, still jealous you did that one yeah. to this day <laughs> uh and, and it's, i got some of the good ones like marty who's like one of my favorite players so yeah it was it was fun to be able to start filling in and doing some of those recaps originally uh but I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I mean, it, it did get to the point, I think, near the end where it was just kind of like Rossi said, uh, talking about just Survivor all the time was just too much. And I think the last season we did might have been co-wrong. And at that point, you were on your way to attending these parties and everything. And we were doing like two, three episodes a week. And I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, I would do an episode with Noah and then I do a recap and then it's like, okay, I don't want to talk about Survivor. Rossi, can you host the third episode this week? And, you know, it just it became so much. So it's a lot more fun to do tab variety. Yeah, you could talk about Survivor, but if you have some other show and you just want to cover that for a week or two, do that. If you want to cover just one movie, just come up with an excuse to do it. But I mean, there was still some good stuff in there. And you know, being able to have like a consistent group of people as well helped. Uh, I think particularly about the amazing race episodes that we did. Uh, it's funny we're talking about, oh, what were the best things? You did? Oh, I love Big Brother. I loved Amazing Race. Nobody's talking about the Survivor stuff we did. <laughs> uh, but you no, know, when we started doing Amazing Race, it was just, you know, let's branch out and do something. And uh, I remember Noah and I just thinking, well, who else watches this? And Rossi and Kristen were two of the ones who watched it. And that kind of just became like a regular panel after a while, like Ross said, you know, shuffling hosts who's hosting it this week or whatever. But uh, 
I, I kind of, after a while, found it more fun talking about Amazing Race, which may have just been because we had a consistent panel to work with over and over again. Well, we did kind of, I think, have you're also your groups like your amazing race group your survivor group big brother group and that kind of worked out well um i think along those ways and i mean i still appreciate that all you guys still are doing amazing race coverage for us here on the oz network because the amazing race is never really a show that i've gotten super into so it's kind of it's it's great to have people who are who are able to to cover that because i mean the amazing race has its own fan group out there not all of it blends into the survivor side of things so um now you you talked about colin you getting to do some of these interviews and all that sort of stuff and i know you've met at least ashley and papa smurf in person Mm -hmm. did you meet anyone else in person no i i I will in november i know that much (laughs) what's Uh, happening in november colin (laughs) uh i think there's a wedding i'm going to where there's a couple survivors who are going to be there not never Uh, heard of it don't know what you're talking about but but no i mean don't tell Kristen and rossi they're not invited (laughs) (laughs) uh but you I mean, no. say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally sitting here like, wait, who's wedding? Uh, <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> Colin and I finally uh, no, but, tying the knot. <laughs> well, when Rossi said, who said I was going to say yes, that's the way I thought he was taking it. Like, it wasn't a proposal. It was just an invitation. But, um, no, I mean, it was cool though, when you were touring North America and you were, I think originally you were telling me, you know, hey, I'm going to be in Calgary. How long is that for you to get there? I'm like, well, it's like a 12-hour drive. And then you know, I'm like, where else are you going? You're like, Minneapolis. Like, oh, that's an eight-hour drive. That's doable. <laughs> uh, so I was able to go down there and, you know, meet you and then Ashley from Samoa and, uh, you know, Papa Smurf. And uh, that, that was – I think that's the only opportunity I've ever really had. We had a couple of survivors that showed up, you know, here in Winnipeg. I remember Hayden Moss showed up before he was on Survivor and did an autograph signing. I wasn't too interested in that. Uh, but you know, even just from some of the interviews we've done, like people like T-Bird and Billy Garcia, who are just, you know, cool to talk to even outside of doing episodes, you know, I'm really looking forward to meeting them one day and, you know, John Carroll, uh, I'm sure there's a couple others out there, but, uh, uh, no, you, you, you gave me an excuse to meet survivors and now you're going to give me an excuse to meet more. Kristen, I don't know if you were you on any outside of the Big Brother ones, of course. Were you on any episodes with any Survivor contestants at all? I don't think so. Not that I remember. Have you met any Survivor contestants yourself? Um, I've gone to two know-it-alls in New York City, so I I actually didn't really care that much about talking to that many people. So, like, I was in the same room as a lot of people that I didn't talk to. Uh, the only two people I actually spoke to were Rob C. and Queen Mish Fitz. Queen who? What now? <laughs> what? Queen Mish Fitz. Can you speak English for those of you who don't speak, Kristen? <laughs> Slower pronunciates. I know it's English. I think it's English. I'm just trying to make sure I'm speaking the right English here. Is this not her common nickname? I would tell you yes if I knew who you were talking about. (laughs) If we know who it is. This is so awkward. Michelle Fitzgerald. Oh. Of course. Oh, Oh, Queen Miss Fitz. Yes. And I were just talking about 
Martin Schnitzel something or other <laughs> right before Mish we were Fitz. yeah Mishfits right that's yep ah I loved her interview for all winners Mishfits she looked great so we've actually found the one Mishfits fan out there so that's great I'm pretty sure there's another Mishfits fan on the line right now oh um is there we've a fourth person on here that I don't know about <laughs> Is that you, Rossi? Are you a Mish Fitz yes. fan? Colin and I had too many arguments at the end of the Survivor Oz coverage about Michelle. Um, it's the only time Kristen and I have truly ever agreed on anything. Wow. Michelle, so. so you were sitting there the whole time that Kristen said, oh, and I got to meet Queen Mushnitz Netznitz, that you're like, oh, her, I love her. Yeah, I knew who she was talking about. You're just dumb. <laughs> Um, Rossi, I know you met, uh, Linda when she was in the States. Uh, so I know you've met at least one Oslet. I loved how when I was in New York, I never got a message from you to meet up with you, but it's fine. Um, did you, have you met any survivors or any other Oslets or anybody like Mish Mishvitz or? Um, when you said Linda, I had to think, I was like, what survivor contestant named Linda did I meet and then you said the and I was like oh yes um, from Africa in terms of Survivor yeah yeah we met up we had coffee um, <laughs> in terms of Survivor contestants I met um, Gabby from David versus Goliath oh, did she cry I, that was the first question I asked him when he sent me the picture <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, she didn't. She was too happy to cry. Okay, <laughs> but, but she was great. And uh, but other than that, I've not met anyone. I've talked to Billy through some, the Oz Network, but that's about it. Wait, Billy's been on the Oz Network? When did that happen? <laughs> I don't think Billy's ever been on our show ever. Hashtag Bring Back Billy. Um, to, I mean, I, I love the fact that you met up with Linda though. That was kind of just like a really random, cooler moment. I think Linda and I were battling it out for a long time there as who'd actually met the most Oslets in person and Linda was beating me for quite some time. But um, now that I've re- brought back your memories there, Rossi, do you remember any fun moments from meeting up with Linda? Um, well, there was this random woman that came up to like we were like at this table somewhere and with her and her then boyfriend. Um, well, she's married to him now. Like we were just sitting. Yeah. Well, then they were boyfriend. Okay. Then right. boyfriend. Touche. Uh, all right. I, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then this woman came up and started talking to us about, so I don't even remember what she was saying and everything, but it just turned into a big thing. And then all of a sudden she just storms off leaving and we were just so confused at what was happening. Um, but otherwise, it was it was fine. It was nice meeting both of them and everything. Was, was she great asking... story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I brought it up. Uh, that that woman was Queen Mischnitz. I was about to say, was she getting it? Do you like Queen Mischnitz? I would never. <laughs> anyway, all right, uh, Kristen. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, Colin, I'd ask you another question about it, but I know you've only met me. You've never met any other Oslets, have you? No. Uh, it's funny because I have to think about it, but this is the weird thing. Like, 
you talk to these people so much that you actually think in your head you have met them. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, I've met Rossi. I've met Noah. I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> but, like, you, you spend more time. Like, it's no joke when you say you talk to me every single week. Sometimes it's multiple times a week. And usually we're recording for two, three hours at a time. I mean, there, there are probably weeks that go by where I spend more time at least talking to you than I do my own wife, which is a little <laughs> bit weird. <laughs> the same can be said with, like, Noah and Rossi. So, yeah, it, it, it feels weird. Not met personally, but it, 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 I actually get confused trying to think about the answer to that. I, I was a bit worried that one time I sat at your house that you were getting very snuggly with me. I'm like, Colin, I'm not your wife. <laughs> Just... Just back away. Personal space. Thank you very much. Um, Survivor itself, though, uh, I'll start with you here, Colin. Uh, it's been, what, four or five years since Survivor Oz itself. I mean, I clearly know you still watch the show. Uh, I mean, two-part question. Your general thoughts on where Survivor's at now and what's happened in the last few years and, and how much longer do you feel Survivor will be lasting? I honestly don't think it's going anywhere. I mean, we're, we're going to get another 10 years out of this at least. Um, but like, it's really tough because I watch it every single week, and it doesn't matter if there's a bad season. I still come back for the next season. You know, this season really tested me, but I always had to keep reminding myself the episodes that I chose to watch, because really what happened is when those more controversial episodes came out, I just chose, okay, I'm skipping this. All right, okay, let me let me watch the end of this. Let me, you know, just see the Tribal Council just because it, it felt too negative to me. But yet the episodes that, you know, weren't as controversial or weren't as politically focused or things like that, I was enjoying the season. But then you'll get other seasons where I'll watch it start to finish. I'll never grow impatient with it and the season will end and I'll just be like, well, that was really dull. I feel like it's almost at the point where they've run out of ideas and the ideas they're coming up with now, it's all just like, obviously it's just spins on things, you know, ghost Island, Island, of the idols. It's literally the exact same thing just with Rob and Sandra instead of reading a clue. Uh, but I feel like the, if they, we've been saying this for how many years, if they could just pull back on some of these goofy twists and maybe focus on the game more, there's nothing wrong with just a game season. Uh, and the worry, I think, seems to be, as far as the production goes, we need to come up with these gimmicks to draw people in. I remember Prope saying that years ago when it's like, well, how come every season has like a gimmick, like Heroes versus Hustlers or Blue Collar, No Collar or whatever? And he's like, well, you want like that that little hook to get people interested. But like the ratings are consistent. They are what they are. It's It's enough to justify keeping the show around year after year after year. I don't feel like they're making any ground, but they're not losing any ground. I mean, the the fan base is going to be there regardless. Um, I just don't know how many more seasons of the negativity I can deal with. Uh, you know, so I mean, Winners at War, you know, is going to be fun regardless because these people aren't going to take it as personal and they know who they have going in. Uh, but it's just once you get past that, when you're dealing with the all new casts, it's just it seems like such a crapshoot. You don't know when you're going to get one of these really controversial characters or seasons or moments, and that's where it just drags down a little too much for me. And the one twist, though, we want, right, is Canada versus USA. Yes, and honestly, you know, you, you've you asked me the question before. It's like, oh, so do you think we're going to cover Survivor after this season? And I'm like, well, what happens if I'm on the show? Are we going to cover it then? Because now I <laughs> what can What are you apply. saying, Colin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but if they did, you know, a Canada versus America versus Australia versus New Zealand, I mean, we could all be involved. Everybody on the Oz Network, everybody on this episode could be involved and then imagine the chaos we'd have. Except for Joppy, because he's Norwegian. Oh! Um, 
<laughs> when he wasn't invited back, was he? Yeah, somebody mentioned his name the other day. I'm like, oh, that's right, Choppy. I remember him. Um, <laughs> we had a Choppy. We had a Choppy. <laughs> almost as good as Mishvich Nits Nits. Um, <laughs> Rossi, uh, your general take on Survivor now and how long it's going to last for? I don't know. I feel like there is an end date in sight, but not too far in sight. I feel like reality TV is kind of at a high almost at this point. Like we're getting so many seasons of this show or that show. Like they're now doing celebrity X on the beach. Like, like there's just so many things that are going on right now. Like how different there's already celebrities on regular X on the beach. It makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. But like, you oh. see what I'm saying? And <laughs> right, Colin? Oh, shut up, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> but there I bet you so Stephen Baldwin's one of them. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Kristen's watching either way, is what we have to discern. I don't this. even know what it is. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I think Aubrey O'Day would be pissed to find out she wasn't on the celebrity version. She was just on the boring regular version. Yeah, oh my god, what a. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rossi. <laughs> but there's just so many, like, reality TV shows, and, like, you know, we have The Circle now, and then all these other shows that are, like, have this, and then there's the offshoot of this. So, like, I feel like reality TV is now, like, really interesting to people. Like, I don't know, maybe it's more trashy or than it was, but, like, people are interested in reality TV. So I think Survivor has a, a leg up in the sense that, the, that it'll still be watchable. People will still watch reality TV, um, and especially if it's, like, somewhat culturally relevant based on current seasons. Like, I think people will watch it or at least talk about it because of these issues and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know how many more seasons, but I feel like there's at least plenty more seasons to come in the future. Um, we'll probably moan and groan about, oh, they're bringing back so-and-so for a fourth time. Like we don't need to see Ozzy for a fifth time or, or, you know, whatever, but we'll still watch it. Um, for me, in terms of my perception of survivor, uh, this was actually the first, the, the Island of the Idols was the first season. I actually just stopped watching. Um, I, I mean, I was the last few weeks of the show, like post merge, I was just falling behind. And then I would just see on, like, social media, oh, so-and-so was voted out. But I was like, oh, I want to see how that happens. And then just the last, like, seven episodes, I just didn't watch because I was like, you know, I'm so behind. I don't really care. I'll catch up on all the drama or all the controversy online, and I'll be fine. Um, I mean, if I have to do any rankings for anything, then that would be really <laughs> screwed. But, um, like, we're not forever us, so we don't do that. Um, so, I... But I, yeah, I've just been out this season, but I'm very excited for 40. Like, it, I, like I was very down kind of at the end of 39 and everything, but like right in recent like days, I've been really excited to have 40 come around because of so many people that are on the cast. It's really getting me excited to watch it again. So I'm back up on it. Great. Kristen. Yeah, I I always come back every season. Like, I was really down on 38, and then I was really down on 39. But, like, I'm still watching, and I'm excited for 40. And I think that the the twists that are, like, 
the starting twist, like you mentioned, like here's the Tesslers, like the blue white no collar, like all those kind of things. Those aren't the things that really bother me that much. I think that having a gimmick is fine and it doesn't affect the game that much. I think that having like the fire tokens for next season is just like, that's unnecessary. And I feel like it's going to add extra problems that like, it's gonna it's gonna feel like people are advantaged or disadvantaged or something, and it's for no reason. Like we have twenty winners who we know that they can carry a show. Like we don't need to waste an extra ten minutes of every forty two minute episode on yeah. fire tokens. So like that seems unnecessary. I understand why they're doing Edge of Extinction, but I don't know. It's just those little things, like how last season we had like all of the advantages and like they were very random and oh somebody's gonna win something that takes a popular player out of the game by flipping a coin like that is the stuff that bothers me and I wish that they would not do as much the just season twists are fine it's whatever um I I don't see a reason why they would cancel the show anytime soon like i feel like it has its fan base i don't think it's pulling in more people i think it's probably confusing if somebody just randomly turned on the show like there's so much going on that wouldn't make sense like people hunting for idols on day one like if you've never seen the show before you're not going to understand what's even happening so i feel like it has a built-in fan base and people are more likely to watch a show like this than a brand new reality show which is what they'd have to kind of replace this with so I think they're better off just sticking to what people know. Like, I know that a lot of reality shows that have come out, like Love Islands was a thing. And these shows aren't doing super well. And I think that people just are more likely to stick to what they already know and not want to start something new. So it just makes sense for, sense for CBS to keep going with this, I think. Could be worse. You could be living uh, in this part of the world where uh, married at first sight is like the biggest thing Um it is just oh sorry you probably watched that I don't know um, <laughs> I I actually have no I I watched one season actually but yeah. she's waiting for the celebrity edition right yeah yeah <laughs> Mishnish, that that would be awesome yeah <laughs> um <laughs> one thing I think a lot of people out there mainly Chris Dixon wants to know is what you guys have been up to since Survivor Oz days um. What's up with you, Colin? I don't know what you do with your oh. life anymore. I mean, we never talk to you. How, how's life for, for Colin Hilding? I just spent 39 hours talking about Star Wars. Uh, 49 hours, thank you. Did you forget about the other 49. 10? <laughs> uh, and we still got one more movie to cover. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, no, obviously, I'm on the Oz Network, if nobody's heard. You should listen. We, we cover lots of great stuff. Some stuff with Rossi, some stuff with uh, Ben. Occasionally Noah pops in there, you know, once a year. Uh, but other than that, outside of the show, I got a very loud, very obnoxious, very... Uh, Don't be so mean to Jamie. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of the nicest way to describe it. Uh, <laughs> I have I have a handful of a three year old and then uh, well two twins that are I think seven or eight months old somewhere around there so that pretty much takes up every spare moment where I'm not podcasting with you and some moments where I should be tending to them uh, <laughs> and I'm recording with you hence why many episodes uh, after Ben and I finish our you know and stay tuned next time 
Uh, it's literally, all right, Jamie's going to kill me. I got to go. <laughs> so the great news is that Colin's basically saying is that he's had sex twice in the last five years. So that's great to hear. <laughs> Fantastic yeah, news. And you know, got three kids out of it. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> you did the work that you should have taken three times, but you got it done twice. That's Colin Hilding efficiency for you. That says a lot, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't need to do this three times. Oh, no way. Um... <laughs> Kristen, um, I'm not going to ask you a similar question. How about, well, I'm going to ask you a similar question about what you've been doing in the last five years. Just not part of what I asked Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave out the sex part. Well, I don't have any children because I hate children. So that's a good way to start this. Um, you can have babysitting mine or something. You can congratulate me on not having any children. That, well done. That is, a, that, is an, that is an accomplishment that I've had. Um, I don't know how, how serious we're getting here, but most people on here probably don't know that I was going through a lot of health issues over the last, uh, 10, 11 years. And I came across something that, uh, was basically a cure for that. So I am doing great. I don't have any more pain anymore. Uh, my life has turned into a more, uh, normal human adult life now. Uh, I am working now. So Things are doing good. I'm, I'm, I got my, my puppy sitting next to me right now. She's being very good. Stay, I got a cat. Stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got a cat. And, uh, yeah, th- things are going pretty good. Was the cure for your condition just hating children? Did you just wake up, hey, I hate kids. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> no, then I would have never had any of this because I've, had, I've hated kids since I was child. Right. I was going to say a big hello to all our children listening, but then there's that restraining order thing that I have, so they're not listening. Fuck so. them kids. <laughs> well, you can't do that either, so the cops told me. So anyway. Oh, come on. Um, Rossi, what have you Damn. been up to? <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> what a segue. We went from sex oh. to Kristen to pedophiles to Rossi. Cool. Great. Wow. Uh, thanks. Um, I, like Kristen, have not had any kids since. <laughs> Congrats. Congratulations. Loser so Colin, you had children. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Who's the yeah, failure Colin. here? <laughs> yeah. We've got the great life. You've got children. <laughs> We're podcast hosts. What are you? Ugh. Dad? Ooh. <laughs> We don't have to run off to kids every podcast. We gotta, we can chill out. Um, um, but in terms of me, uh, during when Survivor House was happening, I was still working on a degree, so I got that and finished that. And I'm actually almost done with a second degree now. So very school busy for the past several years, um, and then. Other than that, I've been podcasting with Colin for many, many years. So, so you were um, studying and podcasting five years ago, and today you're studying and podcasting. Okay. <laughs> Just not about survive. Well, actually, I still do to survive. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not the only one who does survive for this, but um, yeah. So nothing's changed. Great. <laughs> like Good. I told Colin, people will know but my life has I've done nothing you- with my life. But do you have a dog? <laughs> no dog and no kids. Do you have a cat? 
No cat. No dog. You've got to have a cat, man. Come on. No, I right, live no. vicariously through Colin's children, so. Is that Colin's cats? Um, Colin doesn't have cats. I don't think you like cats, do you, Colin? Not particularly fond of them. In fact, I've hated, hated cats ever since I was one. <laughs> okay, I have this image now of Colin as a cat. <laughs> that took me so much longer than it should have. <laughs> I was did I miss a story here? <laughs> one, one thing, actually, I'll just, just like to add that Colin hasn't changed. A... Oh, go ahead, Rossi. I was just picturing Is it, I'm Colin slow. as one of the cats, like, from Cats, the new movie that just came out a few <laughs> months ago. Oh. <laughs> I was really confused. Why haven't we covered that on the show yet, guys? Come on. Judy Dench month. Yes. Um, oh, please. Please. I would be down for Judy Dent- Dench month, but I'm not watching Cats. I saw the stage production. That's enough for me. Um, I was going to say one thing that hasn't changed in the last five years is that uh, the Maple Leafs still haven't won the Stanley Cup. So that is... oh. and and how did they go against Calgary the other day? I didn't brag to you this time, but yeah, um, Kristen and Rossi have zoned out. Um, now the final bit I like to close off all these little Oslet bits right now is I want a winner's pick for winners at war. And I'm generally giving you no chance to explain why. So let's start with you, Colin Hilding. Who's winning winners at war? Go. Danny. Ah, see, this is why I like you. Uh, Kristen. Me, Schmitz. Me, Schmitz, Schmitz. So I'm just going to write schnitzel. (laughs) Schnitzel. Okay. Uh, And Rossi. Chris's answer is really good. I like her answer. Um, But I'm going to go with Natalie Anderson. Natalie. Beautiful. All right. Great. Oh, not Natalie White. So Natalie Anderson. I'll write Natalie A. <laughs> yeah, Natalie White, the surprise yes. 21st player yeah. of the season. <laughs> How would that be that you've got like I- the Island of the Idols is back and your like mentors on the island are like Natalie White and Fabio coming, telling you how to. Still no Richard! <laughs> Sorry, Richard. Did anyone watch the um the preview ones when like they're they're all asking them about like oh you know your favorite winners or whatever and they're talking about who will you be a threat and they interviewing Sandra and Sandra's like oh I know Richard's got to be a real threat out here and I'm like oh that just makes me sad. And Sandra automatically in the background does. they're like get on the boat, Richard, leave. <laughs> yeah. Shit, Sandra wants Richard there. Quick, you know, get rid of Ben. Um, quick, put, put him on, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um. Kristen, for you, as said, been a long time since we've spoken, but it's it's good to have you here, and I'm sure we'll talk about something once in the next five years, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, and stay. Uh, Rossi, thank you. I'm sure I'll talk to you at some point this year, probably on the Room uh, yearly episode or Jonathan Taylor Thomas month. Can we even do another month? Has he got another four films we can do? Yes. We c- we'll find a way. I don't know. Anyway, thanks, Rossi. You know it. And Colin, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'll speak to you in an hour, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't speak to Jamie. <laughs> A lot of fun reliving many memories with many Oslets and some very interesting takes there on winner's pick for winners at war. I think from memory, if I quickly go through the tally there, we had more than half of the cast chosen as winners. So that is very interesting. No love 
for the likes of uh, Nick. Sorry, Nick, it doesn't look like you're going to be uh, winning again. No love for Amber either. No love for Rob. No love at all. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if one of those are the ones that sneaks through for a sneaky little victory. No love for Sophie um, amongst the many there. So, um, yeah, we will soon wait and see because we're only a few weeks away now from Winners at War. Very exciting. And you probably heard a few times there mentioning the interviews that have been released and I thoroughly recommend sitting down and watching all 20 of them. I believe it's ET Canada who have done little video interviews with them. They're all on YouTube. Check them out. It's very entertaining to see a bunch of the winners talk about their games and what they are going to hope to achieve coming into Season 40. But in the remaining weeks of our special Survivor Month, we've got plenty to come. Next week, very excited to bring you a commentary of the very first episode of Survivor, Survivor Borneo, Episode 1, The Marooning. And back in Survivor Oz days, we did do a commentary of that episode, but Colin and I have actually decided to talk about Survivor during this episode and not just waste time like we did used to back in those days. So that will be happening next week. The week after that, very exciting, as you've heard us talk about throughout this episode. We're going to sit down and rank all 39 seasons, myself, Colin, and Nick. We're going to do it just like we did with the contestant rankings all those years ago, but hopefully it won't take us 34 hours. And after that, we will have our full preview with none other than Mr. Billy Garcia himself. Hashtag bring back Billy. We're bringing him back so that we can preview season 40, which is going to be a lot of fun. So plenty to keep you entertained here on the Oz Network when it does come to all your Survivor content. So make sure you do check it out. In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We are on, of course, iTunes, or as they probably call it now, Apple Podcasts. I think you heard me say that earlier in this episode. And we, of course, are on Spotify, Stitcher. And while you're there, it'd be great if you could leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show, and we would very much appreciate that as well. Thank you for tuning in to our very special Survivor Oz Oslet reunion episode. My name is Ben. Thanks for tuning in to the Oz Network, and we will speak to you next week. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.